Cinema is everything to me. I live and breathe films. I even eat them. One podcast has crushed the horror landscape, leaving behind the silent audio waves of all of those who have came before. Introducing our hosts. This man needs no introduction, but needs seven takes to record his own. He is known for rating bad movies high and known for rating good movies high. Don't try to call him because he only phones it in. He is our host from the foreign land of Canada, Mood 616. This man is willing to die even on the smallest of hills. He argues to the point in which he disagrees with himself. A man who knows a remake when he sees one he is the mexican-born super producer known as the humble one and the sexy one jp they are known for creating superstars out of their guests they are known for being the number one horror podcast on the horophilia network except for when they allow others to take a turn they are the devil's advocate of horror podcasting they are the 22 shots of moods and horror Yes, yes, y'all, it's going down right now, episode 94, that's right, the real episode 94 is coming at you live, I am your host, M-O-O-D to the Z. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (coughs) Sorry, man, I actually had to cough. Oh my god, my throat, I got this tickle and that sucks. Coughing throughout the goddamn show again. Yes, yes, y'all, it's going down right now, episode 94, that's right, the real episode 94 is coming at you live, I am your host, Moods616, and of course, I've always got the humble one JP in the house, and we're very, very proud to welcome back to the show, the Boston... I'm not fucking talk right now, man. It's gonna be one of those fucking days, man. Holy fuck. Let's try this again. Jesus Christ. Yes, yes, y'all. It's going down right now. Episode 94 of the 22 shots of booze. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Fuck. This is fucking horrible, man. Ugh. Okay, do this. Focus. Focus. Yes, yes, y'all, it's going down right now. Episode 94 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast is coming at you live. I am your host, Moods, and of course, I've always got the humble one in the house, JP. And yes, we've got definitely Derek representing Boston in the house also. And we're very, very proud to welcome back to the show one-third of the Exploding Heads Horror podcast. And yes, their very own Jew, Brandon Back to the show. What's going on, guys? Hold on. Yeah. You can't just call him Brandon. You got like eight nicknames. I did call him the Jew, though. <laughs> well, that, that's just... A.K.A. the Jew. A.K.A. Mm-hmm. the New Blood. A.K.A. They're the Chosen really... One. A.K.A. Zero out of tens. Uh, you know, actually, for a second there, I was actually going to call you Jeremy. But uh, I decided <laughs> against it. I just, I just thought that was rude. Yeah, I was going to say, do you want me not to be on the show? <laughs> well, well, we I... tried to keep you off, but... You found yeah. your way. You in. know what? I gotta, I gotta say this. First of all, it's a pleasure to be here, and, and not, not because I'm among people I like, but because it's such a relief to be on the, the second, uh, rated podcast on horophilia. It's mm-hmm. almost like I don't. It's almost like I don't have to try tonight. <laughs> <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys actually been smoking us a little bit in the ratings lately. I've noticed. So. It, it's all Dave I'm not and Christian. This. Dave is a promoting beast, man. He, he is. Really is. He is. Horror Mania always on. I'm just yeah. too lazy. 
Dave, Dave's uh I actually got off my ass in, you know, even the last podcast, Lamberto Bob one I actually posted in a bunch that. of different groups and stuff. About that. I think I posted in five or six different ones and even I've, promoted I've on put- Instagram and things and I was like, Wow, yeah, and it's doing really bad. <laughs> doing Good really job. Good. I know. I was like, I you know, I go out of my way to start promoting this thing a little bit more and I don't know what it is, man. How come people aren't clicking on the Lamberto Bob episode? It's fucking demons, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's Italian Christ. month in general. It, like we said, it did bad last year, too. It, it was you, one of our worst streaks ever. You, you uh, know, it's actually kind of interesting. I was looking at the numbers just the other day of the of the four shows that we did uh, last November, and they're actually all doing pretty well now in views. Like, they've gotten, you know, a couple hundred extra more views, like, over yeah, last year and stuff. That, and I was actually expected. quite surprised because... But I will say, though, the Dario Gento uh, 2, like the Mother's Trilogy that we just did, is doing a lot better than last year's Argento show yeah. by, like, way better. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a plus, but the Lamberto Baba show is not doing greatest. But hopefully, Fulci will pick it back up and, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't see people not clicking on this. It's Lucio Fulci, man. Come on, you know. Well, huh. one, thing that, one thing that I would like to mention, though, Brandon, <laughs> is that you might be the number one rated <laughs> downloaded show on horophilia this month and we might be the number two and like the number four and five but we <laughs> yeah. are the number one horror podcast on moods youtube channel oh so, yeah 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 we're crushing it we <laughs> we have like over 500 more views weekly than any other podcast on that that's, channel. That's only because we haven't started downloading on Moods' channel yet. <laughs> uploading, <laughs> you mean? Uploading, so weird if I started uploading, like, the audio of their shows to my channel. <laughs> it's like, so, like, what is going on, man? That's so strange. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you know, it's, uh, Horophilia is growing. That's, that's the key here. Uh, mm-hmm. Jason said that we were up a bunch of downloads from last month and, and things like that. You know, it's, it's really cool that the network's continuing to grow. And uh, let's be honest. I mean, it, the the very fact that that we dominate so much in general is is pretty cool. You know, whether it's you or us, or you know, a, a group crew. Efforts. You know, it, it's uh, it, it's pretty cool. And you know, I was actually I was on that one show, right? Like I was on the trick or treat show that made the top ten as well. So yeah, yeah. so so JP cool. was on the top ten, like. Yeah, you were on the, you were on like the number two, three, four, five show. Yeah. We actually had our first kind of fault. One yeah. of our shows actually missed the top ten, and For it's the, the first, first time, time ever. First Wait, time sh- ever in nearly a missed? year. In nearly well, a year. But well, I, the trick, well, the I trick completely our, figured the Halloween it out. One, yeah, yeah, because we posted uh, the show was posted on Halloween, which is obviously the last day of October. And the way Jason does the uh, the rating or the uh, the numbers is he lets it go till about the fifteenth of uh, no- the November. So yeah, and so basically what it is when you have a theme show like that, I think this is what happened. I mean, apparently it only missed the top ten by seven votes, um, and it still seven had pretty downloads. decent downloads. Seven seven votes, seven downloads, uh, which is still pretty good <laughs> for the timing. But I mean, it's a theme show, and like once Halloween's gone, I mean, how many people are really kind of clicking on the shows and stuff? Oh, I think that, that had a lot lot to do with it right you know like a week later i mean it's just it just didn't do as good as i bet you if it had been posted you know three or four days before halloween it would have probably been in the top 10 for sure but you know it's just a matter of timing it's just it's a tough break but i mean i guess it was inevitable that was probably going to happen eventually right so yeah it did kind of bum me out a little bit just because it was you know 
that would have been four shows in the top ten. I didn't even realize you released four shows last month. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, we've been on a shows. Nice. We we've actually done what what with this show. This is what the sixth or seventh show in a row that we've mm-hmm. done. This is a long yeah. streak we've actually got going on here. So yeah, I think it's seventh in a row because we yeah. did we did four in October and or sixth or the, yeah, this would be the seventh. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean it, it's it's really neat that to see those numbers. I, I get I get excited every month just to see see what's happening you know yeah and uh i was i was a little bummed to not see i don't know did did watson release an episode during that time i can't remember not sure i'm not sure i'm not sure if it counted because he released it i think also on the 31st i'm not sure if um, yeah there's a lot of shows still counts it'll only be for that month like for example like the show we release won't be on the rankings for next month so it technically did miss it because jason does wait give each show yeah the extra two weeks yeah. yeah Um, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it's interesting to know that we only missed by, uh, you know, six downloads or whatever. Um, one thing that I, you know, a, a little theory that I have as as well is one. Obviously, October is just madness with with shows. Yeah, it was just, piles just so much content. Shows. Yeah, there's so many. I mean, you got to look at it this way. I mean, when we uploaded uh, the show on the 31st, how many shows were uploaded that day? I mean, it yeah, probably time. it probably affected. Uh, you know, pretty much everyone's numbers. Yeah. I would assume, well, as right? You can because see, I don't think I don't think any shows made the top ten that were uploaded on the thirty first. And that's exactly why. I mean, it, those shows came and went. You know, there was so much content. You know, put in your face at one time, and then you know, November first, and everyone's going, well, mm-hmm. you know, Halloween's passed. Not right? not to so. mention the fact that our shows have been really long lately. You know, four and a half, five hours. Yeah. Uh, and you know what that does is. You know, people like me can work and listen to, you know, four or five podcasts a day sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But some people don't. Maybe they just listen to it in the car when they're going to work, which is like 20 minutes, half hour drive, you know, Mm -hmm. all week. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes there's people who haven't even finished our episode 60, say, and episode 61 is already out. So it might Mm -hmm. take them a little extra time to download Mm -hmm. that episode because – um, I mean, uh, the amount of time in our catalog now is probably ridiculous. Um, but <laughs> like especially days lately, days. man, like lately yeah. with these, these longer shows, you know, having, having, um, you know, three films as featured reviews, plus covering news, sometimes what we watched, you know, having a guest mm-hmm. on, you know, they, they, they've been tending to go a little bit longer. Plus we just never shut up. So. Um, I mean, that's definitely, that's definitely, you know, the yeah. factor in this. <laughs> I mean, don't you get comments like that? Like, dude, you talk way too much in your videos. It's the same shit on <laughs> when you're talking into a microphone. It's like, yeah, yeah. So, Brandon, what's new, buddy? Not happy much. We just actually show, we just recorded our one year anniversary show last weekend. That's awesome. That's when does awesome. that come out? Um. Hopefully sometime this week it'll drop. I'm okay. not sure exactly what what Christian's doing with it, how far so, along he is. But uh, what, did, what did you guys do for the the one year? Maniac Cop, thanks to JP. Who, Dude, uh, I, I feel like I solely caught. I mean, obviously everybody that asked to help also, uh, you know, helped. But, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I mean, it is it is uh, it's a joint effort. But at the same time, I was seriously going hard for that so um 
You're welcome. We, I, I don't we, know if we, it turned we, out to be a good show or not, but we had a lot of fun doing it. I'm not sure Dave is going to be your friend anymore, but <laughs> uh, but he didn't even like the first one. Wow. He There's gave a... it its he gave it its due. I'll say that he gave it yeah. its due. Dave is weird, man. I, we we had that conversation <laughs> on this show. Yeah, about the... how he doesn't care for guns guns like you know and and it's interesting because i started thinking i still think about it daily where i'm like thinking of all these horror movies that like revolve around like gun like a lot of guns like from mm-hmm. Dust dawn and stuff like that and i'm like no no dave i wonder what his thoughts would be on you know this the the one of the last scenes in in the new york ripper you know that involves a gun i wonder if you'd like that scene mm. hmm because it's pretty fucking awesome the way it comes out, like the way it happens in the film. But it involves a gun, and you know it's, you know he very he stressed a lot that you know a gun kind of taking control of a scene is not his thing. I don't know, man. It'd be interesting. I'd like to hear his thoughts on that, anyways. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, did he end up? Did he like? Let me let me ask you something. Did he like part one or part two more? Um. Yeah. Dave definitely enjoyed part one the most. After that. Hmm. It was kind of stressful for him to. <laughs> well, I, I actually, does, it actually makes sense though, man, because part two is a little more action filled. Yeah, really. Yeah. I considered part one more action than part two. Like I like really? part two more. I loved part two more, especially because mm. it had a much bigger budget. Me too. Yeah. Plus, there's a lot more going on with it, like with Leo Rossi's character. Plus, it has <laughs> one of the best fire scenes of all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Leo then, and Rossi, a.k.a. Mick Foley in that film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and then Clarence Williams III, yeah. Oh, part three, he's just... He's <laughs> got a terrible script, man. I'm, I'm going to come up with a list of movies, horror movies, that, that center way more around guns than knives. And I'm going to yes. show it to Dave, and he's going to be like, yeah, like that one, that one, that one, that one, that one, that one, and that one. And then he's going to be like, I'm going to be like, okay, now why? Well, well, and he's not well, going to be able to tell me. Well, he liked the green room, and that's mostly guns. No, just show yeah. him the list, and don't tell him what the list is for, and be like, "Yo, man, which which of these films do you like?" And he'll be like, "Well, he's gonna hear this, but <laughs> I guess I, I could well, see do, what, do it before the airs. Do it before this airs." Yeah, says. It's away from the 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 personal connection to each individual kill. You mean intimacy? Intimacy, yeah. Yeah. Person. Well, yeah. There, I mean, there's studies on that that say why that's effective and stuff, and I agree. But to me, it doesn't negate the fact that guns are scary. Still, oh, they're uh, very scary. Like, I don't want to be shot. Like, if I if I have a knife and I try to kill you, yeah, you might be pretty damn scared. And if I have a gun <laughs> and I'm trying to kill you, yeah, you might be pretty damn scared. Like Mexican with a gun, I'm terrified. You might have a deeper fear of of the knife because of how it kills you. It seems more painful. It's the personal aspect of it, though, man. I, I totally agree because you know if you're if you're like a police investigator and you know your victim has been stabbed to death, your initial thoughts are going to be that the uh, the victim knew the assailant, right? Mm-hmm. So it's very, very personal. Yeah, because I mean, it is more personal, and it's just um, it's icky, right? It's icky to stab somebody. Yeah. A gun's easy. It's you, yeah. shoot, exactly. you pull the that's, trigger that's and the it does it word. for it's you. Easy. Like yeah. the knife, you, it feels like you're still doing the killing more than the gun is. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so I do understand that, and I and I agree that most of the time, you know, uh, all the time, a knife will be more effective than a gun in a situation like that. But to me, it it, it doesn't make 
it not scary to have somebody making you do things with a gun. Like it's it's mm-hmm. still scary to me. Well, making me do anything, period, is, is scary to me. Um, you know, if yeah. some is, mm-hmm. if it's a gun or a knife or whatever, if somebody's holding you hostage and, and making you do something or, or whatever, and th- and there's tons of great horror movies that that use that, you know, sort of uh, leverage the gun leverage where where you they're they're you know, like Mother's use Day and stuff yeah. like that. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I. I I like a lot of it. like you know even even you know the, I mean the green room is one that that we just mentioned I had I had a couple on my head the other day when I was at work but um I I I do get what he's saying about the action though because I don't like action in my horror that's one reason why I don't really care for aliens I just I don't like the action theme to a horror movie yeah now, mm-hmm. um, I do feel like Maniac Cop is very dark at times, especially when you talk about Maniac Cop 2, when you talk – I don't know. Did you guys get into the fact that uh, the the little like strangler uh, serial killer guy with the Maniac Cop was supposed to be Joe Spinell? Did you get into uh, that? I'm not, you know, I'm not sure if that actually came up. Yeah, that, that was supposed to be you know, the right. Maniac from Maniac, but he died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That he was going to cross those two films together. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, I'm not sure if we actually got into that. That's really too bad that that never happened. Uh, That was epic, right? Yeah. Yeah. There were a lot lot of missed opportunities in those films. I mean, I love the way the Maniac Cop just kept walking around, twirling the baton the whole time like a badass. And he, he really... Never really used it because he would pull it out and it was a blade. So he would use the blade occasionally, but like... Mm-hmm. I wanted to see him smash yeah. some heads. Great score to that film too. I really like the main theme. The main yeah, film. yeah, they uh, were fun though. I had fun with them. Yeah, I, part three is, uh, you know what I mean. Rob yeah, Robert it's... Robert Davy carried part three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's still watchable, but it's definitely the least. I, I didn't get. I didn't. You know, I came in pretty pretty generous with with all three in terms of my ratings because i just had fun with them and those are short fun movies how was that christian on him he was more with me more kind of just overall enjoyment of him in fact he Mm -hmm. came in a little higher on i think part two he might have had the highest grade out of anyone dave by part three was like fuck this movie let's give our (laughs) grades and get out of here so was was dave mad that, that those got chosen over hellraiser then or no, because what we did is we announced at the beginning of the show because of how many people voted for those two specifically. That yeah, episode, I, I probably episode caused 30 you guys to... to be number one for the next like you know, couple <laughs> months off of that. <laughs> I'm actually kind of glad we got to do them because <laughs> it made the point that we were covering so many shows that we were given such high scores to. And it just happened to work out that way that we were picking movies that it turned out we liked. So it was nice to cover some films where – where we got to stress Dave out a little. I'm a little worried yeah, about his a little different reviews well, and stuff. I, I like. I think my most favorite <clears throat> podcast ever are the ones where hosts disagree because it because then you get to hear points that are brought up, like defenses yeah. and arguments on why something is good or why something is bad or why somebody just well, likes something or somebody doesn't like something. One of my what favorite was the most podcasts, recent one where we where we scrapped. I think it was Blair Witch. I think that was probably it. That was where we scrapped hardcore, but we also scrapped in uh, When a Stranger Calls. Oh yeah, I was seven out of ten. Oh yeah, When a Stranger Calls. calls. If I was on that show, I would have been having a heart attack hearing the things I was hearing. I I like it. 
<laughs> Where do you I really come? enjoy those films? I do too, Brandon. I do too. But so even, you, you even, were saying though that uh, you announced at the beginning of the show or something. I didn't want you to drop that in in limbo. Oh no, that's it's no big deal. Every five we do a big show, so episode thirty is going to be our Hellraiser show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, and eventually we'll do the Romero Dead trilogy, which actually. I think won the votes on Twitter. So is that show just going to be a trilogy, or are you going to, you know, I think we'll battle it out and do all nine? No, I think we'll do the original (laughs) three dead, and then if anyone wants, you know, the part two. But that's where the more interesting conversations come from. Like, honestly, as a listener, and it might be because I've listened to so many podcasts and I've heard the Romero trilogy covered so much, but Mm. when I'm listening to a show and they're talking about a franchise, right? I'm always mm-hmm. more interested in the later half. Like, I even think yeah. our Halloween show that we split up, the second half has way more listeners than the first. Because um, there's more films to debate on. It's just yeah. there. nobody talks about them as much. They, there's more points yeah, yeah. to bring up. And, and oftentimes, there are surprises in later sequels. Like, we found that out with the Children of the Corn films. Uh, we didn't find that out with the Howling films. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or the Silent Night, Deadly Night films. But, you know... Uh, Hellraiser, I think we all kind of found that out when we were doing these top tens because uh, 2002 had, uh, I believe, uh, Hellseeker. Hellseeker, and um, I watched another one for another reason, but I can't. Oh, remember Blood, Bloodline, Bloodline for '96. Yeah, so um, I think we were mm-hmm. all a little surprised that Hellseeker wasn't as bad as we were, maybe remembered it. And me and Moods yeah. were super surprised at the remake of Children of the Corn, like how much we actually like that one now. And I know. It's so weird. Th- those conversations to me are very interesting, and I understand too that that Dave is a madman, right? Like he's on he's on like four different podcasts, <laughs> yeah. And he watches, and and they're not like you know. I think ABC's of Hidden Horror has to watch three movies each episode, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah plus, yeah. if you guys are doing three movies, plus he's cover- trying to catch up for uh, two thousand. Well, not catch up, but you know, continue to keep pace with two thousand sixteen. And then if the skeleton crew is doing stuff, video commentaries, ban- banana laser. I mean, I understand that when he's when somebody's like, "We want you to cover nine Hellraiser movies," how that would just make his head want to. I'm pretty explode, convinced that literally. Dave's not even human. He's actually a robot. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's one. Of, he's I one mean, of the robots from Halloween Three. But I think exactly. that, and and I almost wanted to leave this as a voicemail for that show too, um, but I just didn't want to be too long winded because I know the voicemails cut off after a while. I think that when I was reading that thread. I think the the best thing possible is like the compromise. The the well, we'll do one, two, and three of franchises or, or whatever you know trilogies, and then um, maybe return to it with a three, four, or a four, five, and six or, or yeah. whatever. I think that's a great idea. And because listen, you don't always need to cover good films. You just don't. You you don't yeah. need to cover good films all the time. It's fun to hear. Well, we've proven that. Yeah, and some of over some of our better it. episodes are, are bad <laughs> movies, and some of our yeah, yeah. worst episodes are bad movies too. But um, I think that you know covering covering some of the some of the films that are later in the franchises could be fun, and I particularly just want to hear you guys talk about them too, if, and I mean, especially I, Dave because I do feel like Dave would be surprised a lot of the time. I yeah, am like, completely in a hundred percent agreement with JP. I think that. You know, it's fine to hear the conversations about Hellraiser 1, 2, and 3. Um, for the most part, I think you guys are probably really going to enjoy them. But honestly, I would prefer to hear the conversation from, uh, you know, part 4 to 9 
because <laughs> I think it, I think the opinions are going to vary quite drastically, especially uh-huh. in the Hellraiser franchise, because those movies are definitely not for everybody. And it's just, you know, the things that you can pick out of them and stuff and, and the conversations that can come from those films, I think would be very, very interesting. And I'm actually really looking forward to it. JP, we should actually do this. We should take a vote for the next franchise show. Yeah. So we'll put I, in I the ones we that we want to do. And, and and maybe Hellraiser will get picked, and then we're going to well, obviously do all the I'll hold films, off but... on Hellraiser and Texas Chainsaw because of the new ones the coming new one. out. Oh, yeah, the new ones, that's right. Yeah. It, it seems like all these franchises have something coming out, though. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, there's another... Besides some of the older ones, yeah. like The Omen. That's... Yeah, so... The Omen. Um, just to kind of wrap up that point, I mean, uh, I know that you, Brandon, would would have interesting opinions on, on later sequels. And I know Dave would as well. And I think Christian would as well. So, I mean, I, I, I think that the compromise the like, we'll stick to three for time's sake, but that doesn't mean that we won't cover, you know, them in yeah. a two part episode. And it doesn't have to be right back, right back. Hellraiser, uh-huh. three, Hellraiser three through six or whatever, you know, it could be, it could be the next month or whatever. Um, but I think you're doing your listeners injustice because let's be honest, dude, it was an overwhelming response to cover a whole franchise or not a whole franchise. Like it was, it was. not even close. I told yeah. Dave that question was going to backfire. I said, Dave, don't pose that. You know it's going to backfire. I was, was like really astounded. Like at, yeah, I was really astounded at that lopsided. Listen, oh, we posted so that same result. question before. Dave, like a Dave while was like ago, this, like, Aw. and ours was more competitive. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird though because yeah. we share so many listeners so i had a feeling that most of the people voting were 22 shots listeners who hell yeah are, who are used to listening to the full <laughs> franchise and they're like we love it it's a marathon mm-hmm. we get to hear how tortured these guys are by movie number eight or nine <laughs> yeah especially yeah dude in Silent i definitely Nights case, i definitely want to finish the franchises yeah i mean like, j- just google it man how many how many podcasts have 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 done the how entire howling franchise Oh yeah, like two, like Jamie. The Howling franchise is so it's so uncommon. Yeah, you I know, can't it, imagine anyone would ever really want to do that. So maybe just even, you guys. Even oh, the leopard, you guys leopard. Fuck it, you guys would just die. Listen, you probably wouldn't even physically make it through it. For the longest time, <laughs> Leprechaun was part one of our number one shows. Like for the longest time, it was our most downloaded show, and uh, you know that's that it was covering the entire franchise. Uh, but I, yeah, I mean, so I want to see you guys return to to franchises after a while, especially something like the Dead trilogy, because those yeah. three, other three Dead films, you know, at least two of them are are pretty interesting to talk yeah, about as well. Yeah, Dave, Dave's talked about actually doing the other half at some point, and same thing with Hellraiser, revisiting the next three installments at a later so, time. So, so that's so when are you guys doing the Leprechaun trilogy? Leprechaun, I don't think Dave. I don't think has ever seen a Leprechaun movie. Yeah, I also right. got to look out for Dave's health. You know, he and says Dave, he's forty also... every podcast, but he was forty like twenty years ago. So, we got to look out for his health. Too much stress. If we did all nine Hellraisers, oh, and them, he might drop during like part five. He's at that, <laughs> he, he's at really that stage in his life really where blood might. pressure actually really does matter. <laughs> it was funny listening to him, the Maniac Cop. Like literally, at one point, he's like, "Fuck that movie." Did you defend it at all? <laughs> yeah, I was defending it. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, fuck, fuck. Dave Z. Yeah, Dave could never do the Halloween franchise. It would, it would, eat <laughs> it would, him it would literally yeah. kill him. It would be a giant Dave's but... morbid fact. He would transform. Dave also said, he even said, you know, he's never seen a Leprechaun film and he's never going to see a Leprechaun film. 
So I don't think you guys are covering the Leprechaun film. <laughs> unless somebody votes for it, unless you put it on the poll. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I want at least I, I want him to at least see one of them at least. I mean, they, they're comedy. You gotta just watch part three. Stuff, but I don't know. He might. Yeah, part, like part yeah. three, solid. Um, yeah. Definitely not his cup of tea, but yeah. So uh, besides that, you guys are posting twenty five coming up here. Uh, mm-hmm. I left the voicemail for that show. Yeah, I did too. Cool. Cool. Yes. Um, I guess I'll just go ahead and tell you now, Derek. It was accidentally misplaced and not played on 25 <laughs> so, you, so you'll be getting an apology and a, and a shout out and a play on episode 26 did you guys play mine at least yes we did play yours thank you jp was a, maybe, I should, a, maybe i should uh call into this fucking show one time i too, can't believe it. i totally forgot i was gonna call in tonight because i genuinely had a question for you guys so i'll actually ask it when we get to the uh emails and voicemails all right mm. cool i was i was noticing Sounds something good. in recent films i was watching so I'll have something for you guys. Interesting. So yeah, uh, yeah. a live another live question. That's yeah. awesome. No, it was Appreciate actually it. something, and JP actually kind of talked about. It. We talked about him when he came in on the Trick or Treat show. Just a, a quick thing we mentioned, and it made me start thinking about other films. So, all right, cool. We'll get to it. Cool, 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 man. Well, I guess we should probably uh, get into that news. JP, we got some news this week. Yeah, yeah. So we do have some news and. Um, this first little bit here, uh, I was kind of conflicted on whether I should talk about it or not. Uh, it's not necessarily like horror news, but it's it's definitely horrifying and um, it kind of made me feel weird. So uh, I, I'm sure you guys seen this flowing around. I mean, I seen it. I seen it like twice in our group. I seen it once in Exploding Heads and a couple times in other groups and just on Facebook in general. Uh, and then I seen a second wave of it. Um, but did you guys catch the uh, article that was going around about Shelley Duvall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Sad. so um, I'm not sure if you guys are. That she still looks amazing. On, on, <laughs> on too what's soon. Going on with too her. soon. <laughs> but um, did you guys see <laughs> the clip from Doctor Phil? I did. I, I just saw a clip. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Her um, basically saying that Robin Williams wasn't dead. I, I think that's the clip I saw. I really didn't like that video, dude. Like, to me, it felt 100% exploitive. Like, um, if somebody has a mental issue, right, if somebody's crazy or they have a a mental issue or they're, you know, retarded or anything, you don't put that person in a public forum to embarrass Mm -hmm. themselves. It's just not a right thing to do. And I think Dr. Phil's a silly asshole for that. Um He's been getting a lot of backlash for it too. He deserves it. It's you don't yeah. do that. You just don't do mm-hmm. it. If somebody well, you look is... at the whole history of the show, he exploits shit to death. Anyways, I mean, this was just yeah. a perfect opportunity for ratings, and that's what essentially these networks care about. They don't give a shit about Shelley Duvall and how this is gonna. You know, I mean, her, may- maybe her legacy and and whatever legacy, whatever. But but uh, you know what I'm saying. It, maybe he'll get her some help and and have her back. But it's you know it's definitely a ratings move. But Definitely. but he do, he does he does seem to help people so maybe maybe he'll get her the help she needs and then bring her back when she's yeah, hopefully I, doing I better. Dan, that it's you know at the end of the day it, it is a show and things like that. And I'm not I'm not against doing crazy shit for ratings. Look, like I I mean I'm all for doing what that whatever sells. But I'm just saying as as a human being, yeah. When you see another other human being. Who's not? Who's clearly not right? Who's clearly mm-hmm. not right in the head? 
who used yeah. to be right in the head, or at least from what we understand. Yeah. To yeah. give them a public forum to say things, it's just it's embarrassing. It's like yeah, yeah. you know that they're going to make an ass out of themselves. Like you, you don't do that. And mm-hmm. um, so I did see that uh, Vivian Kubrick, uh, daughter of one Stanley Stanley Stanley, yeah, uh, did put together a um, GoFundMe page. So I will drop the link in the podcast notes whenever I. Uh, get to the show notes on this episode that um you know for help you know for treatment and for and all a hundred percent of the money goes to shelly duvall and uh it's already up to 20 some thousand when i checked mm-hmm. it this morning so yeah uh, sorry. That, that's crazy yeah uh so that that's really good um vivian kubrick and a couple other people were kind of boycotting the dr phil episode mm-hmm. because of um just its exploitive nature and yeah like mio pharaoh was boycotting it too mm-hmm. yeah it's it's just so intentional right i mean I, I saw the i saw the clip and i said to the wife i was like wow this is really exploitive this is brutal man mm-hmm. i couldn't believe that they actually were doing that but yeah so if anything i mean hopefully she can get a little um yeah i hope help shelly and... gets some help i i'm actually i actually grew up with her uh the fairy tale theater show that she used to do and stuff as a kid and I used to like that show a lot, so I hope she does get some help. Like, I actually don't even like her. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't like her as what's-her-face in, in The Shining. Um, her and the kid always rub me the wrong way. So, um, you know. You, you it, can it, get arrested for that, having kids rub you the wrong way. <laughs> uh, Sorry, it wouldn't be... Uh... It just wouldn't be me to go a whole show without making a completely inappropriate remark at a completely inappropriate time. (laughs) No, I love it. I love it. I love it. But you know what I'm saying? I I don't really care for her as an actor, actress or anything like that. But I just, I just, it just was kind of disgusting to see the video. You're right. You're 100% on point with that. But hopefully it raises a lot of money for her and they get her help and uh, only good things. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, so, hopefully she takes it, too, because she's, I think she's convinced herself that she's not crazy. Well, so. well, I've said this my entire life. I've said it on this podcast. There's certain people out there that don't know things, and, and dumb people don't know they're dumb, and crazy people don't know they're crazy. Yeah. How, how the world works. They just don't. <laughs> and uh, so, moving on here, we have a little bit of update on the TNT Tales from the Crypt adaptation, which... Uh, should be approaching next year, fourth quarter of 2017. It's been it's it's been moving a long time. It feels like, but um, I can't wait for yeah, it. Uh, uh, yeah. um, basically, M Night Shyamalan is uh, producing it for TNT's horror block. We also got word that the Let the Right One In was getting an adaptation. Crave Online did an interview, and um, basically they asked, "Will the series feature?" brand new stories or adaptations of classic EC comic tales. And Shyamalan said this. There's a bunch. I have a folder of my favorite, like my 20 or 30 favorite. I'm trying to remember them. I mean, they're so weird. There's one where there's a bewitching one where when an old lady bewitches and takes the wife and the husband has to figure it out. He keeps the old lady in the closet, but that's really his wife now. They've swapped, you know, and he can't kill this woman, but now she's a beautiful woman. Um, so 
I remember that episode. Isn't that an episode of something where the it might well, the it was wife like and nine hundred episodes like that on that show? Um, Kinda. I'm almost certain there's an episode where uh, like a witch lady like swaps bodies with with the wife, and it might have been. It's either it that or tells from the dark side. It, it ha- I'm thinking yeah. of Leah Thompson where she gets old and then. No, but I love that one. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a great awesome. one. But yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I can't think of uh, this one, but it does sound it, like it, a, it, a premise it, I've seen before. It sounds super familiar, yeah. Sounds like Wicked Stepmother. Yeah, so um, it, apparently, because I remember when the news first came out, we didn't know if they were adapting stories or not, um, but it seems mm-hmm. like they are going to, which is good, because... A lot of those stories that you know they're all the same, you know, gold diggers and and come on, yeah. this, like, but that's fun. That's you know, you watch one and you're like, how are these fools gonna end up dying? You know, or how are they gonna end up like screwed over at the end? Because clearly they're they're greedy. Yeah, they all have the definitely the same formula to them. Yeah, like yeah. how many gold digger episodes were there in you know the first two seasons? Like <laughs> almost every one. Um, yeah, but <laughs> oddly enough, most of those stories were not actually took from the Tales from the Crypt comic book, but it was the Vault of Horror, right? And shock yeah. suspense stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm really excited to see, you know, Tales from the Crypt return in some form. Um, it definitely will not be the same, you know, not no. on HBO, just a different time. Uh, now, what, what we talk about it all the time, what sets Tales from the Crypt apart from the other anthology shows was the fact that they got stars and, you know, names yeah. to direct and act. Um, who knows if that'll happen in this one, but uh, I'm looking forward to it, honestly. Yeah, especially with Shalamalan on Baldo. They, prob- they probably won't be able to afford any too, too many big names for that, I, I would assume. But that's definitely what separated Tales from the Crypt from all the other anthology type based shows. I mean, I guess. Uh, um, I guess some of the other ones they had the odd star here and there, but that was that was a reoccurring thing that was amazing, and and even had like there was an episode even directed by Schwarzenegger in the first season, right? Which yeah, the kind of... William Hickey one. No, that's yeah. not the first season. Or maybe the second season. Second. Yeah, I think it's second. It, it's it's from the early from the early years, anyways. But that's really cool, though. So yeah, so uh, moving along here, um, this is actually hilarious. So, uh, on the, I believe, 20, I don't even remember, 22, 22nd episode of Exploding Heads Horror Podcast, I was a guest <laughs> on there. And I think a Couldn't listener. Couldn't remember the episode number? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, a <laughs> listener wrote in or called in and asked about the success of Don't Breathe and, you know, what our ideas for a sequel would be or something like that. And I was like, no, it's like, it will absolutely not happen. Um, I think I said that. I think I said like, it, no, it's not happening. Like it will not Mm -hmm. happen. Like I dismissed it. I completely dismissed it. (laughs) Well, well, apparently, um, they are thinking about doing one. And basically Fetty Alvarez was interviewed by IGN. Um, and he said, right now we have, don't breathe too is something we really want to do. The challenge obviously is we just didn't want to make the same movie again and just have a two in it. Uh, we'll feel so embarrassed if we do that at first, our reaction when they told us was no, 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 that's Hollywood. 
that's devil pushing us to do something just because we can and when we had an idea that we really got excited about we won't tell you what it is uh it'll spoil the whole thing but apparently uh they sam raimi says that um they have a uh the greatest idea ever for for a don't breathe sequel it's going to wow. be set in Hawaii. That's coming. No, it must it's be on a boat. boat. <laughs> yeah, it's on a boat. I got you. Bruce. I knew you were going to say it's on a boat. <laughs> the, uh, the, blind the, man greatest idea, the, the greatest idea ever. Wow. For a, for a sequel. That, for a sequel. I mean, that's some pretty, uh, that's some pretty big words there. And yeah. coming from Sam Raimi, that's, it's pretty interesting. Peaking my curiosity. That's for sure. Have a guy yeah. that's deaf fight the guy that's blind. Breathe no evil, see no evil. Uh, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor. Make it, make it, make it like Danny Glover. <laughs> no, to, to be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of Don't Breathe. I was very disappointed. I felt like there were too many holes in the story. So a sequel, I, especially, especially the way they're describing it, if it's going to be that epic, could really help it out. I voiced my I, I liked it, but it wasn't as... I didn't like it as much as most people did. Yeah. I mean, a lot was... of people were like in the fucking nines and nine yeah. and the ratings and shit. I was like, holy man, that's really fucking high. I enjoyed it. What did oh, you I rate it? I talked about it on this show. I, I pointed out all the things that I disliked. And of course, that film has another one of those scenes in the beginning of the fucking film, you know, from that the I end. can't get yeah. out of my mind uh, that's yeah. actually from the end. And yeah. You know, and the way I watch movies is I remember that shit. Where most yeah, so you're waiting to see that scene and it hasn't happened. You know what's coming in the last ten minutes. And, and then exactly mm-hmm. and when it happens, you go, "Fuck me, man! It was from the end." Yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> I know JP doesn't have a problem with this. But I, I, mean, I just don't know how that bothers you because like, I focus on it, now. JP. That's the problem. I, I, I focus when I see a scene in the film. Don't focus on it. <laughs> I can't. It's the way I watch film. Like I know right away that that scene that I that they're showing me right in the beginning of the film is going to happen again in the yeah. third act. And I'm like, fuck, and it it just drives me nuts. I don't know what it is. It's my, it's just OCD. I I, I don't know, man. It's just I can't. I agree with you this mo- on this moods, especially with that particular movie. You know, there's three of them that break in, and it, they're showing you a scene where he's just dragging the girl back. So you know, at one point. You know, at some point in the movie, it's going to get to the point where it's just a girl. And even though we knew that probably before even seeing a a preview for it. I think the ride is – yeah, the ride is basically, you know, how and when are these guys going to die. But you're like, okay, you you can kind of write it off. You're like, all right, just get rid of them. We know you're going to be dragging her at some point. My argument for that was in this movie was I didn't know it was the girl. I, I thought it was somebody else. Like I thought it was just showing that this was a bad guy. Um, that's, that's what I got from it. But I, I, I mean, I guess I could kind of understand a little bit like why you guys don't like that stuff in this movie. It didn't happen to me though, but in like other movies, it doesn't bother bother me. I just find, and I don't want to be one of those guys that critiques films, you know, and calls them, you know, modern things, but it it is like a little thing that you see in modern films a lot now. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those kind of staple things that filmmakers put into their films now. It's the Tarantino and I, effect. Yeah, and I don't care for it because it happens so often. Like, you just – I shake my head, and it just sets me up for disappointment too, man. I see this film uh, – I'm excited for a movie. I see this scene in the beginning of the film, and then the whole time I'm like, of course, I can't let it go. 
and it just drives me nuts. But it just happens way too much in cinema. I mean, you can probably agree with me, Brandon. Like, you've seen what a hundred and how many films from 2016? How many films did you see this year that had something like that happen? Oh, plenty. Probably. Plenty. Exactly. It's something plenty. you've never seen way back in the day. You know? Yeah. You just well, I mean, it's, it's it, yeah, but like back that. in the day there were other cliches. Like, there's it's just cliches, man. There's always going to be cliches. Of course, and, of course, there's cliches. And I feel like, like a lot of times, as, things. as reviewers, but, we pick out the cliches we don't like, and then we yeah. pick out the ones we do not, and we forgive certain ones. Exactly. And there's no. Well, that's that's the thing. And, and a lot of older films, there is there are certain things that do annoy me and things like that, but not as much as this because I don't want to have anything. I don't want to be trying to focus on something that I, is potentially going to happen in the end of the film and kind yeah, of ruin that, that, ruin that I, 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 surprise for me. You know, if they didn't show that in the beginning of the film and she's getting dragged but back. But was it a surprise? Like, would, awesome. would that have been a surprise had it not shown it? No, yeah, you wouldn't have been surprised. You would have been like, of course, this is how every horror movie plays out ever. They get away and then he drags them back. Like, well, it's, oh, still yeah, more, it's still more of a surprise. It's, it's more it's, of a you know, surprise, but you wouldn't have been like, oh, my God, I did not expect that to happen. Well, of course, but then again, <laughs> do we ever react like that when we see shit in films? No, Probably that's why I'm not, saying but... it's not a big deal. But it is to me. It is to me. I mean, I at do. least someone agrees with me. So. I feel you. But... I agree with you, too. <laughs> that's the only problem I have with it, too. All right, so um, anyway, fucking – what is his name? Uh, Sam Raimi. Um, he goes on to say – uh, that we're happy uh, that this is kind of interesting. He says we're happy that it's kind of an uh, anarchic as an approach to a movie. Uh, is it what the studio would die to have right away? Who knows? Maybe. Uh, no, they're not going to like it at all. Um, so, wow. hmm. so he thinks that the idea that they have that the studio is actually not going to like. That means it's going to be good. Probably. <laughs> Just gonna say that. I was like, it's gonna be a great <laughs> film. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be like the Godfather Part Two. Yeah. I have three. a feeling the studio also that. didn't like the turkey baster thing, and it ended up being a huge hit. Like, I feel like that's something that was probably fought to get in the movie. Yeah, I'm I'm indifferent with the turkey baster. I thought it was kind of silly, but. It was silly it was... because what he was doing, or because it was a turkey baster. Yeah, it was silly because of what he's doing, like like one t- one one shot with the turkey baster, and you're pregnant. <laughs> like, come on. I know, right? I don't <laughs> know. It doesn't mean that it had to work. Just because no, somebody's just... crazy enough to do some shit doesn't mean that it has to work. You know, I you know I. I've heard people say, yeah, it's a little silly. It was a really cool idea and stuff. I, I'm a little kind of torn on the scene because it generally kind of shows you know the viewer that they're kind of humanizing you know this person a little bit you know it's like oh you know he's he's a bad person but he doesn't rape women you know and yeah. it's like you know it's kind of what it's showing you and it's like well not really well that was a big problem i had was with his character stephen lang is such a great actor but with yeah. his character i didn't at times i wanted to sympathize with him and at times i absolutely hated him because yeah you know because of what he had gone through but then the next minute he's killing but see, these kids that's the duality though dude like i love movies like that because it shows the world that it's not cookie well, cutter shit it's not black it's an and emotional white. roller coaster it's, it's not there's a middle like ground some yeah. people can be yeah. bad people and still have bad things happen to them or yeah. mm-hmm. sometimes people well, completely can start get out that, as dude. good people and yeah. become bad people because of things that they did or other people did i i like that there's sort of a a, a, a you know, a middle ground where it's like, and it's this, it's, it's actually reflective with every character in the movie. That's why I liked it because every single character has that. 
every single character is not they perfect. do they do it's just very it's it's well, too, it, it seems almost too extreme with his character it, for it me hap- it happens in a lot of movies with like uh people like either like th- situations happen to them and stuff and it changes them per se <clears throat> Yeah, like, and uh, and who knows? Maybe he was just a dickhead to begin with. Like that's yeah. that can be a thing too. Like you mm-hmm. can be a dick. Something bad can happen to you that shouldn't happen to anybody, and then you can still be a dick afterwards too. I, it's not you know that's what I always like movies that that are not just good bad. Like sometimes people are bad and good at the same time. Yeah, I had no real problems with Don't Breathe. It was just that one <clears throat> scene that we talked about. Like I have a problem with that, but. I enjoyed the film for what it was. I loved it. I, there's it was... a lot of good moments in the film for sure. I, I think there's yeah. just a lot of – there could have been a lot of touching up and things. I mean we talked about this before. And I agree. I, I agree. I there's had there's a lot. definitely moments. Yeah. Like I, my, yeah. I had a huge issue with like the plot hole of like how they fucking shut the alarm off. Like it's ridiculous. It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I, I said the same thing. I, You know, I – and that whole setup to how they break in the house too. I mean, of course you're going to have to have a way to get in, but it just seems so obvious to me. You know, I was like, really? Like I even looked at Dylan and I was like, are you kidding me? Like there's no, this whole house is barred. Like it's fucking Fort Knox. Right. Mm, Except mm. you know what? Moods? Fuck window. you. Because I was going to take a picture of this. There is a house in my area that has bars <laughs> on the outside, except for the upstairs attic window. So, Weird. But like, what's what's the actual meaning behind that? Like, I mean, you just you could potentially still have someone break through that, like it does in this film. You know, yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, if you're gonna go to the extreme length, it's just possible that you didn't bar up, something or you never got around to it. It's possible. But it's <laughs> of course, of course. There's always the possibility. There's always the possibility that, that that's true. But when it comes down to it, if you're gonna take the time and go to extreme levels of barring up every window in your house to that, you know, yeah, those well, he's blind. It probably took him a while to do those ones. I'm assuming he probably didn't fucking do these. Wait, ones. are you, are you starting to confuse reality with don't breathe? <laughs> it's like, it would have been a 10 out of 10 if there was a mongoloid in it. That's all I'm saying. I mean, all I'm saying is that like, you know, if you're going to hire someone to bar up your shit, probably do every window. I probably. Mean, it would have made probably. it a little bit more believable probably. to myself because if you're that fucking paranoid, and you're willing to go and do that to your house, you're mm-hmm. going to do every window. Who gets bars I mean, there, on their windows anyway? Everybody's place. paranoid there, with bars on their there's windows. There's a reason why you do this and you don't leave – you don't forget about one bathroom window. I just mm-hmm. – I, I just well, – you I mean, know, if they it's had just, a – It's just possible. Is what, maybe there wasn't any bars. Maybe the fucking guy didn't have bars the size of that small window. He's mm. coming back the next day to put in those Just a soup window. Um, yeah, well, exactly. It, but it's possible. Anytime would... something's like <laughs> – yeah. remotely possible it's not even that far out of the norm for that to happen like it can yeah, happen no but easily. it was just so it's obvious. unlikely I mean, but it can happen just because something's not likely though but did you notice when you watch the film it's just it's it's always those little things in films that bug me i'm just like really like the only reason it bugs me is because you could have just not had bars on any of the windows exactly if you're gonna have bars or no i mean you're gonna have one extreme to the next Every window in the house has bars or you're going to have none. Why have one that doesn't? <laughs> but that's your way in, right? That's your fucking way I mean, in. It's convenient writing. That's what we call convenient writing. And it's like, it's, oh, shit, man. It's not even convenience. It's just forgetfulness. Like, mm. uh, like, because they, tr- they do try to explain it away where they say, yeah. like, 
they do. The window's small, but and I'm she's totally hundred percent with you. Mm-hmm. I'm totally hundred percent with you with the the alarm. The alarm thing doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, before we review, don't breathe out. for a second time and possibly so, uh, ratings, a third time. <laughs> uh, let's continue along here. Uh, we have um, a little bit of an update here. This is this is really neat, man. So um, for a while, Don Mancini has been teasing a Chucky Seven, um, and he he recently yeah. tweeted out some stuff. Uh, he was hanging out with Brad and Fiona Duriff, like, um, wow. with, mm. he actually put a little, his caption was good guys, question mark, uh, and he's wearing nice. a child's play shirt and shit. So, I mean, it, it, it seems like it's moving along pretty quickly. Um, he was actually pretty busy with, with other work recently. Um, he, he was, he worked on the, uh, final season of Hannibal, uh, and then he mm-hmm. also was working on that, um, new series on sci-fi channel, which has been getting a little bit of buzz called channel zero. And mm-hmm. uh, now it seems like he's he's back. I'm looking here at um, a picture of Bradley Duroff, and he is he's Bradley. mighty old, man. He's he's what, what's wrong? With Brad Duroff is old. Well, he's not he's that pretty... old. He's 62, I believe. 62. Uh, I mean, uh, Chucky's I mean, getting you, fucking old, man. When you talk about <laughs> the other fucking, you know, horror legends, and er, he's 66. He is pretty old. Um, I'm Chucky. Want a nap? That's getting up there. You know, I have to admit, though, man, I am a little shocked. Like, you know how you said this is kind of moving moving along and stuff? I got to disagree. Oh, 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 hold up. Excuse me. Bradford Claude Dorf. My bad. I thought it was Bradley, but it was Bradford Claude. Nice. Um, but hmm. I'm a little bit surprised at the speed. You know, you said it was kind of going along at a decent speed. I think it isn't because I'm really surprised that they didn't try to make the, you know, the next Chucky film right after they did the last one because yeah. it was it seemed to be pretty successful and it the the consensus was it was really good i'm you know that one came out what three years ago now three years it was three years yeah well 13 so it's been three so it'll be like four years in between films i gotta say man i'm just shocked that they waited that long considering well, how well it did well you got gigs doing up. hannibal i know but well, still i'm not i, mean, you I can, don't you think get that... it into i'm surprised that they waited so long to start it but now that he yeah, said he was doing it I mean that it's moving along kind of quick. I mean, generally, mm-hmm. when you have a film, like, I mean, that one kind of resurrected the Child's Play franchise, and it, it was a good film. I, I have to admit, I mean, I mean, we didn't need the 95 different endings and shit to the film. I mean, it was a little overkill. Um, but I, uh, I just didn't like that it got sloppy with, like, it's, <laughs> like... But you have to admit, is, though, it's, it's the, one of the better entries into the franchise, especially in recent years, it's right? My, it's the fourth best. Yeah, but still, you know, it was a good thing, and I, the buzz was there. I'm surprised well, yeah, it didn't just. It made number eight in my top it. ten of 2013. Like, I, I really liked the movie, but I think one ten. thing that I was kind of a, I ignored the during that year because I was so excited that it was good, was that it did it ended exactly in the way that we were so far so long trying to get away from, right? Like, yeah, it, it was like. A, everything cool it was spooky it was dark it was it was like serious and then like towards mm-hmm. the end like jennifer teeley showing up and 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 you know i just feel all. that it's going back in the direction that we pulled it from <laughs> yeah if we get a baby chucky in the next one <laughs> or whatever the fuck is her math died chucky glenn. yeah it's like glenn that was like the word well of course named after glenn is glenda <laughs> Glenn and Glenda, yeah. yeah makes sense. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. But not really. It was terrible. But, uh, yeah, I'm just surprised they didn't just try to 
you know, kind of move well, this one a little faster. Of, maybe he was trying to think of like a the way he wanted to like put the next installment in place. But generally, when you end a film like that, you have a general idea of what you're going to do with the next film. Well, like he had yeah. like ten endings <laughs> too. I mean, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I guess it was a little confusing even to himself. So I don't know, but yeah, I, I'm. I'm Maybe Honestly, he was trying to raise money too and stuff. You know what I mean? Well, working on other projects too is to get money to like the studio it. film. Man, we gotta raise money. I'll give him money for it. But uh, who knows? yeah, I can't wait. To it, see it, though. It's definitely it's definitely made way more than it costs. That's hundred percent fact. Um, because yeah, yeah. it wasn't even very high budgeted, and it went direct to video. And I heard I, it. Rumor has it that it did gangbusters. So I just think mm-hmm. that it was. Um, I just think that it goes back to what we said before. I was talking about it recently, where I think that the studio process is just so much slower. Mm-hmm. Just more people involved, more hands in the jar. Uh, just well, we really noticed stuff. it with franchise entries. I mean, look at all these franchises that have these potential sequels coming out: Halloween, Friday, you know, Grumblings of a New Nightmare film, uh, Chainsaw Turn Seven. Wrong Turn 7, like all these franchises have these potential films, but nothing is materializing because it's like it's like the uh, the studios are just playing it safe or something. They're, they're just not sure what they really want to do. And it's it's just they're going, well, it's 2016, 2017. It's not it's not the 80s anymore where we could pump these things out every year. I remember when and you guys uh, reported really on the, the Cabin Fever remake before even the, the part three ever came out. Like part three was just going to be a release, and then you're like Kevin Fear remake. I'm like, what? That's right. Gotta, That's right. I got to yeah. say, with all the technology today, especially in the automobile industry, how can you still make a wrong turn at this point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, serious. Wrong turn seven. Something. It's listen. Not, yeah. Wrong I turn seven. Listen. Listen. I, I, I'm a complete weirdo. Okay. Listen to this, guys. I know that you guys already know I'm a weirdo, but like I literally was talking to somebody at work about this the other day. Like, I'm getting excited about the amount of wrong turns there are for multiple reasons. But one reason that I get excited every time a new one I gets announced. Franchise show. No, no. It's because. It came out titled Wrong Turn 7 and not Wrong Turn Left Turn or something, you know? (laughs) And, like, it gets me so excited because I'm like, right now, like, the record in major franchises, not counting crappy witchcraft films, is, I believe, how uh, Friday the 13th Part 8 was the last numbered. Yeah. You just jinxed it. And, you know... That's like I if there is a yeah. wrong turn nine that comes out eventually, like I'm gonna lose my shit. If it's called wrong turn nine, like no, I'm, it's ha- not. I'm fine with the subtitle like dead end or or no, it's know, called turn games. around wrong turn. <laughs> yeah, no, no. That's fucking uh, that that just honestly that's one thing that's always bugged me about. Uh, oh, you know Hellraiser two because it's called Hellbound Hellraiser two. Yeah, that annoys that man. book of shadows Blair Witch two. Did it you, as well. yeah. That's annoying. You, Why is Blair Witch Two Book of Shadows? Like, you, you know what they, you know what they're gonna make next? They're gonna make Wrong Turn versus Rest Stop. Oh, of course, they have that. <laughs> but I, I just, I just am, am super psyched that there might actually be, they, they might keep this number thing up, which is pretty exciting to me. Well, well, I actually, like the, wrong, the Wrong Turn franchise, man. I think the only one I don't like is Part Three. It's pretty shitty. Part Three is atrocious. Um, Part Two is like the best. It literally has some Part of the worst the CG best, I've ever but... seen, but 
it's crazy like the quality like part two is really good part three is really bad what do you guys think of the last one i like i haven't seen part five or six i like part six i haven't seen part six part six got fucking crazy at the end i thought thought part six was actually pretty decent yeah i was surprised i got a marathon them one day yeah films man those backwoods fucking weirdo shit that's good shit listen man. when you don't number your sequels you end up with like the chainsaw massacre franchise it's like texas chainsaw massacre texas chainsaw massacre part two leatherface another... texas chainsaw massacre part three that's another one that's texas stupid. chainsaw massacre the next generation texas chainsaw massacre texas chainsaw massacre the beginning texas chainsaw 3d leatherface <laughs> like, it, 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 you you end like, up screwing moods because he doesn't know whether to put um Texas Chainsaw Four with his McConaughey collection or his Zellweger collection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. De- Derek's laugh sounds like he's choking on cock. <laughs> he does that inhale <laughs> laugh. Yeah, he does the inhale laugh. I like that. So um, I, be- I, I, I believe that that's. <laughs> I don't have much more for news. I know Derek sent me some stuff. Derek, do you know what any of that was? I didn't look at it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus. I, nice. I did, but I kind of forgot about it, so whatever. Um, Aja Argento is starring in an Italy-based thriller called The Executrix. Yeah, it looks interesting. I read that. I actually did read the article. I know like it has like an interesting cast. I know like Franco Nero is going to be in it with her. Nice. Yeah. Nero's in every movie. <laughs> I actually do have one other thing. Actually, two other things. So, um, I was over on um, DreadCentral.com, and I seen that they posted this this little article. Um, there's there's I guess there's a streaming service called Tubi TV, and apparently it's free, and mm. they air movies unedited. Um, and it looks like that maybe they have a new lineup like every month. And just looking at the lineup, you know, I, I know that most of us like own this stuff, but there's a. I was talking to Moods the other day about how many like streamers there are. Um, the, yeah. Like a lot of people in our group do not co- like. A lot of people do collect, but there's a lot of people who don't collect too. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Um, some people just like to watch movies when they can see them, like however yeah, they can see them. They're on TV so, or they're um, I figured stream. I'd throw that out. Uh, it's Tubi TV, T U B I, TV, and just google that uh their lineup for december uh cabin fever 2 captivity cube cujo invasion of the body snatchers juan the grudge 2 minotaur motel hell paranormal activity 1 through 4 sleepaway camp 2 3 the sorority row remake stigmata night visitor from 89 and texas chainsaw 3d from 13 um, I mean, there's some solid movies. Like, I'll recommend one right here off of this list. I just love that, man. It's like they put every movie into a hat and just start pulling them out. Yeah, that's like, literally how they made that listing right there. They're like, Minotaur! Minotaur? <laughs> oh, I've seen it. It's what fucking fuck? terrible. That, <laughs> that movie really Howard. is bad. It's fun, though, man. It's a shit. Yeah. Dr. Howard is long here. Like, what were you going to recommend, JP? Uh, if I was going to pick one movie on here to recommend that, that definitely should be seen, it's Cube from 98 cube's good. good i like cube cube's I, I like night i like night visitor that's a recent watch for me yeah that's a good film the Was 89 one or... i think yeah, that's yeah. i think that's the one i'm thinking of obscure list it, yeah it might have been from the obscure list that's the uh occult one right with the guy and his yeah. brother yeah. yeah man i reviewed that film 
Yeah, that's a good that's a good film. Yeah, I think you reviewed it like shortly after I watched it, which I found weird because yeah, I actually didn't even know that it was just one of those random reviews that I was doing. I was just yeah, good, that's a good I'd film. never seen it before. Yeah, that that's a really good film actually. I recommend that too. What's the one who released that moods? Uh, I think it's MGM. Uh, MGM okay. that out. Yeah, it's the one with like the pentagram on the cover and stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, the final thing that I have here is uh, actually. It's from Shout Factory slash Scream Factory, and I've seen some promos for it in October, uh, but I finally got a chance to check it out, and it is um, Horror Hunters. Uh, this is on their Shout Factory TV, which I guess yeah. is free. I remember I brought that up a while ago. Uh, if I, I was like, is that free or is that you have to pay yeah, for it? Yeah, it is. Um, but it, if you guys have ever seen, like, uh, Pawn Stars or... American, um, pickers. Any, uh, American pickers, stuff like that. Um, definitely, like I American love American pickers. pickers, man. Those guys always find some fucking awesome shit, man. You know what, man? I have the same issue that I have with every single fucking one of those shows. They start out great, and then they start writing scripts. They start acting things out. They start planting stuff. Like it just it yeah. becomes so yeah. fake and unnatural to me that I can, I yeah, can yeah. see the fakeness shine through. It's also the way they're edited too. They're edited so poorly, you know. Yeah. It just it just screams phony, you know. It, it just yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, uh, it is the one star. One star. Like they you know, like, they try to have like a suspenseful moment before every commercial break and shit. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, some of the worst shit though, man, is like on Pawn Stars where uh, the dad, you know, he's he's got the two kids there, and mm-hmm. and it, you can tell the shit that's going on is totally scripted, mm-hmm. and you're just like. If you're gonna script, but it wasn't this, at first. If you watch the first season of that show, hundred percent unscripted. 100%. Oh, total, yeah. total. Yeah, but like it's the conversations between the sons and the father, and you know his dad too, and stuff. You yeah. can tell that's scripted. It's like if you're gonna write some shit, make it at least entertaining. Like the jokes are bad, and like mm-hmm. they started doing that shit on comic book men too, and it's annoying me. Yeah, they do yeah. it on every show, like yeah. Storage Wars. But they like don't that. start like comic book men was like legit at first. Now it's like fucking star- scripted as shit. Wars. Oh man, fucking yeah. crazy! And that store is like always closed because I lived like ten minutes away from, <laughs> from comic really? book men. Yeah, because they're right in Red Bank, New Jersey, and that's awesome. There's nobody ever in that store, so that's completely <laughs> staged. It's like it's like it's like a stage somewhere. <laughs> no, it's an actual store, but it's it's always closed. <laughs> I just see Dave right now listening to this episode. He's fast forwarding. Do those Non-hard guys actually talk. work there? What's that? Do those no, guys those guys act- actually work there, but I I've never seen them. But <laughs> granted, I've only gone in a few times. <laughs> you should just hide in there and see if they just record at night. I usually go to Surf Tacos, which is next door. Serve or surf? Surf. Surf Tacos. That that just sounds yeah. awesome. You always serve tacos, huh? Do they have fish tacos? <laughs> they do have fish tacos. Nice. So nice. anyway. Uh, basically, <laughs> this horror hunter show—it's pretty cool. I checked it out. Um, it's like twenty-four minutes or so. Um, it, it's pretty neat on the Shout Factory ne- network. They actually the commercial breaks are trailers for their like upcoming releases, like um, yeah, 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 yeah. Exorcist Three or like. Uh, so, what exactly? I understand the premise. Like they're trying to find horror collectibles and things like that. But where are they going? Are they going to fans? Um, so the first episode, they, uh, go to this guy's house who's like really into Frankenstein 
and he has a bunch of Frankenstein memorabilia posters, um, Franken Frankenhooker stuff, like any type of Frankenstein. Like he has Frankenhooker tattoos, multiple Frankenhooker tattoos. Yeah, well, on his head. Uh, on his head. And um, this guy. This guy sounds awesome. So, uh, um, it, the the two hosts, I'm not exactly sure who they are, but apparently they've done a few movies, books, stuff like that. They're they're guys who just are horror fans. Uh, Wicked Lake, yeah. I think one of them did or directed or wrote or something like that. Uh, and they basically go around to a, a house or something like that, and um, they just kind of show off the collection, and then they'll tr the whole like kind of I guess I guess you the, the like because they wanted to probably have some sort of like a picker's vibe where they're trying to get stuff too. Because if mm -hmm. not, then it would just be shown off collections. So that's actually not the direct point of the show where they no. go to these people's collections and they actually try to buy shit off them. No, they, they it, do, it's more or less just show, like no, showing no, no, off. No, no. that's what shit. it seems like it would have been, but they couldn't do that because they're like, well, we have to have something else. So yeah. I think what it is, and this could be a fake part. It could be a real part. I'm not exactly sure yet. Um, but apparently the two guys that are hosting it will bring something from their collection and try to trade something from the guy that they're visiting's oh, yeah. collection. Yeah, they did um, I Spit on Your yeah. Grave remake also. Oh, okay. Did they? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, oh, they directed he, that. Nice. Uh, writer. Writer. Writer, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I'll so, check it out. So, cool. um, basically, uh, so how much? So how much Frankenstein shit did this guy this actually guy have? Because you know, a lot you know, of fucking Frankenstein shit. Yeah, it was dude. all Frankenstein. Like, so I like go out of my way all the time shit. to find Frankenstein Moose, stuff. Moose will drive there. It'll be like, uh, it was actually like, pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. honestly I, completely uninterested in most of that stuff in there. Like, I would not even. I would like. I mean, I would take it if it was free, but I wouldn't even. I wouldn't take much of it. It, it no, I know like what you're saying. I'm, I'm not a collector of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't want all. The, I don't want yeah, more no. stuff. But it, but it looked awesome. With yeah, the it, looked cool. it looked cool. If you're really into Frankenstein, like there's a lot of busts and stuff and posters. And yeah, yeah. Like plus he plus he yeah, has the room really for cool. the stuff too. So yeah. what was that, Derek? Mm -hmm. He has the room for the stuff too. Like that's why he collects it. Yeah. So um, basically, right away, one of the things I like, I instantly was so mad when I first turned it on because. The very first thing that happens is one of those fake things that I was talking about. They get <laughs> to the house. They go in the house. The guy's standing, like, in the background. Like, you could see him, like, like in the background. And they're like, well, he said to just come in. And then the guy just pops out and he's like, oh. <laughs> and, like, and they're like, oh, dude, you scared us or something like that. You know? And I'm just like, no, don't do that. Like, you're insulting my intelligence as a viewer to do that shit to me like don't do it <laughs> um but then that was the yeah. only real thing like that and besides i can't tell if what they're trading is real or not like that's kind of bugging me but the second guy's house was a little bit cooler because he just had a, a little bit different of like there was just random shit that he had um but they did a pretty cool trade where uh uh the guy got the a autographed falchi like sort of matte like setup where it had like you know a post like a little poster and like some uh, lobby cards and stuff on it and he traded some shit that he had um, that's awesome mm -hmm. yeah and it was relevant to this this uh show because it was it was zombie it was it was uh the the poster of zombie with Fulci's autograph and shit like that so um mm. that that was really neat um it, it's a it's a really 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 cool premise and um i hope that they continue to do it 
Um, but I just, I just honestly don't think that they need that fake shit in there. Like, it's entertaining enough just seeing the different collections, like, in the different um, yeah. memorabilia and and like, like the dude found um, a signed VHS copy of Frankenhooker. They had the, um, you remember when certain like VHSs would try to like sell it. it Settle a little bit more by having some sort of nifty like little feature like the Frankenhooker one has a thing that you push and it make it makes like a rawr, like sound or something like you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, the Dead Pit actually the Dead Pit VHS you press the button the lights would or the eyes yeah, would light. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so like stuff that like was, that. That was a cool gimmick. That was a cool gimmick. Yeah, yeah. and it, and it's cool to see stuff like that, but I, I don't need to see the I don't need to like have like the the punny like like ridiculous mm-hmm. jokes like that are you know see, i have no problem with that man if they made a show and they were just showcasing people's collections and they were talking about them and telling stories on how they got their collection and you know just interesting things like that i mean it's no different than watching those vhs documentaries you know like uh, just oh. tracking things like that like mm-hmm. it's mostly you know it's mostly people showing off their collections and talking about tapes and rarities and telling stories and shit and you know it's entertaining as shit man i'd be happy with that and, you know, you know what? There was one other thing that really bugged me at the Frankenstein dudes thing. They're playing the pinball machine, the Frankenstein pinball machine, and the one guy's like, like kind of like trips a little bit, and he's like, he's like, man, what the heck is that? I keep tripping over something. You got something under there? And like they pull out this like tote, and they open it, and it's like, oh, and it goes to a commercial break, and I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> like don't do that. Like it literally <laughs> angers me because it's like. First of all, like you got me thinking about the fact that you can place that tote there. You got me to the fact to think that you like you like plan this whole thing out, and it just takes away the authenticity of what you're and showing. During the me. commercial, and then during the commercial break, they fill it with like some weird, weird looking shit. Not to mention the use of the word tote. <laughs> tote. Listen, I never tote. even heard the word tote before I started working at, at my job. Like I never, I was like, what the fuck is a tote? Me neither. <laughs> Awesome. Anyway, um, it's it's uh, it's definitely cool, but just I don't like that type of stuff. But some people, some people doesn't bug them. So, um, I could, yeah, that's whatever. I do recommend. I, I definitely that, recommend checking it out, though. It's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give it a watch. It's free. It's a, it sounds it sounds pretty interesting. I gotta check it out though. All right, and that's the news. Nice. Q Q Q. Alright, so let's move into Mood Swings and the DVD and Blu-ray releases for November 22nd, 2016, and unlike the previous weeks, we actually have some to talk about here. Yes. It's been been fucking dead, man, with releases. Um, So first up here, uh, we finally have the release for Chud 2, courtesy of Vestron, uh, part of the collector series, I believe this is number... Anybody know what's my number this is? Four? Four. Five? It's one of the two. Four. Four, four. Um, yeah, Bud the Chud, Chud 2, um, really, on Blu-ray? Did we actually need a Blu-ray release of this? Yes. <laughs> like, Listen, Chud uh, 2 sucks, it's not a good movie, but... No, it's not, it's terrible, and it's not, wasn't even supposed to be a Chud movie. Supposed to be a return of living Allegedly. Dead, I've not been able to find any proof to back that up. This by the one, way, because I went and looked it up, about I was like, zombies. where the hell did I hear that at? It's just it, zombies, man. It's a horror comedy, ain't it? Maybe, it like maybe they'll mention it in the commentary that's on the disc. Or maybe Cannibal they'll mystic. mention it with the interview from Garrett Graham that's on the disc. Or maybe they'll mention it with the interview of Tracia Lee Fisher that's on the disc. Yeah, maybe. maybe. You get money for each copy sold of this? <laughs> I, I think, I think honestly, they're, they're not going to talk about that shit. 
<laughs> well, I mean, if if it if it's real, if it, the fact that it was a ch- uh, originally a Return of Living Dead movie, I guarantee you. I've that actually never been it. able to find any hard evidence or factual pages or sites that you know that actually say that. I haven't it's either. Just but word I, of mouth. It's for, I, mostly just word of mouth. I've heard this forever and ever. Okay, but good. it does so actually make it sense. Me, it does. Then. It does. It does actually makes really. Oh no, I've heard this this for years and years. I remember watching old YouTube videos and, and someone talking about this. Some guy from the UK was talking about it. And uh, yeah. um, it was, it, but it does make sense because when you watch Chud 2, it doesn't feel like a Chud film at all. It's like zombies and shit. So, I mean. And isn't it weird that it's coming out the same day as the real Return of the Living Dead 3? Hmm. That is weird. That is weird. <laughs> that is trippy. Um, yeah, Chud 2, man. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I pre-ordered it. <laughs> Listen, I just like, like I really the fact that, that the door opens up for more of these movies. Like, everything should be on Blu-ray. Like, I'll say, it, like, whether you want to buy it or not, that's up to you. But, I mean, I don't see yeah. a problem with releasing any movie on Blu-ray. No, I don't either. I don't either. I, I was just giving it a hard time because it's really not the greatest film. Brandon, ever seen huh? Chud 2? Yes, a long time ago. Yeah, me too. It's been... Years. Did you, only yeah. only once. Couldn't tell you anything about it, but I saw yeah. it once. It's been a while since I just remember Robert Vaughn was in it. That's about it. R.I.P. to Robert Vaughn. Yep. <sighs> All right, next up here from Film Rise, we have... Uh, I it sucks that Film Rise is putting this out. I didn't realize that until I was doing <laughs> these releases. That kind of sucks, because now I think I'm going to pick up the UK version of The Greasy Strangler. I've been hearing a lot of buzz about this film. Uh, I've heard it's really fucking nasty and just nasty. So that, that intrigues when me. When I was at um, when I went to that theater in Pittsburgh to see, when I when when I went to that theater in Pittsburgh to see Phantasm and Phantasm Ravager, uh, actually it was Ravager. Well, when I went to see Phantasm, there was posters for the Greasy Strangler. I was like, what the fuck is that? And then um, <laughs> when I went and seen Phantasm Ravager, they were actually it was part of a double bill. But I, you had to pay to see it too, and I wasn't staying. I had to work the next day, but um, they were showing the Greasy Strangler right after, and um, it's a weird double feature. I, it was just like, what is this? Like, I just had no. It was just weird. Like it did. It's like what the is? I I didn't know if it was modern or old or like what the hell it was. I just was like, uh. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be your reaction after watching it. What the hell was this? <laughs> Yeah, I've heard That's it's pretty kind of nonsensical, man. It's it's one of those films where you sounds like you're I hate it. Constantly from, questioning things, <laughs> like the, why is the this ABCs happening? guys who did a part two of uh, the letter G, G is for Granddad. Was that yeah. part two? Yeah, and that one was just weird and fucked why up. Why was so. it G for the Greasy Strangler? Well, the Granddad is the Greasy Strangler. Oh my god! So did you not like this film, Brandon? Or I it was really, just... did, I really didn't like it. Really? It's not. It's not for me. Okay. I, I'm trying. I tried not to tear it apart. I gave it a pretty low rating. It probably deserves a little higher. What, what there are some rating? funny parts. I gave it like a three. Will a three? Either of us yeah. three like it? it uh, Moods will love it. Derek will love it. Uh, JP, <laughs> you'll probably think of it like a five, maybe. <laughs> All right. Is it really nasty though? It, it, it was, is nasty. Did that actually hurt it. Did that hurt? the overall product for you yourself because it was just overly aggressive was, gross. yeah yeah i don't like that gross out like you know, dashboard service stuff 
<laughs> this <laughs> baseball bats with vaginas. Yeah. This I don't is so mind gross out. Like oh, I can handle ass. gross out. Like I've I've never like I've never seen a movie like, that I was like oh, it's just too gross. If you like seeing naked men douse themselves in grease and go around killing people. <laughs> to be honest, man, that that got me a little hot right there. <laughs> That's literally what it is. But there are, some real la- there are some real laugh out loud and quotable. Well, that doesn't quotable. make sense. You, why would you grease yourself and then try to strangle somebody? Maybe as, a, maybe as a Crisco fetish? I don't know. I mean, that, you just that can't actually strangle make any somebody sense. if you're greasy. Yeah, dude, if you have greasy hands, like, how do you grip? Like that's like, like, like all over the place. It's so nasty. What is he like? What is he like? The guy from the Family Guy? You can't catch me. He yeah, yells exactly. that his bacon isn't greasy enough. <laughs> he, he, go, he goes to the hot dog stand and he wants more grease on his hot dog. He steals the the, the bucket of grease from the grease pan below. So they, the they, they, they some of the stuff the does grease sound... aspect of the film. Like over, it's just over the top. Then it's over the top. It's so, bad. So he's not just like some does... greasy dude. He's literally going out of his way to get more grease. Yes, <laughs> he's, he's a grease cool. fetish. I think it's so funny, man. Oh my god, I it's really definitely a unique it. idea. I mean, how many films have you seen like that? Some man? of it does not... sound funny, but to me, um, I'm pretty much assuming that it's going to be right along the lines of like a Bill Zabub type thing. Uh, yeah, I don't but, think it'd be that like, fucking stupid. Yeah, hopefully not that stupid. But um, well, you watched. Oh, one I mean, time. hopefully, no, for you, I mean. Well, has, I think it has a more budget than a Bill's a budget. Yeah, movie, I think it'll be a one-time watch for you though. Whereas uh, moods and Derek, I can might see be a one-time on. skip for me. <laughs> one-time skip. <laughs> uh, all right, moving along here. Next up here from uh, Stream Factory on their IFC Midnight line, we got Intruder. Um, I actually haven't heard anything about this one. I. Me neither. Read the synopsis of this one. That's because it blends uh, I, in with every other random titled movie ever, like Intruder. Yeah, exactly. I think this one is what sold me right away was it, it's a home invasion film. So um, makes sense. With everybody knows that. Yeah, it looks I, like a home invasion film. Exactly. So yeah, that I mean that's a selling point. It sounds like it could be okay. I just haven't heard anything about it, so which is kind of interesting, but. Mm. Who knows? It might be good. I mean, we all know IFC titles are hit and miss big time. Mm. Also here from uh, Screen Factory, we've got David Cronenberg's Rabid coming to Region 1 Blu-ray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody grabbing this one? I, uh, I don't have, grab it when they come out. I have the arrow, so I'm not going to grab this yeah, one. Yeah, I have the arrow one, too. i got to say, man, I'm not a big fan of this cover art, this new I commission like artwork for this. I don't like it at all. What's wrong with it? It's just, it's boring to me. It's really, really boring. I wish they had it done, maybe picked a different scene from the film to to showcase well, on I'm there. I'm just I don't talking know. from somebody who hasn't seen the movie. Like, I look at that yeah. and I'm like, oh, I want to see that. That looks fucking crazy. Uh, it, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty out like, there. Like, they got, like, piss rolling out of their eyes and this guy's getting, like, it looks like some, like, zombie shit. Rabbit's fucking awesome. It's yeah, great... Rabbit's a really good movie, man. Yeah, it's awesome better shit. than the fucking Dead Ringers cover, I'll tell you that. Oh my god, that Dead <laughs> Ringers cover. Horrid, <laughs> man. That uh, cover makes me want crab legs. Oh no, so this is number four. So, crab legs? <laughs> Next up, we got another one from Bestron. <laughs> this is the number four spine. Yes. Return of the Living Dead 3. Yes. Uh, which is totally fucking awesome because this is actually the uncut version of the film. Hell yeah. And I'm not really too sure why the film was ever cut 
for Region 1 release. Anybody know the story there? Why it was cut? Know. It was just that's like, the transfer they used. Just yeah. to piss us so, off. Strange, man, because I always thought it was interesting that you could get this movie uncut in the UK and, you know, with all their censorship issues over there. But it was never the- cut because it was too, too much. It was just it was just they used the they used that cut. Same thing with like waxwork. Like they just used why does that. It, why cut. does that cut even? But why does that cut of the film even exist? The theatrical I mean, cut? What do you mean? I, oh, I meant it's like the theatrical cut. The, ri- yeah. the cut that we got on the DVD is the theatrical cut. Yeah. Oh, okay. Shit. Well, there you go. But I mean, even I mean, I've seen all the the scenes that were cut and stuff. I mean, it doesn't even I make sense. I'm, I'm curious about that. Yeah, me neither. Actually, you, you can look. I might. That. I might have actually, but I'm you not. See, like... but I never like doing that. Like, I, I hate looking up what the scenes were. Like, even like Chainsaw, right? That's another one. Like, it doesn't really make sense that that movie was like Chainsaw Four. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff yeah. that they cut out of there wasn't even gore. You know, I actually came across Return to Living Dead, the cut scenes. I was looking up another film and looking for the scenes because I, I, I don't remember what the movie was, but I wanted to know what was shaved off certain scenes. I can't remember what I was doing, uh-huh. but I came – it was this website and it was dedicated to, uh-huh. uh, you know, There's showing you what there. was cut out of films. And I saw the Return to Living Dead one. I'm like, what the fuck? And it's like – it's just like shaved scenes. It's not like they cut out whole scenes. It's just like they're just kind of shortened up a bit. I'm like, what the fuck is the point Wait, of that? Wait, scenes of actual shavings? Or... Yeah, man. It's just lots of uh, – yeah, you know. Scenes of, of actual action. shavings. Like a puzzle. Pause for Derek losing it. <laughs> <laughs> all right man next up here from kino uh part of their classics line we got the undying monster um never seen this film man i actually pre-ordered this because i've been wanting to check this out man after i read about it so yeah it looks cool i, I want to grab it eventually it looks okay yeah, it looks, undying monster looks awesome looks awesome looks shit awesome now know. this next it one looks a little too teen wolfy <laughs> teen wolf <laughs> No, I don't. I don't think it'll be anything like Team Wolf. But, no, I mean uh, just the design. Yeah, yeah. So next up here, we got uh, Kevin Smith's new film, Yoga Hosers. I've been hearing nothing but just terrible, terrible things about this film. I didn't realize that it's rated PG thirteen. Anybody know the story behind that? Wasn't Tusk? Was Tusk rated PG thirteen or was that an R? No, no, it was R. But why is it? I didn't realize. Well, I think it's for kids, Kevin's man. What do you mean? Yeah, it's <laughs> not really a horror. It's a film. kids movie. Yeah, it's about two kids. Yeah. Well, I don't really know much about it, but I heard I heard it's just fucking atrocious. It, you you've seen both. Tusk, right? Yeah. You know when uh, they go to the gas station and there's those two girls that are like kind of like the clerks. Mm-hmm. That's about them. Yeah. yeah it's uh, yeah. Okay. Johnny Depp's daughter and Kevin Smith's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So there's absolutely no horror elements to this film whatsoever? I guess not. There's I'm... little Nazi sausages running around. <laughs> <laughs> what, nice. what, did, a... what was Kevin Smith's film before Tusk? Red State. Red State, Red State I like. Red State was great. Yeah. Tusk, not so much. It was okay. And mm-hmm. so, I don't know, man. I, I wish he would just make a fucking straight horror movie. Like, stop with the yeah. half and half, man. I don't need yeah. fucking 10 pounds of comedy with two pounds of horror. <laughs> Why only 12 pounds? True that, that, That's man. what True every that. horror movie is made out of. 
That's what every, the whole movie. Twelve. Okay, every yeah, 12 every pounds. horror movie is made of twelve pounds. Naturally, okay. naturally, yeah. twelve pounds. That's okay. what I thought. Okay. Mm. Interesting figure. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Learn something every day, I Look guess. But uh, <laughs> next up here from Mongrel, we've got a film called After. Oh my god, it just looks so damn generic. It looks generic, uh, but it kind of reminds me of the cover of the movie called Altitude, which yeah, I actually it, really fucking loved, and. I when I looked at the cover, I was like, "That cover looks like shit." And is then I the loved the, the movie. Is that the one with the plane and like the tentacle? Yep. Okay, yeah, I know what you're that talking movie about was now. cool as shit. I haven't yet this to hear. This cover makes this movie look it. like this. The, the cover of this film makes this movie look like a disaster type film, <laughs> in a sense. But it's like completely not a disaster. It's like something to do with isolation or some shit. Maybe they're trying to tell you that the movie itself is a disaster. It's like when two bus crash crash survivors awake to discover that they are the only people left in the small town. They're they dead. That's the in, ending. In, in a race. <laughs> they died in the crash. Behind their isolation. <laughs> a terrifying events unfold and start to question blah, blah, blah. Hey, who wants fuck? to bet me? That's not what I was <laughs> they're, expecting. They're fucking dead. They died in the bus crash. I'm not betting you on those because it's going to happen. <laughs> they were dead the whole time. One bus was going to heaven. One was going to hell. Yep. Yep. What, exactly. what is this? Hearts and Souls? The whole film. Hearts and Souls. From Lost Empire? What? Lost Empire? I don't think that's a real label. Come on, that can't be real. We have a film called Coldwood. Wow. Ghostly. Again. Oh, sounds like my Saturday night. Oh, it just looks. <laughs> this Coldwood. And, and, and this cover is about wait, wait. Orange for Saturday <laughs> night. You laugh at that? That was funny. Somebody <laughs> laughed. I laughed. I Moods, that didn't kill you? What the hell? You always laugh at dumb jokes. <laughs> About wood. I was oh, it was De- Derek. That was you who left? I thought it was Will Cumber. But this yeah, cup is definitely about as boring as your Saturday nights, too. Yeah. Look at this shit, man. This is like the solo house with this fucking bloody hand coming out the top. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can't get any more generic than that shit. Oh, until you see this one. <laughs> yeah. Spoke too soon. Prey Deck Films. I think that actually is a real label. We have a film called... Uh, actually, Pray no, it's Dick a late films. night double... It's a late night double feature. <laughs> Featuring cannibals and bloody revenge. Mm. <laughs> this cover is fucking brutal, man. It's like some bloodied up nurse. Oh, it's just horrible. No one's going to buy that shit. Why do they even bother to put that out? Right? It's ridiculous. Mystery Science Theater 3000. Epis- or, what number volume. is this? Yes. Ep- volume 29. 30- 37. So we were right in the fact that they were re-releasing all of their volumes, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Yeah, pretty but cool. they're still, you know, $37. Oh, this one has some pretty cool ones on here. It's got the Human uh, Duplicators Escape 2000, which is also known as Turkey Shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was known. That was the American title for it. Yeah, it was the Anchor Bay DVD. Yeah, it was Escape 2000. of the Neptune Men and the Horror on Party Beach, which, uh, which is actually kind of a cool film. Kind of fun. Early 60s stuff. But... Mystery Science Theater 3000. Man, I would love to own all these. I would, dude, too. I truly that's a would, lot of, man. Me, that's too. There's so money. Much money. I, I forgot about them. Like, I I seen them when they aired on the Sci-Fi Channel in the, in the mid-90s. Like, I would watch them all the time, and I had no idea what I was watching. The first one I ever seen was Squirm, I think. And yeah. I didn't understand them. Like, I didn't find them funny or anything. I would just try to watch the movie, and I didn't get that there was a... Like, I was like, why is there all this stuff on the screen? <laughs> like, it just confused me. But, like, I would love to revisit them and go back and, like, actually check those out. 
Laser Bass was a good episode because they're talking about how Leonard Malton gave it like three stars. That was like the ongoing joke of that episode. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would be super cool to have all those, man. Fuck, be just a lot of hours of watching. <laughs> like, really, there's so yeah, many. They even, did a zombie, they even did a zombie nightmare one, Moods. Did they really? Yeah. Uh, I can't believe they did Squirm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I next up here did. we got. Oh, probably from film rise is releasing this also. And, uh, I actually haven't watched this entire film. I started to watch it on Netflix and just never finished it. It's not that I wasn't enjoying it. I just never finished it. Um, it's called the nightmare. Now I know you guys, Brandon, uh, JP, you guys both watch this and really this liked a, it though. Didn't this you is like that one about the nightmares, right? The doc kind of like documentary. Yeah. The night yeah, terrors. Yeah. 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 Night terrors. <laughs> I liked it. I think JP thought really highly of it. It wasn't oh, okay. it that was, highly yeah. of it. I thought it was a really cool concept. Yeah, and you were it, all over it. You got it pregnant. I did really like it. I, I thought it was kind of. I thought it was scary. I just liked the concept because my friend would always fucking tell me about his night terrors and like how, like, and he he had the same shit that they're talking about or thought he had this shit. Like it's debatable on whether it's real or not. Like the uh, sleep paralysis. And um, he would always fucking just talk about it. And it, so it really intrigued me to hear, like, oh, there's other crazy people out there, too. And, um, <laughs> you know, they, the way they filmed it was just very interesting, where they, like, tried to reenact, like, the con- like the ideas that these people were telling them. It was, like, you know, half movie, half doc. Um, it, it's it's pretty neat, but um, I think I was maybe a little high, high on it than I should have been. I think I came in at about 75 Maybe a seven would be more appropriate. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Cool, cool. All right, so that's going to do it for the DVD and Blu-ray releases for November 22nd, 2016. Now, for the release of the week, uh, yeah, I mean, this is really a no-brainer. I mean, you, you, you pretty much have to go with um, Return of Living Dead 3. Yeah. Uncut. By Vestron, everything I've seen from Vestron so far, uh, the transfers have been outstanding. Features are cool. cool. Um, yeah, man, big ups to Vestron. Yeah, so um, I believe or Lionsgate, I should say. I should say Lionsgate, you know, slash Vestron. It's yeah. Yeah, but we say it's, Scream Factory, and it's it's Shout Factory. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's, I mean, yeah. it is. It is true. Vestron is just a sub label of Lionsgate, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah so um, I think that's three now. Pretty sure that's three, three Vestron titles. Wow, maybe. crazy, crazy, awesome! Return of Living Dead uncut. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Me too. I really, really like Return of Living Dead three, man. And I always forget the chick's name. What's the chick's name that's in this movie? Derek. You're the, uh, she's the. I know she was like the mom from the OC. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't think of her name. Uh, Melinda Clark. The yeah. what? The what Melinda from the OC? The OC. She, the she was the hot mom. The mom. What a the hot what? What a weird dude. The hot mommy. The hot no, mommy. Okay. Nobody okay. says mommy either, weirdo. It's mom. Father. <laughs> Father. <laughs> you and fucking Brandon, man. Yens would make a fucking weirdo couple. <laughs> Father. But who says that? Like, who even says mommy? Nobody. Like, that, I don't know why you keep bringing that up. Nobody says that. Who does, <laughs> man? Like Europeans, good, man. They good say. Night, mommy. They say 
You do that every time. Mommy. I'll, I'll, I'll talk shit on you for saying mom, and then you'll be like, oh, what am I supposed to say, mommy? And I'm like, no, nobody says that either. Mother, blood. Just That's change why that. I said it, because just... no one says that shit. Who says father? Brandon, <laughs> like a so fucking creepy too. Norman Bates psycho motherfucker. That's so strange. People are like, so yeah, me you, and my you've father never actually watching seen my father or heard part him, but I talk about him all the time. <laughs> yeah, he's not real. He's, he's stuffed he's with sawdust <laughs> in your basement. Too, too bad you don't have like a YouTube <laughs> channel. You could do like uh, videos of his like reactions to movies. Yeah, he'd be sitting there, stone faced, because he's dead. <laughs> Jesus. Uh. <laughs> all right, so that is going to conclude the. Uh, the release of the week. Mm. Voicemails, questions. I'm pretty sure that we got some this week. Yeah, let's start with Brandon's. Yeah, Brandon. Great. You got yeah. a question for well, us. Yeah, no, I was thinking about this, and JP and I, well, actually, we all brought it up when we were doing Trick or Treat, and he even mentioned it when you guys did Trick or Treat, was uh, the use of songs in movies and how every time we hear uh, Marilyn Manson in Sweet the... Sweet dreams in the in the werewolf segment, you kind of you kind of get goosebumps, and I was just wondering if what other films do you think have effective scenes like that that are made oh. more effective by the songs that are played during those I, scenes? I rave about this one all the time, and I actually I didn't specifically say what the music cue was, but I just recently did a top ten Irish horror films, and Stitches was on my list, and. Um, this is like probably one of the most recent ones, but I always say that that movie right there has some of the best music cues that I've seen in any modern film, man. It's just crazy. Uh, but the scene where um, they cue up, uh, I just died in your arms tonight. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, that's, yeah, that's great. That See, is that's... one of the best musical cues I've ever seen. Like, it literally gave me goosebumps. I'm not joking. Like, I actually rewound it a couple times. Like, that's the greatest musical cue ever. Yeah, just what's going on. And... Yeah, oh, it's so fucking perfect man it's just it's amazing yeah because i started thinking because I, I watched a neon demon recently and I, even though it really wasn't it was just really the end scene and the end credits i just thought the the song that they play at the end credits is amazing see ya mm-hmm. is it see yeah ya, right? see ya, uh, waving goodbye such a great song and i always go back to fright night and uh give it up in the uh the club scene yeah when nice. you know with the whole mirror so i, I don't know i was just yep. thinking about this one one of the ones that comes in that scene is McLovin in that scene. (laughs) Fuck McLovin. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Well, one one that I really liked and it's kind of weird because it's actually a beginning credit sequence is actually the first Hatchet when uh, they're playing Marilyn Manson the new shit, and then it goes into that big giant like Mardi Gras thing when everybody ready it's a new shit and it shows all the craziness. I really like how that was synced up to that song. They play it at, like, the right moment. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely like, Sweet Dream. I think they do it in House on Haunted Hill, too. Sweet Dreams, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, yep. That mm-hmm. that one sure. definitely sticks out. I'm, I, I'm trying to think of some. I, I really like Mad World when it's in stuff. Uh, Gary yeah, Jules like from Donnie Dar- Darko. Donnie Darko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, Look how young JP is. Chills. He thinks Gary Jules is the singer of Mad World. Is it not? It's Tears for Fears. It's originally Tears for Fears, but Gary Jules, Gary Jules' version, I think, is is definitely more haunting. Just like, well, yeah. Sweet Dreams isn't Marilyn Manson's song either. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I'm playing you a compliment. I'm saying you're a baby. You're young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it means you stay the fuck away from me. 
Hey, we're 500 feet away. <laughs> anyway, um, you guys have any other ones? Any other? Like, that's a kind of an interesting uh, question. You know what song always gets me going, though, man? We, I, we talked about it in Dead End Driving is uh, the expression. You know, when the... the Oh, what's the name of the song? Um, I love that. I love that whole soundtrack to that movie. Like the the end credit song just gets me like fucking. Oh, going. yeah. I gotta, actually, it's, I gotta it, pick it's, that up. It, it's when the couple um, when they first go into the the restaurant there. Uh, the song "Brave New," uh, "Small Brave Land." That's the yeah, song. Yeah. "Small Brave Land" is playing by the expression, and the, those uh, those two guys are like break dancing and shit in the background. I fucking love that. It's just it gets me going, man. I, I absolutely love nice. that scene. Yeah, I, th- I thought I thought the Conjuring Two had a great soundtrack. They had the Clash in there. They had the Hollies in there. They had some really great songs in there right really? throughout mm. the movie. I got one. Yeah. I still, I still I haven't one. seen it actually. Uh, Goodbye Horses, Silence of the Lambs, uh, and Maniac. Oh yeah, the Maniac remake. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's good. That's good shit right there. I feel stupid that I didn't pick out the scene from like my favorite horror movie. Yeah, right. Or um Tiny Tim, Tiptoe Through the Tulips. Tiptoe Through the Tulips. Uh yeah. Insidious. One and two, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, that that's another good one. Yeah. Yeah. You know what movies fun. just filled with them. I know this is kind of a cliched answer, but is uh quite obviously the Lost movie? Boys. No, the Lost Boys. Oh, oh uh, people yeah, are strange. People are strange. Yeah. I, that, that's the one I was gonna say. People are strange. I love that cue, man. It's, it's yeah. so it's so great. It's so great when they're oh, so good, man. Yeah. But, there's a bunch of them. I just can't think of them off the top of my head. If I had yeah, to. that's why I felt stupid because I was gonna leave the voicemail. So you guys would have. Oh, time. there's just there's like a mil- and it's one thing I always notice in films too. Like I always say I do, but I really do. Is is music cues, man? You know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, of course, with... Oh, um, wait, I, I like Black Roses when they're fucking playing fucking uh, Lizzie Borden in the beginning. Yeah, Black Roses has a good soundtrack, too. I didn't yeah. actually buy that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, what the fuck was that movie, Brandon, that you loved from last year? I already forgot the name of it. From last that year? I, yeah, the gra- <laughs> yeah, Gravy Man. Gra- I, I love the soundtrack to Gravy. Talk about it. fucking opposites for shit music cues, man. Oh, man, it's like totally off in that film. But it's such great music. The music is good. It's fine. But it's just the way they cued it up. It's like, it's awkward. I watched it again recently on TV. I'll I'll tell you what. My dad watched it recently. He came down one morning and he's like, I was up last night watching this movie Gravy. Have you ever seen it? I'm like, I loved it. He's like, yeah, I loved it too. Now, was this you talking to yourself? I don't know. He was talking, he was talking to the stuff. Yeah. We haven't reached the end of the movie yet. Not, like, well, the, the, like sometimes you just get lazy and leave the dummy down in the basement and just pretend that it's there and talk to yourself. I was, I was talking to, to the mirror in the bathroom. <laughs> so what are you like? What are you like, uh, Spider Harry Osborn? Avenge me, Harry. Will the yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, those are, those are pretty all pretty good, you know. Uh, I think we yeah. have a question mm. via the email uh, that we have email. here. I'm actually going to have to go to that because I didn't have it up in front of me here. Um, did I send you guys the question? Yeah, yeah, you did. All right. I actually don't remember what it is now. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. I think I looked at it yesterday and then I, I don't remember. Now, Moods got mad that you addressed it to me and Derek. Yes. Why not? <laughs> that was specific because he actually legitimately sent me an email. <laughs> I did. 
so, but no, it was perfect though. It was great because I actually didn't even know I hadn't checked my phone right. And after you uh, told me, I was like, oh shit, man, there it is. Awesome, perfect. Hmm. Well, do you have that email by chance? I don't know. I don't. I, don't. I forget what the question. Who sent it? Ah, gotcha. James. James Cox from Finland. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So he said... My, secret, my secret Santa. Oh, he is from was Finland, that your yeah. Secret Santa? That he left the My voicemail. secret Satan. Yeah, he was my secret Satan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he nice. says, yo, 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 three amigos, four amigos. I'm going to touch that up <laughs> for you, buddy. Uh, seeing as I did my first phone in the other week, um, thought I'd do my first email. I've got a question, nice and short, so here we go. Do you have a character that genuinely scares you and isn't from a horror movie? For me, it's the character Don Logan, played by Ben Kingsley from Sexy Beast. Jesus Christ mm-hmm. scares the shit out of me. Watching that for the first time, I literally put myself in the movie and having his character come into my life in the way that he does damn i have no idea what i would do kingsley is absolutely fantastic in the role anyway Mm -hmm. looking forward to hearing your answers just a side note i'm working my way through the back catalog and i'm almost there i think i have seven left to listen to and he's saving spider baby for last keep up the amazing work chars well, no wonder he was terrified. He said he literally put himself in the movie. <laughs> that was a good choice because he's – that's actually a very yeah. interesting It's a good film. choice if you're not it, me, I guess, because, like, I, I have no, <laughs> no idea what that is. <laughs> oh, it's a great movie. Yeah. I actually – I actually – I don't think I've ever seen Sexy Beast, but I, Ray, I know Ray, that – Ray Winstone. Ray, yeah, I know it was – it got rave reviews when it, when it came out. Ben Kingsley, awesome film. Yeah. I'll have to check well, that out. Well, uh, I can Ben Kinsley's such a fucking great actor, too, man. Yeah. He pulls that shit. Oh, he's so good, man. Well, you think of, like, two. Uh... Yeah, I had two also. <laughs> I was thinking, actually, since you mentioned Sexy Beast, I chose Ray Winston in The War Zone, uh, which is uh, actually directed by Tim Roth. It's actually Tim Roth's directorial debut. It's a very interesting film. It has, like, a lot of, like, very boundaries and taboo subject matter because it involves incest, especially with his character. Nah, it's not taboo. <laughs> <laughs> not in Canada. I no, like not at all. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's pretty it, normal around my ways in the West here, you know. Yeah, it's just it was just the way it came off and how they found out about it and stuff, and it's just a very dramatic film and stuff. But just a thought of like a father actually doing that and shit it's kind of disturbing and another one I was thinking about was Tom Berenger in Platoon nice which one's Tom Berenger he plays Barnes substitute Barnes. he plays Barnes shoots the dude the homie yeah yeah man that ma- that fucking makes me sad every time yep mm-hmm. yeah she did go yet I did not go. Um, I couldn't. Re- Honestly, it was weird. I was trying to think, and I was like, I can't really think, and then it just kind of oh, fucking. Oh, hit I, me. oh wait, I had another one too. I forgot. Gary Oldman. Jesus Christ, Derek! Come on, Derek. Gary, Gary Oldman in the Professional Man. Gary Oldman. And oh, Adrian. that was mine. You fucking asshole! You had to get. He's stealing all the answers. There. You don't get three answers. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gary. Um, yeah. In every movie. <laughs> yeah, Gary Oldman. That's a, that's a pretty good one, actually. Um. 
yeah, I was kind of struggling with this a little bit. I was like, non-horror kind of scary characters and shit. I'm like, uh. And then it just kind of hit me, man. I can't even think of what the actor's name. He's got one of those weird ass fucking names, man. But the dude from uh, No Country for Old Men. Anton, Anton Sugar. Yeah, dude. It's a character's oh. name. Javier Bardem. Yeah, Javier Bardem. Yeah, man. Fuck Damn you. Damn it, you stole one of my two. <laughs> that guy, man. I it, like, instantly just dawned. I was like, that. It, you know what freaks me out about that? It's because it's the lack of dialogue. People that don't talk freak me out, man. And it all comes down to a coin flip. Yeah, dude. It, it's such a Call great movie. But his performance is so good. It's chilling, yeah, man. It's it chilling. is. He walks up and he's just like... And then that guy's fucking head with that like air gun. I was like, please hold f- this. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! It's fucking awesome. It's just executed perfectly, man. It's freaky. Yeah. And, and, you know, and what has to do with that haircut too? That hair is just. It, it's, <laughs> it does something to me, man. It gives me the chills. <laughs> he, he's a great actor too. Mm-hmm. Um, literally taking the question as it is. Did everybody go? I didn't go yet. Moose just stole one of my answers, but my my other answer ugh, was uh, De Niro in Cape Fear. Oh yeah, good one. Mm-hmm. Max, uh, whatever the hell's last name. Oh, was. so fucking menacing! Don't you just hate him in that film too? T- t- terrifying! Like scared the crap out of me. Yeah, dude, that's a good one. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was thinking of that, but I thought it would be like a cliched answer too. It is. It is definitely a little bit of a cliche answer. It's probably like a more popular pick, but mm-hmm. I, you know, it, it's effective. It's still mm-hmm. creepy. Hmm. All right. Um. I like honestly, dude. Like, I could not think of a single one that went for this question that like legitimately scared me, unless I did like a handicap of of saying when I was a kid, like when I was a kid, like. This this freaked me out in a regular movie that's like not even close to horror, and um, there's two that I came up with. Um, one is uh, Arlie Ermy from Full Metal Jacket. Fucking mm-hmm. terrified me as a kid because <laughs> he was saying, "You will not laugh, you will not cry." <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> and the other one, and I'm, I fucking kid you not, I've seen this movie when I was about five, and I've seen it a couple times. Uh, it's also De Niro, uh, and it's from This Boy's Life. Yeah. Uh, his stepdad. Like, he terrified me, man. He just he reminded me that. of my mom's boyfriend's dad, and just fucking just not a nice dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, those are, those are the two that I thought of, but they're not, like, they're not real. They're just mean people. <laughs> you know, that's because that's why they scared me, but, um... Okay. So what about on the flip side? What is the name name like a a character from a a horror film that actually scared you, like legitimately? Uh, um, fucking Zelda from Pet Cemetery. <laughs> you know the one that I always think of, man, is uh, is the original Nosferatu. The way the way he looks, man. It, See, it just, I never got. I, was, I would never seen that young enough. To when I was the me. way he's walking, it. Oh, dude, I don't know what the fuck that is, man. It just it, it's it's not like it's similar to how Zelda a, looks. <laughs> yeah, Peter, Peter from What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, I don't care. That movie's funny as fuck. Dude, I rewatched that, it recently, and like, is I don't it know. So funny. It's it's fantastic. The movie's so funny. I hope they man. make a sequel. They nailed that comedic tone. They did. 
One that really scared me as a kid was... Oh, the execution is so good. Yeah. One that really scared me as a kid was actually Jason Voorhees in part two. When he jumps through the fucking window. Oh, yeah, that's oh, terrifying. Had, yeah, I had fucking nightmares. Ooh, tall man. Tall months. man freaked the hell out of me when I was a kid. Yeah, tall man was scary. Um, tall man was scary, man. Candyman. Candyman scared you? Terrified me. Huh. Gary Old... That movie you traumatized. Like racist or? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, mommy, what's wrong with his skin? <laughs> well, his hands missing. No, the hand didn't bother me. I knew that people were missing hands. I never knew people were so dark. <laughs> but it reminds me of that old saying from the Bi- from the, you know, from the Bible. You know what happened when when God made the first black person? What he said. What did he say? Ooh, I burnt one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the reason I knew that answer is because Brandon tells the same jokes all the time. Ah, over yeah, and over yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, uh, pretty pretty solid question there. Uh, the, the, I, I really, like, sometimes I think about just doing a podcast where we don't even review movies like we don't we don't have featured reviews we don't have news or anything we just pick a topic and just um talk about it like for you tend to start a lot of podcasts and don't follow through so don't jump on on this show oh not another oh no we could we could actually do that one time just literally it's like an entire episode of knowledge or something 22 shots of moods and nothing (laughs) <laughs> nothing and um, nothing but you know just talk about like movies that scared us or something or like stuff like that you know yeah that'd be I, that'd be actually really it'd cool. be like a change of pace pretty cool yeah, yeah i'd actually like to really do that so um yeah that, that is the question <laughs> uh we have two voicemails two all right so we have two voicemails uh the first one is coming at you right now Hey, what's going on? Love those is 22 shots Tito, man. I'm the number one fan of the 22 shots podcast. I know it used to be 22 shots down, but me and my vatos jumped his ass. We haven't heard from him in a while. Anyways, I want to say hi to JP. He's my favorite member on the podcast. Knows I'm presenting for my people. He knows I keep doing your thing. Vato, I appreciate it. Anyway, the question I have for you guys was, who is your favorite Latino character in a horror movie? And who is your favorite Latino actor in a horror movie? I'm really interested you two guys have to say about that. So anyway, uh, just want to give another shout out to JP, man. Keep doing your thing, homes. You're representing for us. Well, I appreciate it, man. All day. So anyway, I'll talk to you guys later. Peace. That's it. Yo. <laughs> listen, when I um, listened to that voicemail, right, mm. <laughs> when I screened it, I was like, you ever be in a situation where, like, somehow you just ended up in a room, like, with, like, 12 women, and it's, like, only 12 women, and you feel like... Like, oh, I shouldn't be here. Like, that's how I felt when listening to that. Because I'm like, oh, I'm not really Mexican enough for this. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. You like to teach Mara to actually call? <laughs> um, yeah, man, that was awesome. So uh, yeah. the question, favorite Latino actor, character. Um, I, I think you got to, like, I think I have to go with Danny Trejo, right? I mean, like, the dude, like... Is he not a great representation of like a Latino, um, specifically Mexican actor, like in the horror genre? Yeah, he's 
Am I right? Just in any genre, because he's just in yeah. yeah, he's in fucking like nine thousand horror movies. It seems Con Air. I, uh, that was he's the first time I ever movie. seen him. Con Air. He, literally in every movie. John he's in Maniac Cop too. He is. Yes, he he's is. Latino Samuel Jackson man. And he's awesome. Like when he talks, he like man. he's just a cool dude, man. And he's man. just a badass when you just see the tattoo on his chest. I remember uh, Skeleton Crew interviewed him one time, and um, like he just seemed like a fucking chill dude. Like he was just he was just cool, man. Like like he was just kicking it, like with with a couple dudes, like his. And like I remember the publicist like stepped in to like cut the interview because uh, he was going too long. But like you could tell he, wanted, wow. he wanted to chill. Yeah. What about you guys? That's crazy. That's crazy. Yes. I'm... Did he also ask favorite like? Character, uh, character or, or movie? Yeah, my, my favorite character is definitely Cheech Marin's, like the, the announcer at the fucking Teddy Twister. We pussy, got pussy. Him. <laughs> yeah, him, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. If you got no money, fuck it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what about you guys? All his characters in that movie are funny. Yeah. Your favorite Latino actor, man, it's so tough, man. You don't really get casted a lot. In horror films, do they? Not really. No. Like yeah. honestly, like when you really think or... hard about it, it's like not usually the ones with like the accent as well. Like there's a lot of like, you know, Mexican uh, native, you know, actresses. Like there's a, there's a lot of Latinas out there that that don't really. It seems. You know. Yeah, very, like very American. Latinos in American films are yeah. Eva Mendes and very Children of the Corn Five. Very far in between. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very far between. It kind of seems like they're, you know, Mexicans, uh, Latinos are cast in, in their own films, really. Um, I actually don't know, man. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz? I believe she's of some sort of... Is she really? I don't know. Maybe. Well, the, with the Moretz, isn't that Spanish? Well, one of my favorite Mexican... Uh, like villains type deals in a film man is uh it's like the monster from you guys ever seen uh brainiac from 1962 no nah. <laughs> oh man it's so fucking ridiculous man that's gotta be like one of my favorite characters well i guess more or less like a villain type deal um actors is a tough one though man that's a really really tough one i wanted to say paul nashi but i'm pretty sure that he's from spain so i don't know if that counts but <laughs> Brandon, you got anything? I I wouldn't think that counts. I, you know, I wasn't gonna. I didn't have a specific actor or anything, but I was gonna say, you know, like the characters from movies like, uh, you know, Devil's Backbone and Kronos. Well, I was gonna say, man, pretty much everybody. From, uh, yeah, everything from Del Toro films. Yeah. The fucking the um the old guy from uh, yeah from Kronos. Uh, yeah, he's uh, good. That good guy's actor. awesome, man. Yeah. But. Uh, Vatos Locos Forever. Vatos Locos Forever, I see. Oh, that... The asshole father from Hidden in the Woods is pretty fucked up. <laughs> oh, we, yeah. We, we are what we are? Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Such a good film. Those psychos. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's move on yeah. to the next voicemail. Awesome. Yeah, 
I was just calling in because I wanted to ask another question. So uh, the question I had was, what was the horror movie that you saw that really surprised you? Maybe the most surprising horror movie you've ever seen? Maybe that's because it blew your mind. You had low expectations going into it. You're just kind of like, you know, I don't really know what to expect. And then you watch and you're like, damn, this is a fucking amazing movie. And, um, and then just switch that around. So what's the horror movie that you maybe had? high expectations for, you're expecting a lot more from, and it was just super underwhelming. You're just like, wow, this is, you know, this is shitty. Um, just a pretty simple question, just something to think about. Um, so yeah, guys, I'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Alright, so, Moods, you want to take that one first? Um, I'm just going to go with recent stuff. Um, <laughs> basically, I got two from this year that I was expecting absolutely nothing from, and I got a lot more than I anticipated. Uh, first up is uh, Frankenstein, just titled Frankenstein, <laughs> uh, from the director of um, Candyman. Uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting really anything from that film, and besides the crappy CG-type ending, whatever, but the whole film was really surprisingly good. I thought it was a really interesting take on uh, the, the Frankenstein story. Um yeah, and the other one that kind of shocked me this year was Fender Bender. I'm not going to lie, man. I was expecting it to be complete shit, you know, knowing that it was being made actually by Shout Factory. And I was like, you know what? I, I can't imagine this thing being any good. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't really give it any credit. And it turned out to be really good. Like, I was very impressed. It had an awesome ending. Killer looked badass. Um, lots of really cool shit. So. Yeah. Anyway. What about well, the most disappointing? Oh, uh, most disappointing from this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was expecting it to be. Yeah, definitely the Blair Witch. That one definitely rolls. Um, comes to mind. Uh, I have to say though, honestly, this is kind of a weird pick, but um, the French film Road Games, because I'm a really big fan of uh, road, like road horror films. Right. Mm-hmm. This one was a huge disappointment for me, man. But. My pick, though, for the most disappointing film that I had high hopes for is Holidays. Holidays <laughs> was pure and utter rubbish, man. It was fucking garbage. Yeah. What about mm-hmm. you, Derek? Uh, for surprise watches, are we doing this year or could we just choose any? Whatever oh, you, you can want. do anything. I, I just picked this year because it was fresh. So. Okay. Well, one film that I wasn't really expecting much from that I actually fucking highly enjoyed it. I actually did a review with this a few weeks ago, actually, is Larry Fezzedin's Habit. And you didn't expect it to be good? Yeah, it was just mind-blowing. It's just, yeah, that makes it was fucking awesome. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. And, uh, another one that comes to mind, uh, fuck is, uh, what the fuck is the name of it? Uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow, because it does have that weird cover art type deal. Mm-hmm. Where you don't know what the fuck the film's gonna be about, and when you watch it, it's like a hypnotic film. It sucks you in with like its soundtrack and its visuals, and you just get took in for the ride of how the film is gonna progress. And those are like, ones that really surprised the shit on me, and one that really uh, kind of let me down. I still gave it a decent rating though. Is uh, the Curse of Doctor Wolfenstein? Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, it was just, uh, it had a lot of repetitiveness with, like, the kills and stuff that kind of put it down for me. And well, the runtime is, like, ridiculous in that film, isn't it? Like, close to two hours? Yeah, and the way it goes is it goes from, like, uh, this cast of characters to what Dr. Wolfenstein's doing, and a lot of his scenes are, like, very repetitive. 
Mm-hmm. Until and it takes them like the whole like till like the last like half an hour of the film till those actually join you know, those two like stories meet type yeah. deal. And I still need to watch it. I just picked it up. I got it. So yeah, I, I still gave it a decent rating. It's nothing. I didn't really hate the film. If a film that I really hated uh, was probably uh, Zombies because it's just it's retarded but it's fun. It's it's like retarded, stupid. It, it's, it's, well, like the name of it, Zombies. <laughs> but it was fucking funny because I remember there's one scene that had me cracking up because it reminds me of the show when uh, Jeremy says zombie giraffes and there's actually zombie giraffes in the film. Damn. <laughs> That is too bad. <laughs> uh, what about you, Brandon? Uh, for me, keeping it more recent in terms of like surprises, having not necessarily low expectations, but not expecting to be wowed the way I was, I, I, I think for this year, specifically the movie Southbound, mm-hmm. was, was mm-hmm. one of my favorite anthologies that I've seen in a long time. I still uh, gotta see it. Yeah. it it's uh-huh. it's ter- Yeah, I saw you post that that you just picked that one up. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love I loved it personally, and like you know, I can't wait to yeah, talk man. more about it. Um, I really enjoyed it too, man. I, I know it, moods. Flo- yeah, man, it flowed so well, didn't yeah, it? It did. It, oh, it was really, really well done. I know moods wasn't a huge fan of it, so I was hearing split things on that. Not that he wasn't a huge fan, but that some it took him out of it. But from last year, I finally got around to seeing Krampus. And I was blown away. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it's it it's the most Christmas like Christmas horror film I've I think I've ever seen. Oh, there's so much prose to that film. It's yeah, just, there's certain elements that I was. No, like, I, and I and I understand right the fuck out I, of it. I understand man. the scenes that you're talking about, but I, I even those I I love them and I just love that whole movie. In I term- am gonna rewatch. You know this since I have the Blu-ray. I haven't seen. I haven't watched it yet. So um, it happened but, with it. You know, this Christmas season, I'm, I'm gonna you know dip into it. Did, it. Yeah. So at least well, I know what to expect this time around. Well, so I'm sure I'm really gonna enjoy that. You know, well, the actually, it's actually on our uh, viewers' choice Christmas poll too. So we might actually interesting be doing that. I well, hope we should probably that. put I, that I, poll out this week. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we should probably post that. Yeah, I mean, so, we're doing our Christmas show, but we're not covering Krampus, so I would love to hear you guys cover Krampus. Are you just picking one movie? How are you guys doing yours? Uh, we, I, they let me pick it, and I actually picked one short, one foreign, oh, I remember that. one domestic. Yeah, you mm. guys should have did... You guys, so the know, wait, you guys didn't announce what you're doing yet, yeah. so you don't want me to say... No, but Treevenge is our short, but... Yeah, which, by the way, I think I mentioned on, like, episode three of this podcast, like, told Moons to check it out for, like, a year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still haven't seen it. Actually, all all three of the movies that I picked are are three movies that I haven't it's seen. It's weird that the I... main feature that you picked also has shorts, but you didn't cover those shorts. Yeah. They're shorts. You yeah. might as well cover them. <laughs> Curious to see what your form is. Um, so, for, did you pick a disappointing? Yeah, I didn't you, pick a disappointing, but I'll talk about one that I just watched recently that I'd heard nothing but good things about, and I was fi- finally excited to check it out on Amazon, and it's The Corpse of Anna Fritz. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of big praise for this film, and it was just nothing with nothing to me. Hmm. Very underwhelming. Interesting. Uh, so uh, I'll, I'll rattle off a few. If we're talking this year, 
Um, most disappointing for sure is 31. Um, yeah, just, I figured that you were going to say that. Not, yeah. Just not what I wanted at all. It just so many problems with that movie. Like, it was fun, and I, I did give it a 7, but, like, my expectations were, like, way higher than a 7. Um, mm. And also Phantasm Five, honestly. Phantasm Five was mm-hmm. quite disappointing for me. Uh for so a surprise this year was Night of Living Deb. Like it's not an amazing movie, but Oh, I that's another expected... that's the one that I actually seen this year too, and it actually surprised the shit out of me too. I just expected to hate it and I actually that really fucking liked it. name. I watched yeah. it last year. I loved uh, the lead actress who played Deb, and what's his name's in it? Yeah, Ray Wise. that's, that's Ray kind Wise. of what sold me was the lead actress, man. Like, yeah, she was, yeah, she was really cool. good. Yeah. She was quirky, just just fun, entertaining. Like like you like her. Um, you know what? Uh, most surprising in in history for me, like like one that I think of a lot is Cube. Uh, because of mm. when I watched Cube, I remember renting a couple movies back in the '90s, um, and one of them was Bleeders. I don't know if you guys ever seen that movie. I, I know, I know the cover art. I actually never seen it. Cool cover art. I don't. I haven't seen it since the '90s, but I remember that it wasn't good. And my aunt rented Cube, <clears throat> and everybody was giving her shit because it was like it's a fucking Cube. Like n- nobody thought that it was gonna be good. I thought it was gonna look stupid. And, like, it blew me away, even as in, like, 98 or 99, whatever year it came out. And I still, it's still one of my favorite movies. And uh, the other one is um, Requiem for a Dream. I was hanging oh. out with a couple people in, um, I don't know, mid-2000s or something. And a video store was going out of business, and we went and bought a bunch of VHS tapes. And, and this girl <laughs> kept saying, like, oh, like... Um, Rick Wim for a dream or whatever and I was like oh my like this is like totally looks terrible to me <laughs> and it and it blew me away it was like so yeah it's such shit. a good movie um yeah, a tough yeah. movie to watch but really good film oh yeah Rick Wim for a dream uh, American History X as well American History X is a movie I, the title just it sounded so uninteresting to me dude that's American literally History I X. have a story like that too man <laughs> I uh, was like what I was up movie store and I was like there was like nothing to rent and uh, it was me and my buddy Norm. And so we just said, we asked the, the, the girl that was working there, I said, man, is there anything good? And she's like, oh, you got to check out American History X. And I kind of grabbed the film and I was like, okay. It's like it's about <laughs> Nazis or some shit. I'm like, okay. It didn't really, it didn't look that overly intriguing to me. I didn't read this novel or anything. And holy fuck, were we ever floored, man. Yeah, that for sure. It's intense and awesome, dude. I'll, I'll never, ever, ever, as long as I live, forget the part when he the makes the this. No, when he puts his fucking teeth on the curb, because you can curb. Yeah. Yeah. You can feel, you can hear his teeth clinching the curb, and I'm just like, oh god, no, they're not going to show. And then, wham, yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Like, I, I love that shit I've ever seen in a film. I was like, oh my god, that's nuts. The whole, the whole movie is like mouth drop scenes. Like, uh, to see Frankie Stacchino from Boy Meets World like tossing out the N word like every two seconds was was pretty intense as well for me (laughs) um and uh another one speaking of uh ed norton is fight club like i looked at the cover and it was like the soap the bar soap and i was just i never was interested in it we owned that vhs for years 
and mm-hmm. I never fucking watched it until like years later, and I watched it, and now it's like one of my favorite damn movies. I still have the VHS. You ever you ever see Primal Fear, JP? No. Yeah, that you should you should check out Primal Fear. I think it's another one that would surprise you in a good way. Yeah, you know Edward I haven't Norton watched non horror so films in, in like film. three. Yeah, he's years. fantastic. Ed Norton's he's he's terrific in pretty much anything. But check out Primal Fear. I think you'll uh, you'll be a fan of that. Do you got Do you guys know I haven't watched more than like ten non horror films in three years? <laughs> well, crazy, dude. well, we're gonna do a challenge for you soon where you have to watch one non-horror I've film. been wanting to, man. I've been wanting to watch non-horror, but like, the... the it no, you've watched a few, you. though, because you've had to, because you've had films sent to you. So you've watched a few. Yeah, that's Yeah, true. those are like the ten. <laughs> oh, is that all of them? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th- there's like, there's a few, I guess. I mean, but it like, some of the films were like exploitation, obviously, like coffee yeah. and stuff, but... Um, I'm mainly talking yeah, about like that shit into the, yeah, the I, genre. Yeah, I'm talking about just like I watched Escape from Alcatraz the other night, and I, it was like really nice. Fun. Yeah, I love that movie. That's a good movie. Um, uh, anyway, that that's the question. So uh, that's it for the questions this week. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Only, only a couple this week. Interesting. So, do we have any? Uh, feedback or we got any knowledge this week or nope i don't have we anything. got we got you guys have anything knowledge no I knowledge i heard um exploding heads is the number one podcast on the horror field <laughs> oh, no 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 the ledge uh, <laughs> you guys wouldn't exist without 22 shots i give plenty of props to 22 shots guys yeah, and on then the christian edits it all out <laughs> <laughs> what is cinematography <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll just get into the uh, the morbid fact, and this week's morbid fact is fuck room morgue. <laughs> Good fact. <laughs> that is it. That is it. That's the morbid fact. That's the blunt fact right there. Still pissy that we didn't make that top twenty five list. Bullshit. Like you know, I could understand got... if it was like top five, right? Like okay, the mm-hmm. t- top five, top twenty five. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, these guys aren't doing their homework. Yeah. I mean, there's no way that they, they they've listened to a lot of podcasts because that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, how is exploding heads not on there? It know? was the funniest thing though to hear Dave word it the way he did when he told you guys <laughs> why. What did he say? Because he made it sound like he was about to give you great oh, news that yeah. you were on the list. Yeah. and then he just crushes your souls. <laughs> it made it that much worse because it was like Dave. Dave's more than like it was, depending that. It was on the, the delivery, way he delivered that. Yeah, it was all delivery. The, depending on the <laughs> delivery, I could have just been like, ah, oh. but like he delivered it in a way where like I was already, I was like on the edge of my seat, and then it's like, well, fuck them. <laughs> I know, right? It's the well, same thing. That, that, I'm like literally holding the mag. I'm like, fuck this shit, man. No, that's what you Dave's... know what he did the same thing to to us also. You know, he was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. this is the top twenty five from what came out. Yeah, yeah the it? Halloween no! show, right? Halloween three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not on it. That's all Dave does is think about morbid facts and Wings Hauser. Wings Hauser. <laughs> yeah, man. On the, on the Wings of Love was written for Wings Hauser. <laughs> I heard that Wings Hauser was supposed to star in that TV show Wings. Actually, <laughs> he's actually a very interesting dude. That guy. You know, he walked with Doctor King. 
He was a civil really? rights. Yeah. Wow. He he was in the back. <laughs> Makes his character from Tales from the <laughs> Makes his Makes his character from <laughs> Get it because he's white. Makes his character from Tales from the Hood more interesting if you think about that. Yeah. yeah. So that is kind of funny. Yeah, I don't know it. what Rosa Parks was complaining about. The back of the bus is the best. You get the big. I know. Jumps. I always sit. I always sit in the back. Yeah. You get the heat. Well, isn't that like what white people do though? Is like, we just okay. We'll just make it cool to sit back here then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's what> <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I was trying to get the, the chairs in the train next to the door, so I'm like, oh, get out of there. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Me too. <laughs> the exact same way. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to conclude Mood wow. Swings. And yeah, I guess we might as well get into these uh, featured reviews for the week. Oh, yeah. Continuing along with the show into the featured reviews. Are you guys excited, man? You guys excited? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, gee. I've been waiting for this. Everyone's so enthused right now. Brandon. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Fucking JP just left. <laughs> He's gone. Um,. Yeah, man, Lucio Falci 2. Super, super stoked, man. Mm-hmm. You guys fans of Falci? Oh, yeah, man. I like Falci. Yeah. Uh, as much of a fan of as you are? No. No. Well, it's just sad. <laughs> it's just JP, sad. you are sad. I mean... <laughs> JP, are you sure you're not ginger? Listen, no bro. Um, I've now seen... <laughs> What six six Falchis? I like Falchi. I, I, I like yeah. Falchi a lot. Um, do I think he's as good as some people do? No, I don't. Um, in fact, I actually, you know, I was gonna mention this at some point in the show, but I guess I'll mention it now since you like shine the spotlight on it. But I think I think Argento is much more up my alley com- if you're comparing the two. You know, two big Italian masters there. Uh, I think I think that Argento. Why is that? Um, just why do you, I, why do you, why I think do you his films are better. No, well, not in terms of better films. Like, why do you prefer Argento? Just because he makes better films, or do you just like his films more? Um. Well, I mean, like the what was the question again? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you prefer Argento's films? Is it because they are better made films? Or do you actually just like Argento's style more than Fulci's? Because, I mean, theoretically, be they are quite different. It they are be, quite different. It would be both. I think his films are better, and I like his style better. Well, I don't think... I don't know if... Like, I don't no- notice, like, a definite... Like, Argento has a definite style. I don't know if but I it's notice also the story a style though. from Fulci, though. Really? You don't. Yeah. You don't notice the style? Oh. Not, not I feel like Fulci's narratives Argento. are a little bit, you know, that's all over the place. That's what it is. Like, but it, yeah, but that, but that's very common in a lot of Italian films. Well, it's yeah, actually, it's actually, it's actually it's narratives common. can get a little bit yeah. choppy. Yeah, it's actually interesting you say that because actually the screenwriter for most of his films was the same guy who wrote *A Bay of Blood*, and I know you weren't very high on that film, JP. No, it was a convoluted mess, but I did like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, like I was thinking about this after I watched these three films where, um, in our, in the Gates of Hell trilogy, like I really do like this film. City of Living Dead's my favorite Fauci movie. And, um, I really I love know. the, 
like the end of the beyond and stuff but um there there, there definitely is some fuckery going on in that movie and i just kind of chalked it up to like okay well they're building they like it's over hell and like hell is like kind of magic so like ma- like weird shit can happen and unexplained shit can happen but yeah it's um, just it's on one of the gates of hell as i'm watching mm-hmm. you know the other three films that were not built on top of the gates of hell um, I'm like, oh, so this, like, everything's just kind of has fuckery in it a little bit. So, yeah. um, and Argento does a little bit too, but I just think not as much. And at the, and I think that's why, um, I think that Argento's narratives are more interesting than, than <clears> the, <throat> like, like, if I'm comparing these three films specifically, like, Gates of Hell is interesting, um, but I don't even think it's as interesting as some of the Argentos I've seen either, though. And, um, I think it's hard to compare, like, you know, if you're comparing something like the Animal Trilogy to the Gates of Hell Trilogy, Mm -hmm. it's like comparing apples and oranges, because when you're dealing with giallos, it's like a very specific formula, you know, it's a totally different film Mm -hmm. than something like the Gates of Hell Trilogy, like, they're completely polar opposite films. I'm comparing the six that I've seen from Falchi and, like, the seven or eight that I've seen from Argento, like the body of work that I've seen. And from what I understand, there's not many more horror films of Fauci that I haven't seen. Like he didn't, he didn't do a ton more, right? No, there's quite a few, there's quite a few more, but these are probably, you know, well, you haven't seen seen the big four now. A little more notable. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen the big four. (laughs) Like I know there's Manhattan baby, which people talk shit on. Don't torture duckling. uh, That's a a great one. Lizard in a woman's skin. Yeah, those, those so there's a the, few I still need to see, awesome. but those are really really good. I'm just those are more about... on the lines of like Argento type films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think that the like the type of movies that I like, because even Argento, like I have issues with some of the some of the stuff that's in his movies and and things like that. But I think that yeah. overall, I think that his sort of aesthetic, just um, visual style, um, I like a little bit more. And it, and it makes me like the movies a little bit more and it kind of makes up for some of the some of the other things in the films um, and narratively some of these Falchi films are very simple like out of the ones that I've seen you know the gates of hell and these three like the, the narratives are very simple there's not much there in terms of narrative film um, <clears throat> they look good they sound good the gore's good but I'll get into the gore a little bit later too because there's some things I want to comment on on that with some of the films and things like mm-hmm. that. But I just I was thinking about it today uh, or yesterday after I watched um, Cat in the Brain, and I was like, mm-hmm. uh, I was thinking about this Italian month. I was thinking about Argento and Falci because those are those are really the two. I know Bava's there too, right? But um, yeah. those are the two that I've always heard the most about. And um, mm-hmm. now that I've mm-hmm. seen a decent amount of movies i feel like i can kind of finally say that i prefer argento Mm -hmm. yeah i mean to each their own i mean i i like the simplistic style of of Fulci and stuff and just how like over the top ridiculous you can get with his gore and shit like that but uh Mm -hmm. you know i mean it is what it is. I, I mean, like both for different reasons. It's just oh, right, that's the thing. Like it's like comparing apples and oranges. Like yeah, yeah I'm but gonna, you know, I was just comparing the body of work. Like like who's the better filmmaker? Um, who's the better well, filmmaker? Or which? Well, I, well, well this both. is like I was, Arrow I was and Scream Factory. I like. Now. I don't really know. I, I think Argento's better, and I like Argento better. Um, I, don't, I don't. I don't really compare. Directly. I personally like Argento better, but 
Do you think Fulci is a better director? Better no, Argento? I th- I think Argento's a better director. Do you, what about yeah, when you say I, I, like I, Carpenter Craven? Like I think most people would agree Carpenter's the better director. Yeah. Oh, easy, easy. If if I was to actually pick who was a better director between Fulci and um, Argento, I would probably say Argento is probably a better director. Um, and with that said, I mean that's not even a biased remark because like Fulci is my favorite director. Yeah. And or, that's the word. That's kind of what I that's was getting notable. out. It's getting favorite. At. Okay, it, I guess. But it director, just I mean, so but... happens that I also like Argento's films better. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Okay. Awesome. So interesting. The first. All right. So film. first, first up here, and of course, this is like just totally random. Really, we got yeah. three films. This is not trilogy style like the Gates of Hell or the Animal Trilogy or anything. What we got here for y'all tonight is, of course, first up here from 1979 is, uh, well, a film that has multiple names, but (laughs) (laughs) uh, out of the UK, you know, it's called Zombie Flesh Eaters. Um, It was released for Zombie Flesh Eaters, yeah. Uh, It was released as Zombie uh, in America, Zombie 2 in Italy, of course, because it was technically Fulci's sequel to Dawn of the Dead. So, And Dawn of the Dead was released as Zombie in Italy, so that's why they called it Zombie 2, and so on. So, mm-hmm. And I'm sure most people do know that, but there might be a couple that actually don't. And I've, I've had questions in the past, like, what's with all the Italian uh, films having, like, multiple names? It's just, it is what it is. <laughs> Zombie's <laughs> a movie that people might actually, actually own about 40 copies of it and not realize it. <laughs> I, I actually do own 40 copies of it. I, um, like, oh, I got it, zombie. I gotta get zombie too. What's zombie flesh eaters? <laughs> this sounds good. Yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. I never liked the uh, zombie flesh eaters title. Um, I don't like either. I don't know. It just it it sounds like too like cheesy to me, like a trauma title or something, you know? Yeah. Um, but I I don't know. What do you, what you guys just call it? Zombie or you guys call it zombie too? I call it zombie. I, I, whenever I think of it, I always think of it as Zombie Two. Um, but I, I call it Zombie though. I call it Fulci's Zombie. Yeah. You know, moods. Uh, from what I read, and I don't know if it's true, but Fulci did not give permission for it to be called Zombie Two. Exactly. Yeah, they didn't. So he didn't. He didn't even want it to be to be Zombie Two. He didn't because huh. he didn't acknowledge it as a sequel to Dawn. From what I read, like. You know, obviously, yeah, I, I, honestly, I've heard multiple versions of that, like that he, um, that he didn't intend to actually make a sequel to Dawn of the Dead, and well, it was more of the it was more of the producers and whoever was well, yeah, wanted and to make sense. It at, well, the most interesting thing about this film is that Fulci wasn't even supposed to direct it. Yeah, no, he, he was not doing it, horror it, at the time, right? No, he was. Well, uh, yeah, well, he was. He was. I mean, he, he just. He, well, actually, Enjo G. Cascarelli was actually the original director of this yeah, film. Yeah, but he doesn't do horror films, so he passed it along to, to Fulci. Or Fulci. Recommended yeah, Fulci. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It would been interesting to see what if... Ca- I wonder why they were going to slate Cascarelli to do this film. Like, I wonder what their thinking was behind that. That's weird. Giant action sequences with zombies? That's exactly what I was thinking, don't, too. Don't you guys kind of have wish... mostly known for doing the Bronx Boris trilogy, man. Yeah, you know, like post-apocalyptic film. I, by the way, I love those movies. But he did get into horror later with like the Last Shark. Yeah, yeah, he ended up doing horror Jaws films. Or, sure. Don't you guys kind of wish that uh, somehow they would have tied this to Dawn of the Dead though? 
then you would have had like a branch of no i actually really don't i I really really don't at all i'm really glad that this this is like a standalone film and and and, well let's let's get into it then um okay yeah so zombie from 1979 i don't know why but i always think this movie came out 1978 like just after i don't know what it is i think it's the association Hmm. with dawn of the dead it's so fucking weird (laughs) i always technically 78 dawn of the dead came out in 79 i believe yeah, officially. Yeah, it was officially released in the states in '79. Yeah, because it got his original release in Italy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the zombie cut. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Zombie 1979. Uh, quick little synopsis here. As usual, I love reading these things. They're funny. Uh, strangers searching for a young woman's missing father arrive at a tropical island where a doctor desperately searches for a cause and a cure of a recent epidemic of the undead. So, mm. so I got a few words before we get into this. Okay. The boat, the boat can leave now. Tell the crew. Yep. <laughs> so, um, I guess Ladies. we can start right where I, I kind of mentioned have your first. Have your first. I'm issue. curious to see why you wouldn't want it to be associated with Dawn of the Dead at all. I just would never want that. I, I, I see. I love the way this film is just the way it is. I mean, if there was an association or if it was, you know, kind of related to Donna, I mean, I guess that would be fine. Mm. But But hear me out. All I'm saying is, you know how the movie opens and it's on like the, the, um, the boat and there's the fat zombie. Like, that's a great scene. Like, what if there was like a reference to that happening? Like that boat coming from like some kind of reference that tied it to Dawn of the dead is what I was saying. I'm not saying that I wanted it to be like, a straight up sequel to Dawn of the Dead. Like it could still be the same movie, but I just thought it would be cool if there was like, like they kind of show the helicopter flying by and you can tell it's the same one. Like they just escaped from or like, uh, (laughs) or even want like a, uh, a a ref, a name reference to own the boat or or some, anything, you know what I mean? Like I just thought that it would be neat that it would be like these two separate, like splintered zombie stories in this giant mythos of the dead films. Like, then you would have had, like, Zombie 3 and 4 over here, and, you know... uh, That's pretty much the only way I would accept it, though, if it was just kind of tied together by something that, you know, that trivial. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, here's the name on that, it directly ties it to Donald. Yeah, I mean, that completely makes sense. But as for, like, narrative, no. No, yeah, because it's fine where it's at. Like, I kind of, I like the tropical setting. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus, plus the I, actually, type of... I, I like the whole I like the whole story to this film actually, you know, because it's one of those zombie films. You know, like there's so many different type of zombie films. There's this lots is of one of those voodoo zombie films. Yeah, well, th- well, that's the thing. It's or not, is it? It's or not... is it? That's, this is my point. I'm trying to make here is that there's a lot of zombie films where they tell you specifically, yeah, there's like an acid rain or you know the the chemical <laughs> spill or this blah blah blah, and they give you a specific reason why the dead are coming back to life. In this one, it's kind of interesting because. They beat around the bush with it, and they let the viewer know over and over and over again that they don't fucking know the cause of this. Is yeah. it voodoo zombies? Is it actually is a virus that is infected? Is it a virus? It's making them lie. And I love that because they keep telling you over and over again, and that's the whole point of the film. This doctor's there, and he's little legitimately trying to like you know use his scientific background. He's mm-hmm. not even for a second trying to fuck with this voodoo idea. He's like, that's bullshit. Voodoo is for is for dummies. That yeah, shit doesn't exist. To... 
discover like the it's, it's all about these things but we don't really know like we don't know it, it actually could be voodoo it, it might actually be this airborne virus that by chance you know it's this mutated virus that has actually got into peep into the dead and and makes them rise from the dead so i, I did they actually love... say that it could be airborne um or is yeah, that just Richard, you speculate? Yeah, the the doctor actually says that. I think, that he, he, I think he does say something about, well, it's some type of, yeah. I think and him have, and uh, Ian McCulloch are like walking and the, taking that ride to the... Which yeah, I always thought it was kind of interesting though too because he's so, he's at such close proximities with these uh, these infected people and stuff. You know, these doctors not even wearing a mask and stuff. So <laughs> if, it, if it was airborne, theoretically, you know, he probably should get sick himself. Um, <laughs> unless, unless... Because the other doctor did, the uh, other guy. Unless he, you know, he had, like, a gene that would infect him. Yeah, but well, I mean, that, yeah, that's, well, that's, 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 that's assuming, that, but that happens. That usually happens. That uh, that's like every zombie film, though. Like a lot of some people don't get infected by it. Um, like one, these certain types it's of films. It's a lot of anyways. modern zombie films that do that. But you know, hmm. bringing up what Mood said about it being sort of uh, up in the air, I, I like that as well. And you know, a lot of George, like because even Night of Living Dead, they kind of hinted the fact that it could have been like a meteor or something, but. Yeah. Then in Dawn of the Dead, they hint it like, well, the fact that it's just when hell's full, like the dead just the dead are rising, like you know what I mean, like so it's it's just kind of there, like there's mm-hmm. speculation, but there's no solid answers, and I, I like that mm-hmm. too because I'm cool with like sort of giving outs and sort of um, having ideas about it, but when you make it definitive, it makes it a little less um, interesting. It's just more interesting when it's when you kind of don't know. Uh, and I like the con- and I'm I'm down with any of those ideas. Like even in this film, like you mm-hmm. almost kind of get the sense that there's a puppet master. At least mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, where yeah. It's- they totally yeah. they totally give you that idea that there actually is some type of you know voodoo master or something that's just mm-hmm. way back in the bushes and he's actually controlling this whole thing. But yeah, I, I kind get of that didn't too. Didn't mean literally. I kind of meant like a god. Like, like it's just because the way they rise, like they're, it's not like mm-hmm. you get bit in like your zombie. Like they, they these, it's very rare that they like actually come out of the, like buried dirt, like where they were completely dead for a while. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm kind of like, glad they didn't show any of like the voodoo stuff because then it might have rent to like zombie four, territory. Yeah. Well, yeah. they weren't going to show any voodoo stuff in here because they didn't. They weren't really going that angle, anyways. So yeah, I, I, they, they're I, just I kind of presenting you the idea that it could possibly be, but yeah. more likely it was. It, I mean, you get the impression that it's more likely a virus, because mm-hmm. hence the doctors, and he's really putting in his time and his efforts to try and you know crack this case, right? So yeah. I, I like that whole premise, but I, I like how simple the narrative is. But it, it's so effective though too mm-hmm. in this film because it keeps you thinking the whole time. Like, are they going to reveal it that it's actually this or that? But essentially it never really comes down to it it's just it is what it is it's zombies rising from the and now you're fighting for your life so what do you think about that brandon i do like the open-endedness of that you know it was i did i do want an answer but the fact that i don't get it doesn't hurt my enjoyment of the movie but that's Mm -hmm. the The, thing you can have an answer though like you can create that answer with the, yeah, the that's that true. Are left in that's the film. true. You, I, you know, I like I like the fact where it, it's, it's science versus like voodoo here. You know what's really yeah, exactly. going on. Yeah. And, but you know the the thing I couldn't well like obviously I could look past it, but that bothered me was how did this sailboat get all the way up into uh into New York? Well, the sail was open, so it just sailed there. 
from the Antilles? That's like 1600 miles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a sail. I, I mean, mean it's a sailboat, so that, they don't need fuel. They don't how... need fuel, so it's not like, yeah. Yeah, it just happened. It, just, it didn't say how many weeks it went by it was out at sea, but... It actually doesn't give you a, a real definite timeline there. Who okay, knows? No, I, I mean, that's, I mean it's not for... a big deal. I'm just thinking, wow, this... this... A month or something. Sailboat huh? landed exactly where it needed sailboat. to. <laughs> yeah. Unless the the uh, the fisherman's on. That's the, the gravitational pull from New York, man. It just kind of sucked it. Yeah, down. the current, the current and the winds. It, uh, it it's, all... No nonsense. Um. So <laughs> another thing that <laughs> I, I was kind of thinking about is, okay, this place is completely like uncharted. It's not on the map and stuff, but they have like vehicles and like all this shit there. Like that's a little weird, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I've thought about that vehicles, before. But they have a beautiful cottage built there. Yeah. You know, with... <laughs> a beautiful cottage. They got a goddamn all... cottage. Is this yeah. is this the is this the cottage he was talking about? No, it's the next one down the road. <laughs> Come on. There what there definitely is a lot of amenities on that island, right? Considering yeah. how how hidden it really is. Yeah, know, uncharted. Actually... It's like how yeah. is the people getting in there to like do you think they get they, just fucking chart it then? If it, like yeah, yeah. the first time you go there, just chart it so that people know where the fuck they're going to bring the supplies in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then if their boat breaks down, Ryan it's such a minor plot point, fine. though, right? It's like it's, who really, you know, who it really? Is, but they, yeah, they, yeah, know, who really? These looks... movies they add up though, like they they really do add up to where it kind of takes you out of the movie a bit whenever you whenever you're constantly thinking about this stuff. Really, they thinking about like where this hidden island is. I don't even I, like. I, I never honestly even it crossed my mind when I'm watching. Obviously, you think about it when they're going there, but then you get all this other really cool shit like yeah. What I'm you know, saying, underwater when zombies, underwater zombies, and zombies attacking sharks and shit like that, and so. naked scuba, and, and naked Ian, scuba divers and, with really really <laughs> nice tits, and Ian McCollum being in pimp with his vault spa. Yeah, man. Yeah, I know, right? Isn't that just fucking hilarious? Yeah, he's a fucking badass in this. He's a badass <laughs> actor in all these Italian films. It's funny, man. That's the, Mr. Uh, West to you. On the Arrow Blu-ray here, um, it's got an intro from Ian McCulloch, and uh, he was like, "I saw this for I saw this film for the first time twenty years after it came out." It's <laughs> like, holy shit, man! He'd never seen this film for twenty years. It's real crazy. It's like Dave with his fucking 30 years on Fright Night. Apparently, I mean, Guillermo like, del Toro really likes this movie. Yeah, he actually introduces the Blue Underground edition of this one. Yeah, he does. He does, actually, yeah. Oh, speaking of which, can we put one of those on every single release ever? An introduction. Why not? Like, mm-hmm. every, like get, who cares if it's somebody that wasn't involved in the film? Like, I love those things. They're yeah, neat. those are awesome, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, continuing along here, we got a zombie versus shark. Um, oh, it's fucking <laughs> so iconic! It, 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 it is iconic and it's awesome looking. But um, but you, but you can tell because you know it's you you could tell that that guy was the trainer that they had you know switched out the actor that they were going to use yeah with the shark some... trainer because he he's doing like these like real technical like movements. It looks like it, like well, they probably. I mean, it's... you have to you have to prepare for this scene. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, no, no doubt. It's, it's like, it you're, you're fucking with a real shark here. You want to like... take a chunk out of a real shark and fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? You get like hugging and shit. You don't get to really. <laughs> did, did, down. We, we, we know shark? that, and I know that too. I know that you can't, and I know that that you know it. Like there has like you. It's amazing that they got what they got, right? But that still doesn't remove the fact that like you can tell and. 
I, this is definitely for multiple watches on this film. There's a, there's a few things in in the go- and a lot of Italian movies in general that I've seen so far have an issue with this, and it's it's hmm. sort of like a choreography wh- during kill scenes where it lo- you like whether it's a, a head being held there for a machete to hit it. It's very like stoic and just still like and like for example in the shark scene they. Like the guy, you can tell he's like fake biting it, right? Like it's it's it doesn't even look close to like like a, somebody actually trying well, to bite well, the shark. Well, it's probably because tr- he's in a weird position too and stuff with, underneath the shark. And I heard he really bit the shark. You heard he really bit the shark? Yeah, big chunk. <laughs> I honestly thought that it looked pretty damn cool, man. Yeah, me too. I'm not saying that guy, it doesn't I... look cool. It does look cool, but. You know, but you gotta remember, shark skin's a lot harder than an actual human skin, so you might have had problems trying to actually no, bite it. I'm into saying it. like the acting, the acting where like the the like are like like it's well, you, it's fake well, looking, it's, and you know going like, into the other huge gore shot in this film, the eye scene, right? Like the girl's head is she's holding her head still, right? Like she's not struggling or moving or anything. Like, and I'm just saying that when you watch these films with multiple watches, there are flaws in the way that the, these gore shots are done. And, you know, also, you know, if I'm going to talk just about that. Yeah, but that piece but of honestly, that, that more or less comes down to the editing part of it, though, too. It's not necessarily how it was shot. It was more of how these scenes were put together. She'd still after. be alive if she had karate chopped that little splinter of wood sticking out. <laughs> True. <laughs> or, or maybe, you know, put her hands up or something. <laughs> like I love that scene, though. Well, they kind of do put it into almost slow-mo, though, too, right? Like yeah, it's, it's yeah. not. It's not in real time at that exact. I'm just moment saying where she's holding her head still. goes in. She's not well, yeah. moving her head. I get that, but I mean, it's more for just. It's more for, for the a visual. Yeah, scene. it's for more of the right. visual effect of the actual kill scene. It couldn't. It wasn't probably real time, and he was just. It shows you going slowly, but it was probably no, really. It's quick because bit. the actor had to hold still. Mm-hmm. For the effect to work, yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying like that. It's unrealistic that the girl would not move her head. You know what I'm saying? It's it it's things like that, and and I understand that you guys love this movie, and I understand that that you guys you know it's my seventy fifth time bad about Fauci Zombie or anything, but like these are these are legitimate complaints that other people would bring up in other movies, and also you know one more thing about the effects, and I don't think I, said I was going to talk about, about something like that. I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's it, the first time I ever heard those type of things. Those type of things, man, don't really bother me too too much, man, um, because. You're, the the end result of those effects is still satisfying enough that I can really overlook. And yeah, th- that is one very prevalent thing in Italian films where they do that. You can tell that the prop is there, you know, mm-hmm. before you know the the machete hits the head or some some yeah. something rather to that extent, right? I mean, it is what it is, man. I just I guess I've seen these movies so many times. It just it really doesn't even oh, it doesn't even trigger in my mind. I'm just like. This yeah. is just my 75 time watching this movie this year alone. They're legitimate, though. I, I agree with you, JP. There's, there's, you know, there's a couple of kills where it's almost like the Austin Powers scene where where he's getting run over by the uh, the steamroller or whatever. He's like 10 <laughs> miles away. He's like, they start screaming, like the nurse. Yeah. Again, the nurse screaming. Editing, <laughs> like, too, right? like just it's, walk into the other room. It, it's, it is editing, but it's also <laughs> choice. 100% it's, editing. it's choice. It's direction, too. Yeah, I mean it's fine. Not I really it because I really. love the gore. Films are made in the editing room, man. I mean, you could make a film so shitty with a really bad edit, man. Like really, mm-hmm. really we know that. 
And okay, well, I mean, then it's still a, it still doesn't make it not a, you know, a, a, a flaw just because the editor did it over the director. Um, but you know, also well, with the makeup effects, perfect, with the makeup effects, and this is this is like there are some like fantastic makeup effects. I'm not gonna lie, like I, I like the splinter in the eyes thing. The first time I seen it. I was so interested in what was happening that I didn't even notice this stuff. Okay. So on re this is rewatch that I started noticing this stuff. Um, because it's, it's slow and it's, it, you know, it's, it, it's like, you're like, Oh shit, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Like, so the first time I watched it, I didn't notice any of this. Um, but another thing is, uh, that I noticed this time watching it is their, their skin tone blends are really bad in this movie. Um, the 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 prosthetic blended to real skin the the skin the tone <laughs> this tone of the prosthetic versus the tone of the skin is almost often in every prosthetic really you guys didn't notice that no, no i mean no I i've noticed, noticed. It with i've, no, I've the noticed that there's one. a little bit of discolor you know there and stuff but the shark the shark zombie does look like uh he had like a plastic bag covering his forehead <laughs> <laughs> and you could see half of his forehead underneath. Yeah, well, you are underneath water. I meant, <laughs> I imagine some of the uh, the actual makeup and stuff is probably coming off. I thought the yeah. conquistadors looked awesome. Mm. Mm-hmm. When they when they rose, I thought they looked awesome. I wasn't looking too much at, at skin tone. The main zombie that's on the poster is just amazing. The wind. yeah, so awesome. All yeah, those ones are that's one of my favorite are, looking those are zombies fucking awesome. of all time. Well, that, that's, that's one thing about this film. I was I said this movie pretty much has like my favorite looking zombies yeah well because they look film. like oh. dead fucking dead like they don't look like blue rotted, like they don't look yeah. like blue anemics from dawn yeah. of the dead but, but they're not gooey <laughs> either you know how like some zombie movies like like have that like they're real gooey like think of jason in part six like his yeah, yeah. face all gooey and stuff like when he's rotting. Well, this makes like, sense though, sometimes because they... you dry out kind of right like it's kind of like, like jason in part seven soupy like when you sit, like I found a dead dog under my house when I was a kid. Scared the fuck out of me, dude. And it was. Was it your dog? No. It. We moved into this house, and Jesus. I was playing outside, and I, I threw a ball under my porch, and I go in there, and there's this dead dog that's like, it's like molded to the ground, and it's like, it's, like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's like there's a layer of like skin over its bones, like you can see its ribs. And it's just like a, but it's not. It doesn't look like skin. It's like the same color as the dirt. It's like, but it's like dry as fuck. And it it looks like these zombies. <laughs> yeah, but it actually kind of makes sense because they they say you know when these ones are rising from the cemetery, it's their you know they were part of the Spanish Inquisition, blah blah blah. But you know they, they explain that it happened like three four hundred years ago. So these things were, yeah, they were a little dried out, man. You're in a tropical area, man. What do you expect is going to happen? Shit water. is gonna dry out, man. You're in like hundred and fucking fifteen degree weather. Yeah. So with a lot of rain. Makes Tropical. sense. And they though. look and they look awesome with the worms coming out of the Yeah. yeah oh, but the design on this thing with the worms though, right? Like don't they look very placed? Like they they're not like spread out. They're like it looks like some you know well, makeup like guy walked over and stuck them right in that spot and then they started crawling away and he pushed them back into that spot. That's no? really nitpicking, but <laughs> that's yes, really you are getting super that's, picky. Man. That's too picky. What do you? Uh, mean? It does make sense where they are because they're coming out the eyes, right? Yeah, yeah, but because yeah. when they're on the mouth, would have been on the inside and coming out, and they're yeah, coming right. out of like the orifices, right? Like it, yeah. it kind of makes sense where they are. Like, why would the worm be 
on the side where there's nothing to eat. They so always you, say I, it's hard to work with kids, animals, and worms. So, why would the worms you know, the be there work at all well. when they're like <laughs> 400 damn years old? And worms can only work like, what, 10, 15 seconds at a time? Yeah. That's brutal, man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it looked awesome. I, you know, I love Fulci's obsession with, with the eyes. And oh, with these, speaking with of musical qualities. cues... Fuck man, yeah. when the score kicks in, when they're when the zombies are rising, oh, oh, so good, yeah. man, yeah. it's so good. The score to this oh, film, but Fritzy, that's actually what sparked the question. Was was watching this movie? I'm thinking, you know, yeah. the music, the soundtrack is so great, and the musical cues oh. are great. So. It, it, it's so good throughout this film, man. Really, really yeah. good stuff. I even like like the Caribbean stuff that's going on when they actually end up going to the island, like the little Caribbean section. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, kind of has a little like lightheartedness before like the independent doom happens. Yeah, that's what probably probably my favorite. I have like two favorite scenes in this entire movie. Um, one is the final shot of the movie, and uh, the other is the rise. Yeah, yeah the final the um, zombies walking on the bridge there. Mm-hmm. So alert. good, man. Um, yeah, I, I love that. For some reason, like I almost like I wish. The, the zombie three or like what would have been zombie two like i wish that that would have followed what happened at the end of this movie i'm not really too worried about spoiling it. i mean it, i mean blue underground that's the cover art for their fucking dvd man even the shriek show dvds that cover are like the special that's right it is too yeah uh, but again when i say like that oh because of course, of course. Art... i know you got to explain that yeah 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 but, then, then, again, the but then again 99 percent of the people listening to this podcast right now have seen zombie no yeah. trust no way 99 percent. get the fuck out well, of here well all I... the people i'm going to be sharing on the italian facebook group. considering nobody listens to our italian horror month i bet 40 percent no i said the people that are if there was 100 people that listen to the show i bet you 99 of them have seen zombie or we'll say it before listening. I don't exactly. know. I, they I prepare don't think themselves. so. I think you're I looking think so. at maybe like 70. 70. No way. Dude, no way. I haven't even seen Zombie until like a, a, two years ago. Yeah, yeah but, but you didn't know who Meryl Streep was. Poor, but you, were so, but you, you didn't know who Anne Heche was. So fucking <laughs> ignorant, but you were playing so <laughs> ignorant towards foreign films, though, all the time. You're like, I like my American films. I, I do can't like read my, my movies. Pro American. I've never been I'm just against saying, foreign I'm just saying films, that was though. your like choice, right? That was too. your choice. So I, I mean, it makes America sense makes that you didn't see movies. America. Fuck. But yeah. America. Yeah, man. JP, for as nitpicky as you're getting, there's one scene in particular that really bothered me, and that was um, the character of Lucas. Is there actually any legitimately, like, Which character? major, major concerns here, JP? Lucas. Or you just have, like, minor nitpicks? I don't know, Lucas, dude. Just, Lucas transformed into a I've zombie seen. way too quick. The which scene? Lucas. When, when Lucas transformed into a zombie? The black guy who was helping on the island. When he gets, his, like, his arm bit and... And turns into a, he turns into a zombie like two seconds later and then kills the nurse. Yet everyone else in the well, movie it takes like hours. She, maybe it's because she took like a 16-ounce steak out of his arm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> like she went, she dug right down and got into his bloodstream and he was like, yeah. That's not but, but it is cool, kind of, But it is funny because this, that, is, that is legitimate though because uh, – but the see, majority I, of the see, people that turn into zombies in this film, it takes so long. Like, I mean, even when he you, wraps you get the, the bodies up, scene, yeah, and, and when he waits for when he waits <laughs> he for waits. the other scientists, when he waits for Anna's uh, uh, father, father to rise, like he's, it, it feels like 
they're like time lapsing there. <laughs> you know, it feels like it goes but, on for fucking isn't ever. That that with, see, I know that like I can actually explain away this one. Um, like any disease, right? Like herpes. Like if if Moods and Brandon have sex with somebody who has herpes, like Moods might get his herpes signs like way before Brandon. Right? Yeah, like it's just it's different people, different so it's only, effects. So it's only the worms that bother you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just can't explain that away. I can't explain <laughs> why the worms look so placed. I'm actually kind of pissed that you have like a fairly decent explanation <laughs> for that. Cause that's a more legitimate nitpick than the worms look like they're forced into one socket. They do. I'm just but saying. But let's face man. it here. But let's face it here, though. I mean, he turns into a zombie right away because we're in the third act, man. Yeah, like, I mean, we're, got... we're at crunch time. We're at crunch time, and shit's going down in that scene. Yeah. Gotta get rid of that nurse who just could could have easily just walked out of the room to save her life, rather than stand there screaming. <laughs> you know, going back a little bit to to the eye scene, um, very very iconic scene. What? I personally love the way that whole scene develops. You know, you know, like in some film, like they it really could have cut out all the you know the previous suspense. Yeah, like the shower scene and the like chase. leading up to it. Yeah. yeah, you know, like there's a lot of build up to that scene, and even when she's being attacked and stuff like that actually goes on for a long time before he actually delivers the goods i know some people i've heard some people say that they think it goes on way too long i personally love that whole build up to it i think like it's fantastic it's 100 percent necessary like that's that's what you do yeah. like in in any yeah. horror moment to get the most out of your punch you have to have build up and just ramble of the door if, if she would have just walked in the door the zombie would have grabbed her and then like then like just stuffed her eye onto no a, not all that splinter. previous all that previous stuff of course but I meant when she's actually being attacked like when she's physically being held like there's a lot of time that goes by in that scene too like you know yeah it in cuts some to films, her cuts know, to the the splinter cuts yeah, and, to her, and, cuts to the splinter cuts to her cuts to the splinter the cinematography closer, closer, closer. yeah I like a lot that of film, like, a lot of filmmakers just wouldn't take the time to even do those POV shots you know it's like her him her him you know kind of back and forth and then kind of beats around a little bit and you know generally you just be like okay fuck she's done. You know, yeah. At one point, she was close to the splinter, and then two seconds later, she was further away from it. There you go. Yeah. So which, the, which means the, she could have just pulled away a little bit. Well, she she yeah she, she was struggling. She, she was struggling. They were strong. She struggled and uh, super zombies. She were knew that it was you know. Yeah, every she time she was eye jelly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, just, Rich, I really love Richard Johnson. This film is Dr. Menard. Like his delivery of lines is just amazing you know what part of the eye scene that i like it's not the the penetration it's when they kind of the push it's like they push it away and it kind of like pushes out the side of the eye a little bit oh, that's yeah. what sells it for me it's not oh. the penetration it's the way that mm -hmm. it looks when it's in there i'm always down with penetration in films yeah, just, i think jp <laughs> just wants to say penetration <laughs> gooey yeah. and penetration are his two words tonight gooey well and th and that's another and they go, thing and they go well they go well is i penetrate really kind of faulty's notorious for doing that in his gore scenes you know kind of you know like in, in a lot of films you know that scene probably would have been just over re the splinter goes in the eye but he takes it that extra step right Shows it going way in there, slow. and then it, it kind of changes the the angle, and then you see it getting ripped out the side, and it just keeps Ugh. going and going, and you're like, "Holy fuck!" It's like the scene in um, uh, City of the Living Dead where she's puking up her guts. Like it goes on for like uh, a minute. That's that's his best it, scene ever, in my opinion. It's man. like it's literally the longest, most disgusting <laughs> fucking scene ever, but only Fulci would make it go for a minute. 
You know what I'm saying? Wait, just... JP, didn't you criticize uh, Trick or Treat for the kid throwing up too long? Exactly. Yeah, with gurgling <laughs> fucking comical, comical sounds. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Like, it's and it thing. wasn't guts. He was throwing and that's up what like you water. don't get. You don't get those comical type scenes in these films. I don't think Fulci had much of a like, sense of humor. If yeah, he, no, I've he, never he, seen somebody throw up like that kid had somebody <laughs> threw up guts that's exactly what it would look like i throw up like that kid like, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, in a steak and cheese there's sub. no comedy at all one no. thing that i absolutely love about like this film in particular is it is a horror film it's scary mm-hmm. and that like it if is. i seen it when i was a kid it probably would have freaked me the fuck out you know, I always found that this film was very interesting, too, because you think it'd be – Fulci's very known for having very atmospheric films, especially with the Gates of Hill – the Gates of Hill? The Gates of Hell trilogy. Yeah. And this film, for me, like, it doesn't really get atmospheric until the third act. You know, like, I mean, it has that atmosphere that you're on this island and stuff, but it doesn't have, like, that dark, dark atmosphere to it. Yeah. But it definitely bothers me because once it sw- switches gears into, like, the third act in this film, then it becomes, you know, more of a faulty feeling type film. The atmosphere is super fucking thick in that. I, I love it, man. I love the way this... You know, honestly, I, I, man, I, I have heard people critique and say, you know, this one's a little bit slow and shit like that. I don't... I personally don't find this film uh slow paced at all i think the, well the, the reason the for that is because i actually really enjoy the characters like i like peter and uh see that was my other complaint i i don't like the characters they're you not like interesting the at all film? like the the doctor i like the doctor but yeah, nobody else Richard johnson's awesome like, I like his the naked wife scuba girl. Don't, don't care she's not interesting naked scuba girl's not interesting except for when she's <laughs> naked naked scuba girl's not interesting except for when she's naked and Dr. Menard's wife was hot too. She was naked also before she yeah, got all good characters. Yeah, she's before, really before she got but penetrated and gooey. Yeah, but nobody in this film is not likable. Nobody's like you know you don't dislike. Yeah, but dislike I don't care them. about like or dislike or anything. Like I can I could hate somebody. I just need to feel some kind of emotion towards them. These ones I don't really honestly, and um, but I don't think it's slow at all. Like that's one thing that I really? agree like, with you on. You I don't, don't find you don't it slow think, at like, all. You don't like you don't think fucking. Well, what's interesting the, about any of them? What's interesting about the I, I like the, 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 the well, they're just likable. I mean, I, I like I like Anne and Peter's interaction, like when they first meet and they team up, and then they have that like one scene in the boat, which is kind of comical in a sense because they like he tries to make gets kind of a little action at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. They just seem really basic. I, I don't. I. I. It's, they're not a. Hu- it's not a huge problem because I don't need to like characters. You're stretching or... for the stars here, man. You're just trying to name all that little bullshit so you can give this one a shit rating. No, I'm advocate. not. I like bullshit. this movie. <laughs> two, out two out of ten. I'm. I'm being hundred percent honest, dude. Like four these, out. Of ten. These are no. Like, I you've, honestly, you've picked out. I honestly, stuff honestly, like if this the main character, film. if the main characters got like slaughtered, in the end, I'd be like. Ah, dude, that's fuck. That's brutal, man. I'd be like, what the fuck? Well, yeah, because yeah. everything that he fucking does is brutal. Like all of the kills are brutal. Um, uh, I'm just saying, like, I don't know, I Brandon. What did, did you like? Did you think these were interesting characters? No, I agree with you on the characters. They were a little bland, but they weren't developed enough. But it's not really about the characters so much. I did like, uh, and that's I like why Bro- I don't find it a huge and that's, problem. And that's my other, and that's my other point right there. It, this one isn't necessarily about developing fucking Peter's background. Yeah, and his yeah. Journalism. But I, I mean, I'm... all we know is that he's got a hot story. That's all we. That's that's it. 
Yeah, and yeah. I'm not saying that it's like I don't need that in this movie. I'm just calling it what it is. Like, yeah, don't call yeah, a spade was, a spade. They're, yeah. they're generic, basic oh, characters. Don't call a spade a spade. They don't like that. I'll give you one thing. I like Brian and Susan when they're introduced. They're kind of not my favorite characters either, but I still enjoy them and do feel for them when they do go and stuff. Brian's a good guy. He's doing. He's doing. They're doing so much to help them, and then I like that guy, man. Um, Yeah, me too. Al Al Cliver, yeah. Al Cliver, yeah, man. He's in the Beyond and shit like that. So yeah. But Richard Johnson, a bunch fucking, of Richard Johnson is fucking steals this film as the Doctor. Yeah, Richard Johnson's amazing. Yeah, a fucking great actor. Died last year, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I know uh, a lot of people were sad because he's kind of like one of those underrated actors in horror films. Mm-hmm. He's one of those ones that doesn't really get mentioned. He was in the original Haunting and stuff. And Wait, are you telling me people were sad because he died? Yeah. <laughs> no. What is this? Oh, like, that that never happens. <laughs> well, like in the horror genre. It's no, I know. Yeah, no. He sees someone that wasn't really recognized for his horror films, besides maybe like the Haunting and this one, and like yeah. the other ones too. You know what I mean? He started in like the Night Child. Really good underrated actor, in my opinion. I agree. You know, there's actually one point in this film where, you know, going back to the whole voodoo zombies thing and, you know, the the potential virus that's infected these dead. Um, there is a point where I think I think it's Peter who goes who he's talking to the native. Is it? Pe- yeah, it's, I think it's Peter is talking to the native mm-hmm. and um, the native. He says uh, something on the lines of uh, when the earth spits out the dead, uh, they'll feast on the blood. And I always mm-hmm. love that line. You know, there was it's just another like... line that I liked in this movie a lot, and I can't remember what it is. But oh, it just it was, was, at, the, it was when... at the beginning. What was it? It was, it was the line from the chopper when the guy on the chopper says, "The skipper of that b- craft must be a real turkey." <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to bring that up earlier. <laughs> Uh, how about Fulci's uh, Hitchcock moment in this as the head of the room? Chief? Yeah, the chief reporter. <laughs> oh, the chief editor, yeah. He always has good cameos in his films. They're funny. Like That's a common he, theme, man. Fulci's in all three of these but, films. Yeah. He was in Cat in the Brain? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. What did he, who did he play? He played, well, the cat. he played the cat. Because yeah, he, he was an obviously a puppet. Seen in that film, you know the one that was gnarling on all his like, guts. You know the sock puppet cat at the beginning. <laughs> the one they took from the set of Inferno. Oh, the the eating scene where they're eating Doctor Menard's wife is. Ooh, that's pretty graphic with the, like the five zombies just sitting around. Just Dude, that's like, on her. my favorite scenes in the film. Actually, that's I, great. I it's great. So brutal, man. Oh. Like Fulci just doesn't hold back on that scene, you know. No, like, his zombies are his looking gore. nasty, but the guts and like she's just destroyed, man. His gore is nauseating. Like his, it like is. I, like I don't eat when I watch mm-hmm. Fulci movies. I could eat when I watch a Argento film, but I can't eat when I watch a, a Fulci film. You know, it's so strange. I reviewed I um, Murder Rock during the Thirty One Days of Horror, and it's you know it's a early '80s Fulci film. And I think at the time when he directed that film, I think they told it to told him to kind of tone down the violence in the film. It, the movie is it's it's really strange when you watch it because it's almost bloodless. Yeah, it has like no garnish. It's really strange to watch this type of Fulci film because it feels like a Fulci film, you know. 
Uh, it sounds like a Fulci film, but there's it's just like it's very noticeably missing the gore. You know, yeah, it's just yeah. so strange. But, so, yeah. um, before we get into ratings, you guys want to hear some trivia? Sure. Entertainment yes. Weekly ranked this number ten on their Guilty Pleasures Testosterone Edition list in March of Guilty Pleasures. Who was this Entertainmently Weekly? Entertainmently yeah. Weekly. Yes. <laughs> Entertainment <laughs> Entertainment <laughs> Weekly, whatever. Yeah. Dude, um, those guys aren't even credible, man. Fucking bullshit. Only three zombies featured in the film have their eyes open. Yeah, I was reading some cool. of these facts, cool. and that's interesting. That's because, actually yeah. another really, really well shot uh, scene in the film where you Dude. see that one shot of the zombie kind of, kind of staggering through the uh, the desolate town there. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Such oh, a great and, scene, and, and, that, and that music thing, that the music cue that comes when it edits to oh, that I, scene, so perfect. Again, music cues, man. Yeah. Uh, there was a scene shot where the zombies come out of the New York, uh, the water in the New York, in New York. Um, apparently, it never made it to the final edit, though. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. That kind of sucks. I would have liked to see that. That would have been cool. Yeah. Did you see? Yeah. Did, you, did you get the one about the the boat zombie? Actually, went to like the CBGB's bar in New York, and no one noticed like his makeup. He was in full was makeup. Like a punk bar? No. Yeah. Was like... <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, like the bartender the certain drinks as the zombies. Like, this is normal. <laughs> yeah, That's crazy. I read that. I read that too. Uh, so, this was a video nasty, right? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Under its infamous zombie flesh eaters title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, you guys want to get title ratings? Ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, I'll go first since these dickheads think that I'm coming in low. Um, okay. So, hey, man, zombie. I was, just, I was just busting your balls, dude. Zombie. <laughs> Uh, I love this movie. Like, I, I really do. But I, I wanted to be fair with the thoughts that I was thinking while watching the movie. Watching mm. it with the critical eye. It's different than when we when I watched it the first time just to watch it. There's definitely flaws in the stuff that I mentioned. Whether you care to ignore them or be like Brandon and kind of kind of agree, but kind of not. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I, agree with, I agree with you. But, you know, th- there are so many good things in this movie that we talked about as well, such as that cue. You know, it's haunting. It's a scary movie. Like, like I don't give a fuck if you can see that the blend isn't good or not. It's still, you know, scary. It's a scary thing if you have an imagination. And I do. Uh, I, I don't like the characters. Uh, I don't really need to. Um, I like the opening of this film. I love where the, the, I love the fat zombie in general. Like there needs to be more fat zombies. They're scarier to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, I, I like the setting. <laughs> it, it, there's a lot to love in this film. The gore shots are awesome. Like the very fact that they put a zombie versus a shark, like on film, that's practical. That would never happen today. Super cool. Super cool. Uh, I give this film an 8.5 out of 10. Okay. Well, me go my, next? my last rating was a nine, by the way. Just, just so you know that. You what's that? My my first rating when I rated this film was a nine. Your rating went down. It did go down, <laughs> based the... on the things that I found. Only a half a point for all that that I mentioned, though. Come on. Mm, it's pretty minuscule, though. Hmm. Okay. Well, 
as you guys already know, this is my favorite horror film of all time, so that's a kind of a spoiler alert when I'm going to rate it. It's out of ten. <laughs> no, this isn't Troll 2. <laughs> Four out of ten. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I love everything about this movie. Like, since the first time I ever seen it is when my friend's house and his cousin, who's no longer with us, is house on VHS it was just tantalizing when we first got to see zombie versus shark for the first time we were like what the fuck is going on and stuff and it's just the tantalizing of uh, uh, Fabio Frizzi's score I do like the characters of this film because I do feel for them when they're in situations where you do have to feel bad when they do die and I do kind of feel that especially with like uh, certain characters that I do like and like the interaction with like other characters and of course I think uh, Menard's character is very interesting and terrific performance by Richard Johnson I love the gore effects that Fulci enters and the creepiness of the slow moving like eye gouging scene to uh, guts ripping out and certain bite scenes and the looks of the zombies I highly enjoy this film is one of the ones that will stick out for me for the rest of my life and I will always recommend it to people and tell them that it's a film that I will always love and I'm even though there is maybe a few minor flaws with it but they're flaws that I enjoy about the film also so it's getting a 10 out of 10 for me nice would you want me to go next sure go ahead alright yeah I mean if I'm scoring this film based rating this film based on its score and its gore it's a 10 out of 10 but i'm between what jp and derek said in terms of the characters i didn't dislike the characters but i didn't like them i was indifferent to them they weren't overly developed towards the end you start to like them more because they start to team up and work together and you know you start Mm -hmm. to feel for them but it's not what the movie's about the zombies look amazing and obviously the ending is awesome. I love it. I wish they had a little bit more budget to 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 maybe up the ending a little bit more. And again, I can forgive you know the opening scene. The only thing critical that I really was overly critical about with the sailboat ending up in New York. It had to end up in New York for the story to get underway. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been Peter West. They never would have had the whole story otherwise. So. So I forgive that, and it's just it's a minor, minor thing. And uh, I was actually, I had my score set, and I'm actually going to bump it up a half a point based on what JP said about the other critique I had of um, Lucas's character turning too quickly. And the fact that he gave the, the reason that he did made me like it a little bit more. So I'm going to come in at a nine. Yeah. <clears throat> um zombie man uh when i think of zombie i think of the most amazing looking zombies i've ever seen on film and i'm not just saying that because we're sitting here reviewing this film right now (laughs) being legitimately uh for real uh the 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 zombies are just outstanding in this film there's so much great awesome zombie action in this film um pretty much everything about this movie i absolutely enjoy uh the gore is just ridiculous in this film it's just so over the top and amazing i think the third act is actually one of the most atmospheric third acts of any zombie film i've ever seen i love the way everything kind of just 
just goes down in the end. It's brutal. I, I'm pretty I'm pretty convinced that Dave would probably hate the end of this film. Maybe a little bit too much gun action for him. <laughs> <laughs> but there's definitely a lot of uh, <laughs> uh, defensive uh, gunplay in this. So, um, but yeah, man. I mean. You know, I, I can take what JP says into uh, – no, I'm not going to take it into consideration and, you know, bump down my rating because of those things. But what, what he is noticing, what he has said, yeah, there's there's definite visual, um, you know, issues with the uh, the blending of the colors. I mean, that's, that's just something that you get in these type of films. I mean, low budget. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and defend, you know, because it's all low budget and stuff. It, it's there. It is what it is. Um, but with that said, man, those are such minor complaints – that you know i can just overlook i mean it, it doesn't even bother me one bit it's kind of like you know how jp it doesn't bother jp um you know with uh seeing a scene at the beginning of a film that you know it's going to happen in the end doesn't bother him bothers me we're we're different we're indifferent to it so as for the characters um you know honestly man i actually do like the characters i care about the characters man you know brandon you said that uh you know they kind of come together at the end and work together i think peter and what it's Anne, right and yeah, yeah. it's Anne. Which is actually Mia Farrow's sister, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I think that they're they're pretty much teamed up the entire time because they have to be, you know. But I think that they're you know they're attempting to be you know work as one the entire time. It's not like they're sitting there battling and being indifferent with each other and stuff. So I think that there's that bond throughout the whole film, anyways. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I can probably give it to you guys and say that the characters aren't the most interesting characters in the world, but they don't have to be in this film because it's not about them. So and that and that's really what it comes down to me. It's it's a zombie film. It's uh, it's the mystery of the zombie story that I find so intriguing in this film. I think mm-hmm. I, I think that's one of the coolest things about this movie is that it never fucking tells you what the actual root cause of this thing is. And but it gives you ideas. So you're not even guessing on the ideas it gives you. It throws you. We've got voodoo. We've got viruses. We got this type of thing. Um, I like the whole Spanish Inquisition. I, I like all that type of stuff. But just such a fantastic film to me um i think pretty much yeah it's not a perfect film i don't think Fulci has a perfect film <laughs> you know even with all of his uh films out there um you know with all that said i'm gonna come in at nine and a half on this one i think it's Fuck honestly yes in what in, in my opinion in my opinion i think this movie is one of the best zombie films out there so, so. do i i definitely agree with that i mean i think that there's only maybe four zombie films better that I've seen than it. Mm-hmm. And that's the Dead Trilogy plus Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I can take that. Maybe The Battery. The Battery? Wow, that was just like... I, I always forget about The Battery. I know, because it's so current, right? It, we, it's easy to forget about. So, let me see. What would result in the highest rating? Uh, 10 from Derek... Nine from, nine point five from Moods and nine from Brandon, which is so we got eight five. So we got an eight and a half to a ten. Wow. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So Brandon, with Brandon's rating of a nine, Moods' rating of a nine point five, and Derek's rating of a ten, uh, Zombie is now inducted into the Hall of Fame. We did figure out last week, guys, that it was just a typo. I actually rated um, Sleep Tight at nine instead of an eight point five, so it still is in the Hall mm-hmm. of Fame. You're welcome. Yeah, we all this. Yeah, it's such a actually oddly enough, we can thank Brandon for that one. <laughs> That's just kind of strange, but. 
Yeah, that's a really good film, man. JP, you bumped me up. I was at an 8.5 with you. It still would have made the Hall yeah. of Fame. But yes. I was at an 8.5 yes, with you. Was. Lucas, that really bothered me. Because when you said yeah. the whole the whole herpes thing, it really got to me. Yeah, listen, I'm, <laughs> hey, herpes always I'm, gives to I us. Will I thought my explanation shit. that he that he took like sixteen ounce steak. I like this. I like the steak. I, I keep thinking of the next movie with the steak. <laughs> I know, right? The next <laughs> next movie, two movies, two movies that. Um, but I'll explain things away. I I come up with scenarios in my head that if I could come up with a logical thing in my head on why something could be explained, even if it's unlikely, right? It doesn't have to be likely. It could be unlikely because unlikely things happen all the time in life. If it's unlikely, I could explain it away. Or if it's likely, I could explain it away. Then I'll, I'll completely give it a pass. I've always been that way when I watch movies. If I could explain it away myself, then I'll give it a pass. And I think that you can explain that away. Yeah, and I, I, I never thought of it. And the fact that you explained it away, I accept it. <laughs> Thank you for I'll accept accepting it. my explanation. I'll accept it. <laughs> Judge's rule. Alright. Alright. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I believe that might be the New York Ripper entering. <laughs> Alright, right, so we jump three years into the, uh, into the, in, well, now we're in the 80s. 1982 <laughs> comes a, uh, well, what would you guys consider this film? Do you guys consider this film to be a giallo or a slasher film? It's more of a giallo. Well, giallo and slashers are like the same thing, except for just a giallo. A slasher film is a slasher, and a giallo is a crime drama detective narrative mixed with a slasher. That's how I've always interpreted that. Yeah, well, so. the difference between the slasher, I mean, the stalking slasher, I mean, these films have those same elements. Um, what separates the two is the, uh, the investigative part. Yeah, of, this yeah. is more of a, because we involve... We're following cops and stuff in this film. Yeah, like, I feel, I feel an investigative a narrative on its own is not a giallo. A slasher on its own is not a giallo. Together, they become a giallo. Yeah, yeah this is more of a giallo because it has both elements. Yeah, that's that's why I always kind of put this one into a giallo, and a lot of people are like, no, it's a slasher film. I'm like, well, Does, I mean, it has it has that whole fucking police film. Like no. straight, not a straight up slasher film. Like, yeah, you can lump it into the slasher category, but it's more of a giallo. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a mixture of both, I guess. It's on the border. It's kind of like the borderline of like maybe like stage fright in a way too. That era, like when stage yeah. fright. Um, but yeah, the film in question, of course, is the New York Ripper. Uh, <laughs> which, you know, uh, we'll get into this in a minute. But um, quick little synopsis here. Oh, this is such a stupid. Uh, a burned out New York police detective. <laughs> so bad. Uh, teams up with a college psychoanalyst to track down a vicious serial killer randomly stalking and killing various young women around the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's kind of funny that they put the. They wrote the word randomly in the synopsis here. Because that yeah. is something that we do learn in the film. Um, mm-hmm. But, so, uh, yeah. Okay. New York, uh, York Ripper. Um, one thing that I'll say right away is like, this movie is very sleazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this is Fulci's entry yeah. into sleazy giallo um, realm, man, Real. for sure. It's, it, you know, <laughs> oddly enough for as sleazy as this film is, this isn't even close to the sleaziest giallo I've ever seen. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> And there's a what? Ghostbuster in this. 
Really? Dr. Egon. Is he really in this movie? No, it's the next one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Wrong movie. What the fuck so, am I talking um, about? You know, speaking of the sleazy nature, um, I, 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 uh, I was watching this with a friend, the same friend that I watched um, Ebola, Ebola Syndrome with. Uh. And uh, I was like, you know, which one should we watch? I have these three movies that I have to watch. I got Zombie, which she had already seen, and then Cat in the Brain or New York Ripper. And mm-hmm. um, I just figured, I don't know, New York Ripper sounded cooler. <laughs> like, so I was like, let's go with that one. And it was like, it's funny because it's like almost every time I go over there to watch a movie, it's always like some crazy ass, like Ebola syndrome, <laughs> like sleazy ass yeah. New York Ripper or something. <laughs> it's never like Gremlins or something. <laughs> something <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> Yeah, but she keeps coming. She keeps coming back to watch movies with you, so she must really like you. No, I oh, go over there and like force her to watch the movies. Did she like it? Um, I think we <laughs> liked it about the same. I might have liked it a little bit more. Yeah, hmm. I thought yeah. you would. Um, it, it you know it was it was interesting watching it with somebody though because, um, anytime I'd be like, what the f- what? Wait, I'm. I was trying to figure out what was going on sometimes. I don't know, like, I don't, like, okay, I obviously watched, like, uh, Tenebrae, uh, or not Tenebrae, um, Inferno, and I was, I was confused watching it, and then I came to, I, like, I knew going in that it's kind of common, like, was anybody else confused in this one, or am I just dumb? No, No, I wasn't confused. I wasn't confused at all, but I do think you're dumb. Okay. Um, I was just I was just confused with the reveal. Like I feel like I missed something or, or something along those lines. That's just faulty for you. It's just. What do you mean the reveal is simple? Because they do explain it in the very end. They explain the very end, but it kind of like what what does it really have to do with the beginning and everything? What's the beginning? Well, I mean, I mean you have to do something, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, okay. It makes sense why we I, 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 I get what you're saying, JP, because you kind of feel like you're following a pretty simple story with, 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 with where you know who the killer is. And, and well, it's that's what all the... Giallos do. They give you red herons. And yeah. Red yeah, it's herons. very typical of Giallos to do things like that. Yeah, so I'm down follow... with that. I just, I don't know. Maybe I, I think I, just, I feel like I missed something. We can't obviously go into it because of spoilers and stuff. But um... I, could, I can mention to you after the show. Um, I I thought it was going to be a movie about a man and his dog playing catch the whole time. <laughs> Boy and his dog. Like, um, for example, uh, I don't know if it's just me or, like, what it is, but sometimes with these Italian movies, man, the first time I watch them, I can't never I – can't, I have a hard time telling characters apart sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. like the, the chick who was, like, masturbating in the theater, like – I was like, wait, where'd she go? Like, wait, wait, have we seen her again? Like, where? And then, like, I'm, I, I can't remember which one she was. Like, after a while, because I haven't seen her in a while and stuff. So she's the same um, one that got, uh, yeah, got bottled, got, got toe fucked. Yeah, got foot toe foot molested. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then that, she got the bottle, right? The bottle. She, then she got the three finger shocker. <laughs> oh yeah, the three finger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, this the you know 
<laughs> well, okay, so let me ask you guys this. Um, there's a scene where the girl is uh, in the car and she just decides to write shit for some reason. Not like, it, like. Oh, I know why. You what, wonder what was why that she... about? No, that was the same car she drove by with like the guy who was like, "Look where you're going" and stuff. That yeah. was the same car. So that's the just... car that she had the confrontation with the guy. And they... Yeah, yeah. Why was she writing shit? Like she was gonna, she was gonna write shit shithead. Oh, shithead. okay. I was like, she's just yeah. Like, because you know, he said, he said to her, "You got the brains of a chicken," and she said, "And you're an asshole." So, yeah. so th- where was was where where is this car parked? On the it's ferry. ferry. It's on, on the okay. Staten Island Staten. ferry. Yeah. So, she gets in the car. She writes a thing, and then like everybody's like, "Hey, why isn't this car moving and shit?" Yeah, because she's fucking dead in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. but where's the guy? It's <laughs> a good point. Where's the driver of the car? Like, where the fuck's the what? guy? <laughs> oh, I know. I've always wanted the same thing. Yeah, the driver of the vehicle. Yeah, that's one thing that I was. Dude, to... it's totally something I've noticed in this film a million times too. I'm like, <laughs> I'm I like, like why I, is everybody screaming I at this girl find to move? Like, 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 had <laughs> she never died, the same thing would have happened. Like, everybody would spin around, like, hey, move this goddamn car. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, the, and the truck behind him was just pushing him all the way. Yeah, up. I was like, that yeah. would never happen. But I, I was know, just, I never, was one I of never those I was like, where the fuck's the guy? <laughs> no, it's like he just disappeared, man. But it's like when one of those moments happen, you start to second guess, like, everything that's happening because you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, and, I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it confuses me because, like, then I start thinking that I missed something. And then I think that I, and then, like, every other scene, I think that I missed something, too. Yeah. Now is a joy trail the same thing as a happy trail? <laughs> Are they slightly different? It's so funny that you brought that up though. It's something I've always noticed in this film, man. I always shake my head at. I'm like, where did Buddy go? Like he should have he should have found her dead in the car. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not there. I know it's it's Un- not unless they kill her from overboard. At first, I was like, well, maybe it wasn't a ferry or something. Like, but then I was like, well, why the fuck were people behind him? Like, I, yeah. it's just like it's weird. It's a weird like just thing that they didn't never thought about. I know, right? It's so weird. Like, because I started thinking like, oh, maybe like he got killed off. I just missed it or something. Going back to the fact that Fulci's never made like a perfect, perfect film. <laughs> We're not even five minutes in this one. There's already a major fuck up. <laughs> Unless the killer drove the car there, and then he was the like, buddy was still trying to find his car because it was in a different spot. Maybe I don't know. No, that's the only. That's the only that's thing I could ridiculous. think of. What do you mean? Not realistic. I said that's well, ridiculous. No. no, it's because yeah. I mean, it could, it could he, be. He know that that guy was driving that car. Yeah, they we... show him in there. So. They show him driving it. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying maybe they moved the car in a different area where it was in line, and the killer just jumped out. Maybe you yeah, know what I mean. But you can't move the cars in, when you're on the ferry. That's the thing, right? No, not even close to an explanation. Where you where you're parked is where you're parked. <laughs> but I'm saying like it was like in a straight line when they were getting off the boat. That's all. Uh huh. No, it's a it's a legitimate fuck up. <laughs> There's, no, there's like literally no explanation. Not, unless the, unless the killer threw Buddy off the fucking ferry, and that's the well, only. We would need there. to see that. <laughs> then we would have to, but we could assume lots of shit that he was upstairs just chowing on hot dogs or getting drunk on the ferry bar. Yeah, yeah, but just, that's not a upstairs. good explanation. That, that's my point. <laughs> like, we, we, we're, everything would just like be when, whenever I say whenever I say I can explain things and and if it's like plausible, like this is just 
that's not even close. No, I, to I was, an I was just giving you assumptions. That's all. I, I wasn't trying to really explain it. <clears throat> no, you were. So one thing this film has in common with Zombie is that it's got a wicked score. I love the, the man. The music is so perfect for this film because it, it's almost very sleazy sounding. Mm-hmm. You know, it just screams sleaze and. Oh, dude! It's like I it, the, I didn't so know that I liked sleaze as much as I do. Like it kind of freaks me out a bit because like I never like I never even like you know, like back on YouTube in the early days like yeah like the sleaze community right like I was never mm-hmm. part of that community. I, like, I was cool with some of the dudes that were, like, part of that, like, sleaze hounds and stuff. But, I mean, like, I didn't, re- like, <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I just, like, it's, it's, I don't know what it is, but, like, Elsa uh, and stuff, it's just. Oh, you should, you should, you should watch Strip Nude right? from the Killer. Good oh, family yeah. fun. <laughs> family. Stole your joke, Brandon. Yeah, man, this one right here, it just captures it all, though, man. And, like, I mean, everything from the fucking toe scene to... This one's got some really awesome shots of, like, you know, 42nd Street. Mm-hmm. In York, in that time Very period. dirty. Like... It's a, it's such a shame that all of us never got to actually, like... I know. See, you know, see kind it. of live I, I to 42nd little... Street, but there's some really great shots. And it's kind of cool that they, they go to the extra level to go into these actual peep shows. Or not peep shows, whatever they call them. Um, I think that's what they are. They? Live, I don't live, like live, live sex, sex acts or whatever, shows. but it's like right on 42nd Street. You can go right in there, and isn't that crazy? Like when you really like think about that, you can just go sit in this like theater type setting and watch people flick, fuck, and flick your beam in the theater. Like that is that blows my mind that that shit used to exist like that. That's crazy. Um, Good you know, days. yeah, you know what moods? <laughs> um, you mentioned you mentioned 42nd Street and stuff. Um, one thing that I was a little surprised with and, and was maybe hoping for a little bit different was, um, have you ever looked at the cover to the New York Ripper? It has the girl laying there with like her dress all torn and, and it's, she's on a highway and then New York city's like behind her. Yep. Yep. Okay. Like in my head, I always pictured this film more like maniac, like being set at night is a lot of this movie takes place in the day. Yeah, it does actually. I just wish that, like, I don't know. Like in my head, I was just expecting because that cover. I always pictured this, like, like this, like New York Ripper. Like, maniac, it's because of the you know? whole police aspect of the film, right? The whole yeah. investigative part. Yeah. Is, that's really, you it, know, it's so like, weird because it's only, only half of the day is day. <laughs> <laughs> so you would expect that they would have to at least touch on night. <laughs> Uh, uh. yeah 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 all right so getting into the film here man um this this movie kind of sticks out in this subgenre, you know giallo slasher kind of realm for one major reason the fucking killer is so unique in this film man it's like donald duck man like okay do you guys find that this is a good idea i love it i i don't mind it at all i I think i like it I think it's fantastic. I've always loved it because it sticks out. It's very unique. It's just, and it, it's it, just it why a, not? Why I, can't I, Why can't there be a killer who fucking makes noises? Like, like I know. I, I'm, I'm picturing like this is the way Howard the Duck was supposed to be. Well, I've heard that this is one like a major complaint from a lot of people. I've like, heard that too. I liked Before the New York Ripper, and they're film. like, I hated the killer. And I was like, really? I think the killer's so ah, unique. Dude, I used and to hear that all the it time. It has its own style. Like, it, it, yeah. that's what ma- makes this film kind of stick I, out I, in the I love when he's taunting, films. I, I love when he's taunting the, the main cop in the film, too. Like, with the phone calls. 
Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I was like, expecting to me... it to be Gilbert Godfrey, and he pops out with the Affleck Fellowship <laughs> again. Affleck! <laughs> <laughs> is that him? <laughs> no. Gilbert Godfrey? He does Affleck? He, he was. He, he was. was. He oh, was. really? Did you yep. know he has his own podcast, and it's movie-based? Yep. Really? Really? Yeah, Chris? I just listened to my first episode the other day. He had uh, Tom Savini on. Really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so, the the duck sounds. Like, I, I remember hearing all the time that, uh, that, that like, that, like, I remember hearing, like, oh, in the early days of YouTube, like, like, the most dumb killer ever. Like, he walks around making duck. I always thought that it was Don't Torture a Duckling, though. So, like, I was surprised to see it in this film. Well, actually, you know, you just makes a lot of sense, yeah. man. Uh, like, yeah, actually, actually, that film has a lot of Donald Duck references in it, too. Which, if you ever see it, I'm not going to really... I, I actually, it does. It actually yeah. does. The, yeah. duck, the duck sounds in this actually create some of the best backstory to it, because some of the explanation for it in the end and, is, is actually kind of heartbreaking. It is. And, I know, like the whole the whole story, like where it goes to, you're just like, oh man, yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's, oh, it's really well yeah. done, and it goes to a really like sad, dark place. But it's uh, but if you're watching it, and you're just and you're starting out, you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, <laughs> I like the part where like um, the girl is like pictures that the knife hit in the wall, and then she sees like the broken tipped knife, and you're like, oh, it's the broken tipped <laughs> knife. That must have been the one that hit the wall. <laughs> I love how our main cop is like a sleazy aspect to himself because he bangs a hooker. Oh, I, that hooker was hot. Yeah. I'm like Fred Williams. It just really adds so you to mean the he was a cop. element of the film, right? Like everything is so sleazy, even the cop. Yeah, for, yeah, even the cop right. was sleazy. But they even bring a, a sleazy woman into it who enjoys going to live sex shows. They didn't need to bring her character in. And they messed up. She's not the one who gets the bottle to, to the cooch. She's the one who gets stabbed in the... Uh, in the motel after uh, having mm-hmm. sex with a oh, the one... character. But yeah, her what death was is up with that dude's tape? Too, like, yeah. why did he like it? Why did that dude like having tapes of that? That is that's the only way him and his wife like had like. They had an got... open marriage. They were just yeah. you know she was like a... uh, that's the way he got off. He had like yeah, a fetish. he got off on the recordings and she got off on you know this whatever S&M, she did S and M and bondage type stuff and toes. Yeah, that's a that's a fucked up relationship, man. Like you. How could you ever be involved in something like that? I, I love the I love Crazy. dude's face when you see him like the reveal of him listening to the tape. He's like, oh, hell, like his tongue's hanging out and stuff, like salivating over. It. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like I understand. Like I could understand. Uh, I just don't understand the tape thing. Like that. Like I don't know. Maybe it's just because like it's the seventies or whatever, eighties. Like I guess tapes are more. Like I, was, uh, I mean, that's what they used, right? People I mean, have fetishes and stuff, and that's yeah. just one of them. That he like stuff on tapes. And that's, did you get yeah. Did you get all excited when uh, when Paul was uh, buying magazines at the uh, newsstand there? Oh my god, I was getting Aren't hungry. The, those are like literally the gayest magazines ever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. Like he's just, I like. It. You know, I kind of like that whole angle that they threw into this film, too. You know, it's obviously there to kind of, like, throw you off and mm-hmm. shit like that. Like, but uh, I, I kind of like that whole aspect of it, too. But, you know, he's, like, this super genius that he's he's a closet homosexual. And... Oh, oh Dave? there a oh. scene? I, see, I fucked up by it's watching kind of this one first, like, early yeah. uh-huh. in the week, because I'm starting to forget it already. Wasn't there a scene where somebody, like, got away like, how did they get away? Oh, the girl that's... She's the one with all the scars. 
The one that gets attacked in the uh, the train station. The one that gets chased by three fingered dude first, and then yeah, yeah and then she gets, and then she wakes up in the hospital. Eight fingered, yeah. But we, but we see that whole scene from her nightmare. Uh huh. Yeah, that that's such a weird transition in film, though. Too, I've always had a problem with the way that transitions because we we kind of we kind of meet this character, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're seeing this scene from her nightmare. And then it's like she's in this hospital bed. Like she kind of wakes up and stuff. And then you're like, okay. Yeah, that, oh, was, so wait, that was her nightmare. I thought we were just seeing like yeah, this chick get attacked and just... then her wake up oh, in the hospital a... later. That was like... her dream. You see yeah. a dream sequence, she wakes up, and all of a sudden she's your main character now. Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> and she's your main character. And it's like, or yeah, we start following her. But the way it's presented to you is so strange because. You know, you think it's really happening, but it's actually a nightmare and stuff. And you're like, "What the mm-hmm. fuck?" And then, and then you, and then you have to kind of wait it out a little bit to figure out who the fuck she is and stuff. And it's like, see, that's yeah, the type of shit that odd, throws me off in these movies, man. It, that's an oddball filmmaking, and that's why they I almost I've require you to people. watch them twice. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, when mm-hmm. I first watched this movie for the very first time, I was fucking thrown thirty yards, man. <laughs> I didn't. I, I was like, "What the hell just happened?" I'm like, Were you okay? She... Did you have to go to the hospital? Dude, I, I was. I woke up in a bed right next to her. Right next to her. Yeah, it was ridiculous. But yeah, I was like, "What the hell just happened there?" <laughs> because that's very oddball filmmaking. You don't just transition and introduce your character in a in a nightmare sequence. And yeah, usually, you like, see what? the person and then they have the nightmare. That's the thing, right? Like this is how we're introduced, and then and then we find out later. You know, she she sees like you know where the knife hit the. You know the wall and shit. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? I'll tell Ultimate you one thing though. Odd um, ass filmmaking, man. This eye scene has surpassed the best eye scenes. I think this is the best oh, eye scene of all time. Oh, yes. oh the razor. Oh yeah. Doesn't oh. it go from an eye to a nipple? Dude, yeah. the nipple, oh, nipple slicing is so realistic though too. It Listen, I had to. He, know, he knows from experience. <laughs> yeah, man. I Listen, do that it's so time. realistic. My friend. <laughs> My friend that I was watching this with, she, like, she would not, she refused to fucking watch the eye scene. I tried rewinding it, like, three times. And I was getting so annoyed. I was like, just look at it. Just look at it. It's so brutal, man. Like, (laughs) that death is nasty, man. Yeah. Yeah, this one is super, super sleazy with crazy kills in this, man. Awesome gore. I love uh, when when, uh, fucking Fulci's, like, characters reveal it with the fucking... uh, the cop says to him, oh, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking Hitchcockian moments, right? But he has, like, a whole, like, dialogue scene in this one, too, though. I know, but, it, yeah, it's like, <laughs> dude, the dub on him, the dub on Fulci in this film is horrible. Uh, and that's another thing that's really funny about this, you know, watching all three of these films. Fulci, the the dub used is different in all films, so Fulci, like, who is Fulci? Uh, <laughs> you know? It, it is he, that... ne- he never used his own voice, right? No. no. But all three films have like completely different voices. Yeah. Like, put them back to back to back. I love his parents in the Beyond. Where he has... sounds like you know. Yeah, I love his uh, accent in the Beyond. It's like Texan. He he didn't speak English at all, did he? Uh, well, Fulci, very Fulci little. English. Yeah, he spoke a little bit of English. Yeah, I've seen interviews with him. But not very good. So. um... You guys got much more on this one? You guys notice? Oh my god! The one scene in this film that just makes me die laughing every time is when they pick up that uh, that cock pipe. 
<laughs> the cockfight is the single funniest thing I've ever seen in the film. That every time it never fails me, I piss myself laughing, man. <laughs> Pick it up because it's like where you put your mouth is like right on the mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the cockpit. I totally forgot about the cockpit. <laughs> I've seen one of those in real life. Oh my god, that is the funniest shit ever. Right, the mushroom. The <laughs> <laughs> mushroom. Oh, ah, it's kind of cool, man. Like you know, it, um, there's a scene where uh, they kind of film Forty Second Street as they're driving down there and stuff. And I don't know if you guys noticed like some of the films that were playing in there. Like uh, Final Exam was playing in there. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. That. There was I like saw, a bunch of. Yeah, I saw I, I, I saw Nighthawk and uh, yeah, yeah. something else. Yeah, Nighthawks uh, and uh, fuck. The fuck the the... I didn't write it down, but uh, yeah, I should have wrote them down too. Yeah, there's a lot. I think almost every time you watch that film, you could probably yeah, you know, see something new in that scene. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Total gorilla film style or filmmaking too, right? You know, just like driving by filming. It's great. I was a little conf- I was a little confused. I didn't think that. That Mickey's character committed suicide. Oh, Mikus. Mikus. Yeah. But well, yet why? they, I don't know, self-suffocation with a plastic bag over your head. Well, can you dude, do that? Well, I think he might have got killed by a uh, dude because uh, after that. Well, it's kind of a spoiler, so I don't want to really... Yeah, I was just going to say. Um... But even the police, like, they wrap it up as a, as a suicide because he he was sort of, like, desperate. Can you kill yourself with a plastic bag? That's what I'm saying. Once, once your your instinct would... Your body would take over and be like, rip this bag off my head. Poke a hole in it. <laughs> Unless you went all uh, mm. David Gale. Well, well I mean, I, I think, think you, you could potentially do this drug-induced... I think he, I think you know if you put a bag on your head and you taped up your neck or whatever and then handcuffed and then, your hands behind your back. I, well, if you go that far, maybe. <laughs> I mean, wait, that sounds like my Friday nights. Yeah. Oh, that's why oh. I can get a hold of you on Friday. Wait, yeah. Friday nights. <laughs> Plastic bag and handcuffs, man. Watching Dark Man. I thought Cold Woods was your Friday nights. Which was? Yeah, Cold Wood. No, Cold Woods my Saturday night. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit, <man. laughs> you guys want to go into ratings uh, <laughs> uh, yeah man sure uh, who wants to go first I'll go first I guess why not uh, let me get my uh... set that part up alright New York Ripper fucking sleazy aspect. I really love the New York setting of it. A lot of, like, cool, like, atmospheric, like, moments. I really love that scene where it ends up being that bottle kill where it has, like, this great green tinge in it. That kind of more reminiscent of, like, Argento-style filmmaking with, like, the tinges. But Fulci does it really good in the scene, especially when the reveal happens with the bottle. And I just love the sleazy aspect of this film, especially it takes place during that sleazy era of, like, 42nd Street with like all the live sex shows and the killer is just fucking awesome with like his <laughs> and the duck noise <laughs> fucking, fucking awesome and I really love like the reveal of it because it, even I'm not going to really spoil the ending but I'm going to say like it is kind of like heartbreaking at the same time when you do find out the reveal of who the killer is and Really cool stuff. I really love that one scene with the eye and the razor blade. That's really fucking awesome. 
and the sleazy aspects of this. So I'm going to give this one a solid 9 out of 10. Brandon. Whoa. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I surprisingly enjoyed this film. It You know, it's funny that I, you know, made fun of you, JP, calling you stupid, and then I went right ahead and immediately mixed up a kill. <laughs> but you, uh, you actually <laughs> mixed up the entire movie at one point. Yes, I did. I, yeah, was, I didn't realize I was looking at my cat in the brain notes. Yeah, so <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> I I enjoy the sleaziness of the film. I I do think that I, I don't know. I almost wish it might have been played a little bit more straightforward because I because because of the way it plays out. Mm-hmm. I love the. Uh, the psychology no. of, of it all. So it almost feels like two movies, almost like how we talked on the uh, 96 show about um, From Dust Till Dawn. Mm-hmm. But but I still love it. I, w- I want the sleazy film, and then I want more of the psychological torture mm-hmm. film. But uh, ev- everything about this film, the, the, the kills are in- insane. You know, a lot of nudity, great stuff. Um, I can't come in as high as Derek, but... I still enjoy the film a lot. I give it a seven and a half. <clears throat> yeah, I'm 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 honestly a super super huge fan of this film. I really like love everything about this. Again, man, soundtrack completely amazing. I think it has one of the most unique killers. I love the cinematography. Gritty, gritty New York City, man. You get to see Forty Second Street. It's fucking awesome. It's actually one of my minor complaints of this film is I wish we got to see more of it. You know, mm-hmm. just because it was. I, I wish we would have got to see more grit in general. Like I agree that it is gritty New York, but it didn't really capitalize on that like most New York-based horror films do. It, it's also because they weren't they they couldn't afford permits to shoot like you know in that actual. That's why you get a little bit of that guerrilla style filmmaking where they're just driving and shooting. Yeah, you know and shit like that. I mean that's what. Wait, there's a there's a gorilla in this. <laughs> yeah, the same one in the basket case. Yeah, yeah man. Exactly. Um, yeah, this one, this this film to me is just bonkers, man. It's just, it's like ridiculous, man. Like I said, it has a really interesting killer. Uh, the kills are fantastic in this film, man. It gets a little confusing at times. I would recommend watching this film twice because, like I said, the first time I watched it with the dream sequence, I was like, who the fuck is this person, man? I'm like, it's those moments where you're just like, yeah, it's where so, JP explains it's so where you, you, you kind of go that you yeah, think that it so might be jarring. somebody that you already know, and you're like, yeah, uh-huh. and you're like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Where I'm like, do I know that? Yeah. yeah, I've always had a problem with the way he introduced that character. Like, it's just, it's not really good filmmaking at all to do that because it's very jarring. It's very, it's just out there. It's very out there and stuff. Um, this one, sleazy, one of the sleaziest films, man. And it fucking grosses me out too, man, because I can't stand feet. And when he's like toe fucking that bitch, <laughs> I'm just like. It's disgusting. Oh, it's, it's absolutely. It's so disgusting. But it actually has one of the funniest. Even though that that scene makes me gag, because his feet are disgusting. He's got long nails. I'm sure he was hurting her vagina, like for sure, man. He was like cutting that shit up. He was scratching her his toad fungus for sure. But one of the funniest lines comes out of that fucking scene, though, man. <laughs> when, the, when fucking, uh, I think when he flips the table and he's like, Morales has silver toes. <laughs> and I'm like, I lose it every time, man. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> what the fucking toe talk. <laughs> so gross. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I, I actually think this film's a lot of fun, man. It definitely, it has 
it has an interesting reveal to the film i i will say um i really enjoy it man because it's definitely it definitely allows you to go oh shit <laughs> you know and then it just starts explaining everything i i think that's really cool man really cool shit but um but yeah man not a whole lot more to say this about the film besides the dude's absolutely ridiculous moose knuckle in the pool hall oh yeah <laughs> that shot that faulty he focuses right on this dude's moose knuckle and it's like who wears pants like that man is that a Canadian <laughs> term i guess some knuckle? dude that wants to be <laughs> noticed you know i guess but uh this one has it all man it's just the sleaze factor is amazing um i'm gonna come in at a eight and a half out of ten i'm a really big fan of this film i highly recommend it but i do recommend watching it twice like i said so Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. You know, I had I had a blast watching this one. I think this is a great movie to watch with somebody else too. Um. It's uh, it's just absurd. Like the like the long ass masturbation scene in like the theater. Like it's it's just it's absurd. It's like <laughs> okay. Um. The toe scene also also absurd. It's, it's same chick. Like yo, <laughs> like yeah. it's disgusting to me. It's. I, like I don't even know why you would want to do that. I, like, like, I get the girls and nympho and stuff, but like the the Mexican dude seems like just a regular dude. So I mean, I don't know why he would want to do that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I like the killer. Like the the I actually like the duck sound. I, I know that people say that they don't or whatever. Great gore in this one. Just just a little too flippity all over the place for me though. Um, that's that's my number one complaint in this film. Like that I was just a little. I just didn't really get a lot of the stylistic choices with like either the editing, like Mood said, or um, like some some of the ways that the reveals were done um, were just like a bit off. They just didn't feel smooth and like they like like a reveal, like aha, like that. You know, it was just like mm-hmm. it was like wait what? And then, um, but I still really enjoyed this one. Uh, maybe maybe I'll like it more in, in another watch. But I, I'm gonna come in at a seven. Yeah, you probably will. You probably yeah. will once you watch it, and you you know that some of these jarring moments. I think we got to put about five or seven dollars in the I jar. I don't have to put in the jarring in the jar. Jarring jar. You do. <laughs> You're I, the I, one who said jarring first. Yeah, but I. Then, it's the jarring. Movie, the jarring jar. You start. You started the jarring, and then I had to use it again too. But honestly, that's a perfect example. I baited to use switch. Adjective, that's a switch right to there. use. Yeah, to use that adjective because it is actually really jarring. It doesn't really make any sense at all. But, Alright, uh, little, uh, one little thing, uh, in terms of trivia, uh, Kitty's death by razor blade was originally longer and more gruesome. Why the extra violence was cut is unsure, but images found on the Japanese DVD cover confirm there was more gore filmed. Wow, when did they get that Japanese DVD cover? (laughs) 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 What about that? Uh, Maybe maybe there'll be some like Greek VHS. They always seems to be Greek VHSs that has all this new footage. You know, <laughs> seems like there's so many films like that. I'll call Mikas. Yeah, exactly. Mikas the Greek with his. See if he can score you a copy of that VHS with his three finger shocker. Hey, moods, moods with his six finger shocker. <laughs> moods is supposed to assume his two fingers are replaced the other two that he was missing. his fucking hand was nasty looking too yeah Yeah. it was it was was totally mutilated it was gross yeah 
Good shit. Good shit. Is that it for the the facts about New York Ripper? Uh, yes. All right. All right. So let's jump eight years into. Well, now we got the. Well, oh, fuck. Look at that, eh? We got the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Shit, yeah. I think dude. Of... I was so surprised to see that this film was filmed in the nineties. Like, because you mentioned to me when I was watching. Yeah, you wanted to Skype, and I was like, ah, oh, I'm busy. And he's like, what are you busy doing? And I was like, I have to watch these Fauci films. And you're like, well, I know you watch things in order, and you watch New York Ripper already, so you only have the uh, cat in yeah. brain left. And I was like, no, I actually haven't watched Zombie yet. For some reason, I watched uh, – the reason I watched them out of order was because I hung out with somebody and watched New York Ripper first. Uh-huh. But – when you said that, I was like, well, what the hell year did Cat in the Brain come out? Because, and I was like, it, and I looked it up and I was like, I was in the middle of it and it was like the 90s. I was like, what the, get the, get the fuck out of here. Like, I thought this movie was like, made in like 84. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> because it actually looks like it was made in the mid 80s. Yeah. yeah, it does. It does. It looks so much older, man. Uh, but yeah, from 1990, we got Cat in the Brain. And this is um, this is a very interesting film, actually. I know there was it a little is. bit of controversy uh, after this one came out. Or not after this one came out. After Wes Craven did um, New Nightmare, which came out, what, 94? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, but I know Fulci actually accused Wes Craven of stealing his idea for a film. You know, the, really? The whole... I don't yeah. know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what really actually ever came of it or anything, but I know there was, you know, he mentioned something about the fact that, yeah, he kind of stole his idea. Because this one obviously precedes New Nightmare, so, you know, mm-hmm. think what you will about it, but, you know, this is actually kind of a, in, an interesting premise for a film. Uh, but yeah, Cat in the Brain. Uh, a horror film director is stalked by a mad psych- psychiatrist slash serial killer bent hell bent on killing people to model the killings after the director's gory death scenes from his movies. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Dr. Fulci? Dr. Dr. Fulci. Why does he have to be a doctor? I don't know. I always wondered the same thing, why it says Dr. Fulci. Lucio Fulci. Dr. Lucio Fulci. Fulci's fucking great in this film. This is, he really is. He really is great. He's, he, the way he, I take Fulci in this film is the same way I take Brandon when he was watching his films for last year. Like uh, when he got the Death Squad service, then that was it. This is how Fulci acts in this film. I can never <laughs> tell like acting when shit's dubbed. Like I, I just can't tell. No, just his body movements and the way he's like. <clears throat> I know, I know, it's dubbed, but the way his body movements are in the film too. Interesting is... fact: there was a Ghostbuster in this film. <laughs> <laughs> there was joke. a Doctor Ego. <laughs> yeah. Schwartz. This so he was a like a, Jew, a Jewish <laughs> Italian. But so, um, your guys' thoughts on this film? Um, so, one thing that I will say first off, because I've been doing this all show, where I'm like, I'll go first. Um, is yeah, because you don't want what, people to steal your fucking thoughts. That's exactly. Why that's a, you know what? That is exactly why I like to try to get them out, and because I'll forget them because I don't hogger. fucking take notes ever. So like, as I'm sitting here, sometimes I'll be thinking of stuff, and then I'll be like, oh man, I gotta get this out before I forget it. Um, because you guys <laughs> will start talking about something, and then I'll start thinking about what Yins are talking about, and I'll be like, what did I want to say? Yins. Um. Anyway. Yeah, Yins, y'all. That Yins. You know. Yin Yins, uh, y'all. So. <laughs> Why reveal the reveal like early in the film? Like, why do that? 
Why reveal the killer so early? Oh, yeah. why show why show the psychiatrist doing what he's doing to Balchi? Yeah. I, I, I just kind of. I was gonna say I feel like this isn't really about being a murder mystery so much as a psychological study Wouldn't of it be a person. Would be more psychological if if the audience didn't know if he was. No, but it's a it it's it's a psychological study of of what a horror filmmaker must must go through on a daily basis making the types of films. Mm-hmm. It's, it's his yeah. you know inability yeah. to. It's not really about the mystery of the oh, killer. I, that, yeah, that's the subtext. I understand. Yeah, that. I, I, it's it's never supposed to be a mystery. I mean, it's just you know. But I'm saying like it, why kind not? Of like, Life imitating art. I don't I know. I mean, because then there would there would have to be a lot more explanation as to how he uh, did it. Because Fulci's at all these, all these crime scenes and yeah, and seeing all these images and it it makes sense with with who the killer is and and what's I, going I really on. Do, I really do like the premise of the film though because he's like the psychiatrist and basically there's no there's actually no explanation to why this guy's. I, I just assume that the that the killer is just fucking insane. He's just mm-hmm. insane. And really, yeah. I mean, he obviously is a diabolical killer because, you know, he's got this whole plan. Diabolical you know, he's is gonna... perfect because he's, like, practically mustache twirling. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> he like, literally Whoa. takes the time to hypnotize Fulci and and then, you know, recreate his murders from all these films and stuff. And, uh, and then it just – it automatically would point towards him. You know, it's actually kind of a brilliant idea for a film. I really I like the premise of this film. I think it's fucking cool, man. And I you know, I, I I know a lot of people have a huge problem with this film, and I think they're kind of missing the whole point of it, though. Too, they're like, man, you know, this film has so much, um, you know, stock footage used in it. You know, all, they show all these kills from all these other films and stuff, and I'm like, that's the fucking point. Yeah, but if you watch this movie without having seen any of those, you wouldn't even know that. Exactly. So it That's doesn't even technically too. matter. But I know some people are like, oh, yeah, you know, they use all this. And I'm like, it's kind of the point because Lucio Fulci is playing himself. And it only makes sense to show his real films that he worked on, you know, as. And it's convenient you know, for, the viewer. for the budget. For, exactly. It, it, but it, it like kills two but birds it actually makes sense sound. to the story. Yeah, yeah but it's it, fine. It, but it makes it makes perfect sense. Right. And I'm like, that's the whole point of what they're trying to do. They're showcasing his work to you. And this is what he thinks he's going and fucking saying. So. There's really no issue there. I don't understand what people's argument was. Is with I that, actually but... like the, the stock footage. The problem I was having was was deciphering which films they were from. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I know I some of it's from Touch of Evil. Yeah, I didn't care stock footage. I didn't even notice on some. Yeah, I don't. I can't. I don't know what is and what isn't. I'll ask this right up. Does anyone know what the hell the film was that the psychiatrist was watching with the woman singing? Touch of they're... Evil. Touch oh, is that with and then they're slapping each other? No, it's, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's touch of death. Touch, touch of death. death. That's what I'm talking. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Touch, touch of death is actually with the scene. Um, well, obviously the guy eating that huge ass steak. Yeah, and shit. Uh-huh. And actually, so that scene's from Touch of uh, Death. Well, that's um, the film that, he's actually and, filming in. This is Touch of Death. Yeah, yeah, and but um, there's scenes from it. But yeah, they they kind of chop it up throughout the film. Actually, the scene with the microwave, with <laughs> the fucking melting head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so some of the other films that are used in this one are Massacre, which he produced for Andrea uh, Andrea Bianchi or whatever, the guy that directed uh, Burial Grounds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the Murder Cir- The Murder Secret was another film that was used in there. That's another one that he produced. I believe he wrote or something. I can't remember the whole thing. Uh, what else did they use in here? Um, Touch of Death, of course. And do you know what other films there is, Derek? Um, uh, there's a few that kind of look familiar, like 
one scene kind of reminded me of like a reverse Beyond. Oh, oh, I got another one. I got another one. The uh, the Nazi orgy is from Ghost of Sodom. Oh, okay. That, that whole scene is from Ghost of Sodom right there. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's like five or six films that he chopped clips up from. And yeah, I'm into, surprised so. I couldn't find like a listing of the films because I actually kind of want to see them. I actually believe I've seen Touch of Death, but it's been so long, so I didn't even... <laughs> I actually watched Touch of Death about six months ago again, so I was it was quite fresh. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, so uh, I love, oh, but yeah, I I love the concept behind it, right? Like the the life imitating art thing, and I like that it's yeah. um it's a very interesting topic, right? Like if if it it's a commentary on probably what was the topic of the time right after the slasher boom and and like the censorship of the late eighties. Where yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people were saying like, hey, like these movies are fucking up our youth, like. And then it's like, if you are a director who maybe didn't want to direct horror films your whole life, and you kind of yeah. got pigeonholed into that, mm-hmm. you might think like, what, like, what the fuck did I do? Like, why, why am I doing all this? Like, what, what kind of mental issues does it, does it, like, maybe, maybe you do have like weird, shitty dreams or something, you know? Like, because everybody's not like us who loves the stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So it is kind of like a interesting idea for sure. Sure, I like how sure. they presented the film, though, because they didn't use young people. They they actually used like you know Lucio Fulci and I and the killer not believe is, that, by the is way. like an old and 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 the killer is like an old one. It's not like they're using teenagers and stuff, so it's not solely focusing on that that element of you know kids and killing you know shit like that. This one's kind of focusing on you know this could actually happen to the other side of it. You know, teenagers aren't being just influenced. It's also the directors and older people, too. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of the flip side of that, too, right? Which is yeah. interesting. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, it just um, it's less about what what happens to everybody when they watch yeah. horror movies. But it's more about what happens to one person in his situation that yeah. is um, constantly murdering people, you know, metaphorically or, you know, like, yeah. Well, there's a really there's a really good scene in this film where Fulci goes to his favorite restaurant, and he's just repulsed. No, by Cotter. No, yeah, like yeah. he can't. And, and that's a good that's representation a of like scene. That's it's a, a great, great representation. Scene. Yeah, Delay. it's a great representation. That might be my of favorite it. scene in the movie. Who knows? This could actually it, really happen. It was happen, a little you know? cheesy though when he's like, like he's no, like, tata. how about some steak tartare, <laughs> which no, is like tata. It's like yeah, and then he sniffs it. He clearly yeah, didn't yeah. want any. This is luck. This is luck he gives. He's like, no, Tata. Just bring him some chicken fingers. And, and you know what's funny is later <laughs> yeah. when he's talking to the psychiatrist, he's like, he's like, I went to a restaurant and ordered a steak, and I couldn't even. I was repulsed by it. It's like, no, he didn't order a damn steak. Yeah, I know. Like the guy offered him a steak. He didn't order any steak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, man, faulting his non-perfect films. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love like the little homages to all his other films that are in this one. Though. Yeah, th- there's a really cool scene in this film, and it's like a brief moment of a big shout out to the Beyond, where mm-hmm. he's approaching, which we find out is actually a, a film set. Uh-huh. But it's it's kind of like in that cemetery area, and he he kind of he starts walking. It's very atmospheric and stuff, and he's playing the Beyond music. Yeah, and then yeah. it just, and it just kind of cuts out, but it's fucking cool because it, it's mimicking the end of the Beyond. Yes. Yeah, like the atmosphere with the fog and stuff. Yeah, because it, it totally looks like he's, you know, walking into hell. It's fucking cool, yeah. man. That's the yeah. scene they filmed without him, and then they're like, where's the director? And he's like, I'm over here. 
Yeah. I, my keys, my car got broken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a mind yeah, but it, this, mind this movie right here is just like a fucking. It's like a. It's Love like a letter to himself. Well, yeah, pretty much. It, it's kind of like a highlight reel of gore. You know, it's like a music video. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just like scene after scene after scene. And that's one one gripe I've had with this film is on as as like as entertaining as the film is, I find it's way too long. We get the fucking point. We don't have to keep seeing, you know, the same clips over and over again in the film. And uh I think it just runs a little bit too long. It could have been about ten minutes shorter. This I, one runs yeah. about yeah. three yeah, minutes. I think my I think. little kind of yeah, I've always felt felt too. I always think the car chase scene could have been cut out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. probably could have done with a lot of things in this one. You know, so that one where he's, he's chasing the dude. Well, just put it this way: when you're not, when there's no mystery involved in who's doing the killing, yeah. and the reveal happens in the first, you know, first quarter of the film, mm-hmm. you don't have to have a ninety plus minute film. <laughs> it doesn't make because we've already got the point of what's yeah. going on. You know, yeah. you know, we've gotten, you know, it's gotten to faulty cycle. You know what this film reminded me of, kind of too, is uh, the Masses of Horror episode of uh, the Black Cat. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, I think that this film, there's certain moments that just come off kind of cheesy to me, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I feel like that, that it's something. First of all, I give I, I'm I was so fucking surprised that Falchi was like the star of this movie. Somehow I had never known that going into this movie. Like I never heard really? anybody talk about that. So I was like hmm. I was floored. I was like, holy shit. I like the movie within the movie at the beginning too. Like that I kinda wanted mm-hmm. to watch yeah. that movie as well. Um, which seems to happen a lot lately. Uh but I think that this film I feel like if maybe Falchi was younger when he got the idea for it but then it wouldn't have been about the same thing though because it would have you know it would have well, took, he didn't have that he body have of the work experience thing. then yeah or that but, body of to actually show i feel like right? that in terms mm-hmm. of like his career was kind of winding down at this point and the budget you can he tell was that the budget was sick. really low he was sick at this time right he was actually quite he, sick he kind of looked ill yeah. yeah yeah he was actually quite sick in this the is sort of like a reflection on his life and mm-hmm. Well, honestly, yeah, this movie had like no budget. It had a hundred thousand dollar budget. Yeah, apparently they shot a lot of the stuff like close to where Fulci lived. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can definitely just... tell. And yeah. I feel like if there had been a bit more budget and maybe a little bit more um, uh, care with maybe maybe another scriptwriter who who kind of had some interesting ideas to go along, because there's definitely a lot more you could have done with this concept. Oh, for then, sure. Then for sure. you get then what we got with the mustache twirling, like, like it's kind of a basic idea there, and it kind of doesn't make the most sense in the world. Like, it just seems very unlikely that this like crazy psychopath, like psychiatrist, would like go through all this trouble to like hypnotize and like it's just like I like well that, due to the simple fact that he is super diabolical. Like this guy is calculating too his diabolical. Shit, so. Like it's he seems yeah. like fucking Boris from <laughs> Bullwinkle. Something. <laughs> like, it's um, fucking funny though when he fucking that hooker and the I, I think she's a hooker. You want a ride? You want to go for a ride? And he comes out with an axe and a fucking switchblade and because you want my purse? <laughs> like um, you know the beginning of the film where it's like the 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 puppet cat eating the the like you know it's just a shot eating like the brain giant brain yeah Yeah, like i thought it would have been cool if they just got a cat to do that instead of a puppet cat because the cat like just put some jelly on everything 
Like, well, they're just, <laughs> there's something, you know, it'll lick it and chew it and stuff. I heard that was a real cat. <laughs> I well, Brand's, well, Brand's favorite scene is the German orgy. I love the German orgy. <laughs> oh, Shaliza. <laughs> I can't believe that Fauci was... Because, to me, like, they're very different films, like uh, Craven's New Nightmare and this. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a general premise of it, though, right? Because, I mean, let's face it, before 1990, how many films were had to, that used this idea? Yeah, I mean, was anybody, like, fa- like I don't... did George Romero call Fauci, like, you stole my goddamn idea for Night of the Living Dead when you made Zombie? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or whatever. Like, I don't well, Fulci even said Fulci even said it, his influence for uh, for zombie was um, totally not done. It's for, yeah, he specifically I, says it was not Romero. It was something to do with some Spanish. Thing. I, that's why I that's why he said it in the Spanish islands. That's or whatever. Crazy. It's, yeah, he wanted to set on He an made island. zombies like, like zombies that like like that the, those didn't exist before Romero. Like you had, you had to be influenced by those. Well, I mean, technically, but no, his main source was not, you know, Night of Living Dead. It was like, he more didn't want to voodoo zombies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like his inspiration for like, that film. White Zombie, was, I Walk With a Zombie, like those films. Yeah, but he wanted to, yeah, something to do with some Spanish thing. I can't remember the whole story with it, but that's why he said it where he did. Yeah. He was kind of a chef to that, you know, the, the Spanish. And it was just the producers of that film that wanted, like, to connect it to Romero's film. Mm-hmm. Oh, I understand that. I'm just saying they're zombies. And zombies, everybody had to be influenced by... Because they're not voodoo zombies. They're like... Well, they're I'm, sure that, I'm sure there's one or two films out... One or two zombie films that were made in the history... Or after Romero's Night of the Living Dead that... Maybe those directors never saw Night of the Living Dead. Everybody no. saw Night of the Living Dead because it was public domain and it played everywhere. Okay, so now so now you're going with 100% on this? And you, <laughs> no, and, and you don't even, you don't even think I'm 60% of your listeners have heard of that's, that's, I mean, that's not a viable statistic right there. <laughs> I mean, it, it, no, it's, it, I'm being sarcastic, but I'm just saying like Night of the Living Dead was everywhere because it was public domain. That Night of the Living Dead would have never been successful as it is if it hadn't gone public domain. Yeah, I probably agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, uh, what what is some scenes that that you guys like really dug? I well, really like I like I, the scene with uh, his interaction with like uh, the girl in the wheelchair, Mister Fulci. He <laughs> sees like the Vernon, like the corpse is getting thrown down the stairs. Mister Fulci, please, you're supposed to help me down the stairs. Yeah. He's like looking at him, fuck this. I like <laughs> I. I actually I like do like Fauci scene, man. a lot in this in this movie. Like, I like how he has the um, he looks like uh, younger Pete from Pete and Pete with the the flannel fucking hat and, and oh, like, like, <laughs> like the bobblehead. Bob, yeah, the bobblehead. <laughs> He's dressed like that. Yeah. yeah. It, like I was looking at his hair too, and I'm I'm like, he has like that. Li- like I don't know. I've always found the like that kind of balding interesting. That people just. They just let it. They just it just balds. <laughs> like it's kind of. I weird. love, like, I love when his neighbor. I love when his neighbor calls. I heard shots. I just had the TV loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the wheelchair scene, man. <laughs> wheelchair like across the fucking neck and shit. <laughs> scene oh ridiculous. yeah. It's like so ridiculous. I like the kid in the bike. Like, Peter, is your father home? And chainsaw. <laughs> oh yeah, that whole scene at Gab- at Gabrielli's house is. Uh... Brutal. Oh, the, the chainsaw in the kid's head. I can't, oh, that's, man. That's from fucking... I don't know what... I don't think I've seen the film. 
I think it's got to be from like Murder Secret. I don't know what the hell it's from, but that's just nasty, man. <laughs> I want to see that movie. Now. Yeah, I want to yeah, see that movie too. There's a bunch of really gory scenes in that film that they come from those two films. A lot of mean spirited kills in this. Oh yeah, yeah. all the kills are really mean spirited. Not that not that they aren't in other films, but they're really just brutal in this. I like mean spirited things. I do too. I I love the singing them. bitch needed to die. Like when you watch Touch of Death, man, she's so fucking irritating. I gotta rewatch it. I don't remember. All, all I remember was watching this, and I'm like, but I just that's so slapping the shit out of each other. It's so bizarre, man. She's like singing, yeah, and he's like tying her up and like getting ready to kill her, and she's still singing. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> just so kill her. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Yeah, really, really strange. So I love the name. Of... Oh, good. Uh, I was just gonna ask Brandon, um, what what did you what is your what did you think of this one? You was kind of a little quiet. I enjoy I, no, I I really enjoyed this film. I really I took it as sort of Fulci almost kind of looking back on his career and how it's affected him. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, and 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 the ultimate resolution is that that he's he's satisfied with what he's done. He's happy mm-hmm. with what he's done, and he's able to. To move on now, and, and that really shows in the end of the film too. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love, that's why I, I, I love that ending. I yeah, that ending, of... that ending is so perfect because it kind of yeah. gives you one thing, and then it kind of goes back to that, and you're like, oh, that totally makes sense. Like, yeah. that's how it should end, right? Yeah, and it, yeah it made perfect. me kind of think of Falchi as like not like some weird Italian dude, but kind of a badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he was about to tap some ass. Too. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm about like, yeah, of course, of course, if you. Ro- why wouldn't you put that in the end of your movie? You're fucking right in this movie. It's your movie. Of course yeah, you're going to end I'm with the bomb. <laughs> Kitty. Um, no, but... Kitty's from no, don't, the other movie, New York Ripper, man. Oh, it was your... Kitty awesome. No, it was Lily. I watched Holy shit, Brandon. Brandon. Did you watch these things all together at the same time on three different TVs? Wasn't it <laughs> Kitty? It wasn't... No, Kitty was from New York Ripper. You're getting all the movies mixed up now. Which one was Kitty? <laughs> She's the, the one with the, the razor blade eye. Oh yeah, N- Nurse Lily. Yeah, Kitty's sorry. the one that gets the nasty, nasty death. Yeah. I, I love, the, I love how he named his boat Perversion too. Yeah, Perversion. Yeah. From yeah, the Perversion awesome. story, it's actually a one of a very underrated Fulci film, in my opinion. I, yeah, it's because it's not even a horror. It's more of like a exploitation comedy type deal. I don't really even know how to say it. Yeah, it, it's weird. Um. But the the guy that played uh, the psychiatrist in this film, dude, some of the looks that he gives are just fucking so funny, dude. Like, like when he's yeah, like that scene when where he's holding the knife, he's creeping cheesy, up on that chick, dude. Dude, dude I, mu- I started laughing so hard and, today. And I was like, mu- tired. I, I actually watched this before the show, and I was yeah, like, I, I started laughing so hard again. I was like. Fuck, I forgot how funny his looks and the, are. And the music that goes with it. Dun, 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 It's just like, these eyes are just so menacing, but it's like so cheesy at the same time. I like when he kills his wife <laughs> with the so, piano oh, wire. Oof. Yeah. yeah. He want, he's been wanting to do that for a while. <laughs> Fulci yeah. is evidently, evidently under the impression, was evidently under the impression. That it's Brandon. very easy. That's why I changed it to was evidently under the impression. That it's very easy to remove a head. <laughs> yeah, no yeah shit, there's man. no bone in between there. Especially like in you know in the in the scene in uh, Gabrielli's house is uh, I guess it's the daughter who you know gets her head slammed in the wooden uh, 
wooden um, I love, chest. Yeah, I love that Fulci yeah. actually looks in the chest, too. After. Yeah, he looks in the chest after. Yeah, he has to make sure the head's in there. <laughs> yeah. A <laughs> yeah. uh, little bit of trivia on this one. This is very interesting. The original <laughs> script was 49 pages long and contained no dialogue. It consisted of descriptions of bodily mutilations, imagery, and sound effects that would complement them on screen. Really? Yeah. Jesus. That's a lot of pages for no dialogue. Um, Also, uh, Fulci did not um, use his own voice even in the Italian version. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. He said... um, uh, apparently because uh, lack of confidence in his acting skills. Hmm. See? Proves my point, man. These Italian directors, they cared about the acting. It's <laughs> 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 awesome. Yeah, right. I didn't even want, I should try to see what his voice sounds like in the Italian cut. Yeah, it's that's interesting. It's weird. I mean, this yeah, is kind of a, like, I think like, like Adam Green kind of, kind of did this a little bit with, um. And digging up the marrow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Big fan you know, I haven't, film. I still haven't seen Digging Up the Marrow, but. I love that film. That's a good that's, a, that's a film that I think could, could really use a sequel too. There's word that it might happen, honestly. Wouldn't you love to see, like, Into the Marrow? That's my number one issue that I had. I was just like, I want to see I know, more. I know. And and I, I get the issue. I still love the movie, but that's why it sets up perfectly yeah. for the sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you guys have much more on Cat in the Brain? Not really. Not, Not really. really. We, 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 yeah, we dug into most of everything that happened. Who wants to go? F- who hasn't went first yet? Who, I'll, I'll go first. Did I go first? Yeah, you went first. Okay. Brandon, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I enjoy this film. I I get that it's you know a mix up of of a lot of clips, but you know I didn't know where a lot of these clips came from, and this was a second time watch for me, and it was really well put together for something that's really just twenty different movies spliced together. Uh, Fulci's great. I, I love the way the movie plays out. Um. What's there to say about this? Oh, oh, the one thing we didn't mention about this, and uh, I, I thought it was probably the funniest scene is um, apparently it's very easy. All you have to do to get away f- with uh, raping a woman is go in and apologize afterwards, because <laughs> Fulci just goes nuts and starts ripping the clothes off the German woman. Go in and apologize to Mrs. Herbert. Yeah, yeah, Maybe different time. Yeah, yeah, Italy at a different time, I guess. But no, I really enjoy the film. I like the way it plays out. I I, I feel like it's a it's a nice sort of like farewell love farewell love letter to to his career in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this film. I'm I'm gonna give it a, a seven and a half out of ten. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Me. Uh. I I did like it a lot. I like the concepts behind it, and I like the overall um like good feeling of of like okay this is this is a look back on on what he's done and sort of summing it up in film 
like what what a, what better way to do it than the language that you speak film not not through words yeah. but through film that's that's very cool and that's very interesting I, I just I honestly was not really interested in the psychiatrist angle at all and um, I just found him lame and cheesy most of the time uh, but I did like all the subtext that was going on in the film but that that was the main issue that I had with it so I can't come in that high uh, I did really like it I'm gonna come in at a 6.5 though mm-hmm didn't you like though how almost like the psychiatrist is almost an afterthought? Like even his ending is just sort of just very minimal. Yeah. Yeah, but it takes up such a big chunk of the film. Is the problem? The kills do, but you, you know you're not really seeing him. You're just sort of seeing. Well, that's the kind kills. of like the new footage for the film. <laughs> right? Is like the whole psychiatrist <laughs> yeah. is like yeah. The film. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, man, I, I really I enjoyed this film too. I love the premise. I've always said the premise is excellent. It does have a little bit of flaws. I mean, I think this one runs way too long, um, and it just it, there's sometimes in this it film it's just seventy it, minutes easy. Yeah, man, it, it, like you get the point of what they're doing in this film <clears throat> in probably seventy seventy five minutes. Like it doesn't need to be that long. And they even replay the same clips a few a bunch of times in this film, and it's like okay, you know. I mean, I really don't get tired of seeing these awesome gore scenes and shit but you know it, it at this at the end of the day it's like it's just not needed right you mm-hmm. just don't see it that many times um but uh you know man this one right here is actually kind of strange because it definitely doesn't have that overbearing and powerful score to it Th- that's one thing this film's missing is like a really really great score um i always felt you know, you kind of get the glimpses of uh, the beyond in there and stuff. And that's, oh, fuck, that's awesome. That's awesome. But otherwise, it doesn't really stick out too, too much. But, yeah, I love the subtext of this film. It's great. It's totally awesome. Fulci's awesome. The end is great. And I think that's really what kind of sells this film, too, is that he, he actually did a perfect ending for this story. It makes complete sense. The whole shot of what's happening right there is is perfect. Um, you know, essentially, it was. I mean, he ended up doing, I think, three more films after this. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this isn't exactly his farewell, but um, that's kind of what it's portrayed to be, which is fantastic. You know, you know. Mm. So, but I'm going to come in exactly with uh, Brandon rated it seven and a half out of ten. Uh, it's fun. It's really, really fun, and I'm really, I'm glad that they threw in the scenes from Ghost of Sodom because that's probably one of the the least viewed Fulci films out there. The whole fucking Nazi orgy scene. Goats of Sodom is a fucking strange film. It's a really, really strange film, but give it a shot. Uh, Okay. So, uh, this is actually my second time watch also. And it's very interesting. I'm actually glad that we went with this film because I did want to rewatch it again. And I gotta say, it, it got better with the second time view because... I really got the aspect of like Fulci as a character because it's pretty much Fulci playing like a, even though it's like a fictional version of himself, it is him. And I like how his uh, body movement of like certain scenes because we know it is dubbed and stuff. And the way he reacts and I like the bittersweet like uh, comedy of the scenes and I like all the homages like we talked about like uh, the Beyond homage and they did not so a little like few hints of like the films that he's done, even though I know some of the scenes in the film are stock footage, it does work with the type of film it is. And this film is very melodramatic with like the certain psychiatrist angle, but I do find it kind of like 
cheesy too, like the music that goes along with it. So I'm with Brandon and Moose on this one, 7.5 out of 10. I really like the ending in this one. The ending's great in my opinion. So yeah, 7.5 out of 10. Nice. Sweet. Alright. So... I'm actually kind of I'm, I'm surprised that you like this one as much as you did, JP. I was expecting you to really not care for this film. Yeah, for some weird I don't reason. know. I don't know. I it I'm not sure what <clears throat> what reason that would be. Um, I don't know. Fault, it's faulty. It really is. It's just it's the fact faulty. that it, it really it really is. It's I mean it's 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 sort of me, endearing in a way. Yeah. Me and yeah. Brandon cared about him in this film. We cared about him in Solar Tarkica. <laughs> I, I like uh, I like I, I don't know. I thought, you, you I know me though. I like interesting uh, concepts. Yeah, I, I thought maybe you would just you would probably be a little harder on it. Just the execution of the film, you know how they use so much stock footage and things well, like see, that. But, the, but you just, have to just realize off as that like, I didn't know that. I haven't seen those movies. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like like reflecting on it now did it seem like it went together pretty well? see in my opinion i think a lot of the, the spliced in clips in this film actually flow pretty well but that's it, the one cool thing about Fulci is that if all these type of films they they're all shot very similar right yeah. <laughs> it just it flo- it's very seamless from scene to scene and stuff and it's like wow like that's Extremely. a totally different film than this one but it's shot very similar and it just yeah goes together so I, I, I just said it was pretty well put together for a film that has like 20 different movies and it. it really does yeah. it's hard to tell except for the fact that like i knew ahead of time because i've seen it before yeah you know um it's like the all these films were shot on the exact same film stock yeah <laughs> you know it's crazy and it's nice because now that i know like some of these other movies and i feel like i knew them better the first time i saw this movie years ago but but now now i can go back revisit uh, Touch of Death. Um, check out the other films that you said. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I'm gonna try and get my hands on those uh, Murder Secret and uh, Massacre and stuff. They're just fucking expensive in UK, yeah. so it's kind of the shits. But I really got to see them. I mean, I've watched Cat in the Brain a few times. It's actually my second time I've watched it in like the last couple months. Uh, me and nice. Dylan watched it. So, um, but yeah, I got to check them out, man. It's been too long, too long, knowing about them. So. But uh, yeah. But yeah, I think that is going to conclude episode ninety-four, the real episode ninety-four. Apparently, I said ninety-four in the last episode. You did, <laughs> and so. me or Derek didn't notice it. Me neither. That's so fucked. It's crazy. It's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, happened. So uh, shit. So yeah, thank you guys for coming back on, Derek. Yeah. Coming back so, on the show. Thanks Brandon. for having me. Pleasure yeah. as always. My first time on your guys' show without Dave. I know. I thought you guys were attached at the dick or something. But... Let's go to the show. Let's go <laughs> to the show. Yeah, this is the first time you've been yeah. on Dave. That's right. Yeah, because even because... when Dave was on here, he just held his hand over Brandon's mouth the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm, nice. <laughs> ah, shit, man. It's yeah, nice well, not to have to watch 50 films for a 22 shot show. <laughs> right? We go big, man. We go big. Yeah, I guess yeah. it, it kind of felt like you're prepping for one of your own shows, right? You know? Yeah, three this, films. Was, this, was, this was nice. This was a nice three films. I didn't have to watch 60 movies from 1996. 
<laughs> yeah. Listen, yeah, I'm it's... not going to say that every year is going to be a fucking blockbuster, okay? <laughs> this, this 86.0 is going to be crazy. I know. I still did already. Yeah, it's yeah, so much fun. There's, uh, there's a lot of films. So. Yeah. Um, but anyways, man, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. Really, really tired. And uh, yeah, JP, take us out of here. Yeah, everybody, make sure that you guys check out Brandon's Exploding Heads Horror Podcast, which is not his, but he's allowed to be there, apparently, for a while at least. I think he pays him. Uh, and, you know, check out Derek's channel as well, as uh, me and Moods's. Moods's. Moods. Um, <laughs> Moods. And, uh, Moods. Uh, we'll see you guys next week with Sergio Martino. We're doing Your Vice is the Locked Room and Only I Have the Key, as well as Torso and Cannibal something. Mountain of the Cannibal God. Mountain of the Cannibal Gods. Uh, and we were AKA to Cannibal something. AKA the return of Stacey Keach to the podcast. <laughs> and that, that's, that'll wrap up Italian Horror Month. Uh, we'll, we, me and Moods talked about it a little bit. I think we're going to take a little break right after Italian Horror Month depending on schedule because like episode 100 like we're trying to plan it all out um, yeah and prep for and, like the viewers choice and the year-end show and stuff yeah so uh we'll be doing the year-end show uh hopefully we're gonna do the year-end show uh, the christmas viewers choice and um a what we watch show in between mm. um bef- all before episode 100 so we, i think we have one other episode to play around with in there or does that take us to 99 <clears throat> not sure but uh we're, we'll take yeah, a we'll little figure it out. we'll take a little break uh after titan one month probably um I, i'm excited to do another what we watch show it's been a while since we've done one of those those are always fun to me those are those might be my funnest show for some reason i usually like those shows because you guys talk about like Mad films, like yeah, what we watched, yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> like it because you guys are always just talking about what you watched. <laughs> well, well, guest star, so damn one. selfish well, about you, it, right? You always, <laughs> always guest star on one, maybe someday. No, you should you should talk about yeah. what you didn't watch. <laughs> Season two of Narcos. I'm getting all full that, here. I'm thinking... my, that's pretty much all of my uh, my TV horror. I'm, I'm thinking outside the cat in the brain. It's pretty much my <laughs> Ooh. So, uh, also, um, as you guys mentioned, 86 show. Brandon, I'm sure you'll be, you might be back before then, but, uh, if not, we'll, we'll see you back in, in 86. Uh, which, shoot, I think we're shooting for February, March ish for that one. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that said, all right. Hope you guys enjoy. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.